Hey guys, it is a brand new podcast. And for all you guys to say that I keep saying that it's a brand new podcast, yeah, that's the way I feel about it. I feel like it's a brand new podcast, so that's why I say it. It's a brand new podcast. It's a brand new podcast. It is a glorious day in my life. I'm very, very happy. Leanne, you want to grab that mic and be a part of my intro? I'm in the man cave. I'm having a celebratory cigar because this afternoon I just did Conan. Yes, you did. Thanks for affirming that, Leanne. I was unsure. It was great. Yeah, uh, it was fantastic. It was a blast. It was uh, a career highlight. I wrote that. I put it on all my social medias um, where I filmed the intro, and, and it was. Um, for those of you who don't know, Conan was is has been one of my guilty pleasures for a very, very long time. Um, I would I discovered the joy of Conan's show with Norm Macdonald. Maybe the best interview ever done was have you ever seen it no norm mcdonald and courtney thorne smith and uh i guess in norm's interview he made fun of carrot top and courtney thorne smith came on and she was promoting a movie called chairman of the board and norm didn't say anything the whole interview and then conan goes what are you gonna say about that huh norm how are you gonna make a joke about that and he goes how do you spell it Chairman of the B O R E D. Oh God! Yeah, Leanne's not good when you run jokes by her because sometimes she just goes, "Yeah," um, but yeah, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, um, and and all of Norm's Conan appearances have been amazing. And then adversely, I got I got I became obsessed with Conan, and and at the same time, it was right, I think probably right when Bill Burr started doing Conan. Have you ever seen Bill Burr's Conan's appearances? No. Oh, they're amazing. They're amazing. And so... Well, what makes them amazing? What makes their appearances on Conan any different than anywhere else? Um, I I can't say that that Bill's uh, panel appearance... I, I, I think Conan's a little more apt to let you do panel. Panels when you sit on the couch. Um, but then... And then you get guys like Gary Goldman who go old school and go, no, no, no. I'm really good at stand-up. I want to do stand-up. Or Jay Larson. You ever see Jay Larson's Conan appearance? No. Jay, L- Jay Larson's Conan appearance is, I I would say, probably the best stand-up set. One of the best stand-up sets I've seen on a night. On a, Him and Gary Goldman. You've seen Gary Goldman's. I played it for Dad. Dad and I listened to it in the car, and Dad was fucking howling laughing. Dad, Gary did one about the uh, abbreviations of the states. Yes, I've heard that. It's it, really funny. Oh, it's a fucking amazing. And Jay did one about getting someone called his phone and it was and they said it was the wrong number and then he became a part of their thing. I'm sure I played that for you. I think so. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, uh, Cameron Esposito's it was is like one of the like Conan just it's just the people that work there have allowed really great talent to do exactly what they do. Well, that's a great compliment. And um and I. And I will say that um, I don't think that my appearance compares in, at all to any of the ones I've just mentioned. But I will definitely say that in my little career that I have, it's top of the, it's top of the block for me. Like I loved it, I absolutely loved it. And uh, and I, you know, if JP's listening, and if anyone over at Conan's listening, thank you. Um, but it was great. It was great. You know, it's like you have a weird connection with those guys. A long time ago, Conan. Uh, and Andy Richter was staying at the Universal Sheridan when I was where I was living when I was working with Will Smith. And I saw them. They were shooting in L.A. for a week. This is, I think, when they must have been based out of New York. And these, I'm talking, dimes were following them around. And you could see that they were like, 
they followed them into the hotel. They followed them to the bar. The bar was in the middle at the Universal Sheraton at the time. And I was sitting at the bar and I was watching them thinking, maybe I'll bump into Conan. And then these girls tried to get into the elevator with them and they were going up to their room. And Conan, he must have said something so weird. Like, hey, God, hey, ladies, look, it's Mike Tyson. And they turned around and the elevator door shut. And before they could, before the girls could stop, he goes, see you later, Goyles. Oh, was, my God. There was just, I don't know. So it's been a, it's a person that I've been a big fan of for a long time. I got to do his TV show. So that's four minutes of a fucking celebra- celebration of a moment. Yeah. Um. You deserve it. But thank you. Thank you, everyone that watched it. I will be posting. Um, in short, I told the machine story. Um, that story has gotten a second life uh, breathed into it from the internet, from my special. Um, for all of you who watch my special, thank you. And I, all I ask is, you know, I keep posting the machine story on, 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 on social media. That's part of this business. So when I do, just share it again. I, it really means a lot that I that I post it on Facebook or Twitter and that you guys share it like 159 times. You fucking retweet it. It really does mean a lot. I am doing dates in London. Everyone in London, I have not uh, locked down a place. We have a couple places we're looking at. The question is, I just don't know how many tickets I'm going to sell. And I don't... Oh, by the way, there's the keys to the fucking yeah, gate. Yeah, I know. I took them out of the Okay. Gate. Okay. Thanks, um, Sorry. Uh, I am in Buffalo this weekend. I, 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 th- I would, I would beg to say those shows are probably going to be sold out. So get your tickets right away. Uh, Lexington next week. You can probably get tickets for those shows. <laughs> I can't imagine I'm selling out in Lexington, comedy off Broadway. But uh, but I'll be there, and then Parlor Live, and then I'm going to London, San Antonio. Uh, I'm going to do more Texas dates. We're switching around some dates. I think we're going to do. I don't know. We're switching around some dates. So we're not locked into this machinist tour. Machine machinist tour. What do you think I should call it? Machine? I like the machinist. Nah, machine. I like the machinist. Well, the machine, only because people have just heard the story for the first time. There are literally 20 million people that have just heard the story for the first time. So I feel like stay with the branding. Keep going. Yeah, the machine. But all the people that matter to me are these people that listen to the podcast and they all listen to Rogan. They've and they were there. And they've heard uh, a little bit. A little so bit. They're last like week's news. They're a little bit like Bert. We've been with you for a long time. What do you think that all your fans call um, it? The Mickey Mantle Gene Tour. Call it the Machinist Tour. Call it that Long Strand DNA Tour. Yeah. The shit that's brand new to us is what we enjoy. I'm a fan of podcasts just like you are. But you got to remember, we are. We are. We are. By the way, we're a significant number these days. But. We are loyal. We are diehard. We will go see our the guys we love, no matter what. If Joey Diaz ever gets into Canada, people will with fucking felonies will break into Canada just to go see Joey Diaz in Canada. All right, this is a long fucking intro, and this is a long podcast because it's a great fucking podcast. Uh, stop what you're doing right now and download the Laughable app. The Laughable app is an app that I'm associated with, Ari Shafir is associated with, and Greg Fitzsimmons is associated with. We're also reaching out to some other guys to be associated with it. Uh, it is a very great app, and this is why I'll tell you this. It's a podcasting app, so you download it, and uh, you type in your guy. Let's just say Joey Diaz. We all love Joey on podcasts. Immediately, it's going to show you the church of what's happening in right now, uh, the church of what's happening now in the top of his list. But then it will show you every podcast he's ever been on. Let's do Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn, 
Owen Benjamin, Shane Moss, guys that are great fucking podcast guests. You, it'll show you their podcast, and you can find all the episodes they've done, but then it'll show you all the other ones they've done. That's what makes this app so great is it aggregates all the good shit you like for you. I am not talking about this podcast app for any other reason than I like what they do. They pitched it to me, and I liked it. And, and I've hung out with them, and they're making changes to accommodate what, what we as podcast fans don't like. And so if you have a note, hit them up on Twitter. Tell them, hey, man, make that shit for the Android. I'm losing my wife. You're falling asleep, aren't you? No, no, no. I'm listening. And so check out Laughable. Uh, go, to, go to the App Store, type, download at Laughable, and you're going to fucking dig it. And then just put download your podcast from there. Um, who gives That's it? really cool. It's a really great app. I'm, I'm being dead serious when I say this. Um, hopefully we can get something out of uh, Dollar Shave Club coming up soon because tomorrow I'm shaving clean. Yeah. And then doing Kelsey Cook's podcast or web series where comedians put makeup on comedians, but I'm bringing my daughters. And I think my daughters are going to put makeup on me and her and try to make us look like celebrities. Ooh la la. Yeah. Um, my wife is definitely falling asleep. Why? I can see it. I know when you do this, you just do this thing where you're like, I did not. Just disinterested. No, I'm not disinterested. Um, so, yeah. So, that's it. Um, always check out All Things Comedy. This is a real joy, this podcast, for me. Because, as you know, I've talked about these guys on probably my last three podcasts. Um, I, d- I, don't, I don't know what to... Um, I don't know what to do. I, I look, I've brought them up a number of times on my podcast um, recently. I'm stuttering right now. Uh, Dave Anthony is uh, one of the uh, people at All Things Comedy, which is me, Al, Bill, Ari, Tommy Buns. It's all our podcasts. All our I'm just saying the guys I can think of, but Dave Anthony is one of the guys. He's one of the heads of the company. Uh, and he's a fantastic guy. He's uh, written on Marin. He's good friend with Marin. He's just a fantastic podcaster. He's been in this game for a long time. He's had the game. He had the podcast "Walking the Room" with Greg Barrett, who's fantastic. And we talk about Greg on this podcast. Um, and Gareth Reynolds is his partner in this podcast. Gareth Reynolds was on Travel Channel for a second, and so I had a connection with there. But he's, they both of them have also worked with Sam Tripley on the Naughty Show. I do this backup information for those of you who don't know, and you go, Bert, remember to explain who they are before. Sometimes you just get into the podcast. We don't know who the fuck we're talking to. Well, it's also the it's incumbent on you to like Google these people, but this is who it is: Gareth Reynolds, Dave Anthony, Anthony. They have a podcast called The Dollop. The Dollop is fucking fantastic, and I was late to the game. I saw it on the top of the charts every week, and then one day I went, "I got to check this out." And I ran into Dave in an all things comedy meeting, and we got one tomorrow night, and we'll be there. I'll see Dave tomorrow night, so hit up Dave and let him know the machine sent you, and that. You love this podcast. This is the podcast Dave recommended to me. It's called The Rube. It is so fucking good. What Dave does is he describes historical events to Gareth, who is completely oblivious of anything historical, and Gareth shits on it, destroys it, takes it apart, 
questions it. Dave explains it. Dave shits on it. Dave tears it apart. They both commiserate on it, and it is so fucking funny. It's called The Dollop, the D-O-L-L-O-P. It's with Gareth Reynolds and Dave Anthony, and they are my guests. I hope you enjoy their podcast as much as you enjoy this one, because this one, my friends, is fucking seamless. You are going to come in your pants it is that good of a podcast what are you shaking your head at leanne never come in your pants no not recently well wait till you hear this podcast ladies and gentlemen birdcast two dave anthony gareth reynolds the dollop in the man cave this is hello are you serious yeah here grab grab that um, really? Yeah. Hilarious. Everyone talk real quick. Hi. Perfect. Yes. Hello. Perfect. Dancing. I did, I did uh, a podcast with um, uh, Tom Papa today, and I I was like, he was using an H4, H4N yeah. to do it, and yeah. he didn't have enough mics, so they were going to share one. I go, oh, we'll put in the H6. I'll just pull my rig out and I start rigging the shit. And I think I didn't record audio on one mic. <laughs> <laughs> I come in arrogant as fuck. Yeah, I yeah. totally fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, he was like, email that to me when you get a chance. I was like, sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Get that right to you. Yeah, I had, I also, had... I'm dying. I should point out that I'm actually dying. So <laughs> I, did, uh, I did one with Segura in the car and... Uh, today and yesterday, and I listened to one of the tracks, and I was like, and there was no audio from Sakura. Oh fuck! And I was like, motherfucker! And then I went, and I had, I had apparently I had stopped in the middle of it and started recording again on accident, and then picked up audio from him. Oh, I really wow. wish, I really wish I had someone to. Do you guys do yours by yourself? Yeah, yeah. just totally by yourself. Yeah. yeah. Do you even put in? Do you even put in headsets or anything? Uh, sometimes yeah. at the start, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not not as much as I should. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've been promoting your podcast, all my podcasts. I know, the yeah, thank you, much weeks. appreciated. I did it again to, when I posted today. I talked about it. Thank you. It was uh, it's such a great podcast. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It really is the the Rube. Fuck. I was like, I mean, he's my favorite character of all in the history of the world. He might be the best. You know, I ended up getting into a spiral about him. <laughs> I I'm obsessed. Yeah, yeah. he's it's like, crazy. So wait, wait, real quick. So if anyone doesn't know, uh, what is so the name of your podcast is the Dollop, but the the story and and you basically tell a historical fact to Gareth or a, a historical story, yeah. And then you and you and it's just such a great fucking podcast. But real quick, <laughs> who is the Rube? If you could like pitch it. Okay, so the Rube was Ironically a guy, pitch it, David. Ironically pitch it. <laughs> so the Rube was a guy who uh, played baseball around 1900. Pitcher. And, uh, he's a pitcher. Uh, maybe the best pitcher at the time, but he pitched against Cy Young. Uh, <laughs> and he was dumb as a fucking box of rocks. That's an understatement. <laughs> That's a fucking like, and I, I it, I'm, this is not going to do it justice. You have to listen to this podcast. That is a fucking understatement. <laughs> yeah, well, not only dumb, but like insane, like too. insanely dumb, and a, a great combination. Alcoholic. Always raging alcoholic, raging, raging alcoholic, dumb, 
uh, obsessed with fire trucks. Obsessed with fire trucks. Yeah, he would run off the mound and chase them in the middle of games. If he heard a fire truck, he would leave the mound and chase it. Like if you had a Dalmatian on your team. Yeah. And if people if people realized he was stupid and they would hold up like puppies in the stands and he would run over to them. Yeah. Like just he like you, you one time and no one knows where he is and they find a wrestling alligators in Florida. Yeah. Like, By the way, I felt such a connection to this guy. I was like, <laughs> in the early 19th turn of the century, you could, that could have been me. Yeah, yeah. Hardcore. To this day, you could almost probably simplify me in terms like that. Yeah, Van Buren Wilder. Good God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is, it, and that, and that just, and the podcast is you for like an hour and a half, hour and 15 minutes telling the story. Yeah. And Gareth hearing it, commenting on it, and you guys... And I've sure. never heard it. I, like, so he just prepares the story, and I don't know what it's going to be. And we did we did a thing at All Things Comedy, and I was like... And I noticed your podcast is like all, top five podcasts in the in the, in the world, I think, always. Not, not... No, it was for a little while. What was that? What was... Like, Ooh, I was like... We got a... Like, I got up there, too, and I was like, why? Why did that just happen? Well, that's what's so strange is, like, actually knowing the metrics of it is such a bizarre, nebulous thing in a way. Yeah. Like, because there's some days where you're – I mean, there's – you know, you could – like, you could brag at any time, like, I have the number one podcast today, but, like, that's (laughs) – or with albums. People are like, I have the number one album, but it's like you have – at that moment, you're selling the most, but, you know, so – It was very weird we were the number one podcast in the country that was like – of all podcasts, I was like, what's happening? Well, because then they give you a silver record to put on the wall. Oh, I don't know, <laughs> and it is I would love you that. ties I bet, the studio together. I bet Bert. you got a big bump when you went on Rogan. Uh, yeah, we were. I right. was, that was a great episode. I, those man, it was the best podcasting. Well, I've that ever done. podcast is so. Uh, I mean, it's just so interesting. Like it's always so interesting. You know what? I I, I was I. If you said to me how many times you've done Rogan, I'd probably say five. Mm-hmm. It turns out I've done like twenty times. Really? No recollection of them though because you go in joe and then like whenever i'm there joe's always in like a giddy mood it's not like scientist mood yeah so he's like let's get high let's get drunk let's get fucked up let's right. giggle i mean we did one that was five hours long one day holy and it shit. did and i didn't piss once and i didn't <laughs> and then when we got done we were like you want to play pool for an hour like <laughs> it was and you both pissed your pants the, oh dude the, t- one I, the ones i did with segura those last two ones were like Probably the best thing I've ever been a part of. Really? Because of the the competition. Your competition with him is so engaging. (laughs) We had, uh, it's, you know, some kid came up to me the other day and he was like, uh, like, it's really cool that you guys are really friends. I go, it's just, just, I mean, like, we're all friends. Like, we all hang out. Like, everyone knows each other. But he's like, no, I'm like blown away. Is this part of your bit that you guys, you guys really friends? Or is this like a, why is it so hard to believe? I go, that's why podcasting is fucking good. Because it's not produced. It's not, can I tell you a little sidebar to this story? Yeah. Do you, I first heard of you probably seven years ago. I was, we have this weird connection. I walked in to Travel Channel. Yeah. And Fred. Fred uh, uh, Graver. Fred Graver. Was like, uh, by the way, he starts the conversation off with, uh, "We just found the funniest comedians in the business," and I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> well, awesome, Fred. Thank you so yeah, much. Fred. You're too sweet, Fred. I'm glad you're uh, aboard. Yeah, yeah, really awesome. Who See is that poster it? behind you? And uh, and it was Mancations. Yeah. And I remember watching that and going, "God damn it, that's the show I want to do." Yeah. Instead, I'm riding roller coasters. Well, it was such a great fucking show. Yeah, we were caught in a very. Uh, that's a show that I did with uh, my buddy Evan Mann, and it was. Um, insane to do 
like as I'm sure you know, like you yeah. know, just traveling, like and doing these, having these experiences, and just sort of getting like the cliff notes of it, and going yeah. and doing all this crazy shit. But we like went to space camp, we went to ninja camp, we did a civil war reenactment, we did this whole season of the show, and then as it would be, and and throughout that process, we're being sort of told what you heard about us, about you. It was like you know, this is the model. Like we would get you know episodes of your show. You realize they hated my show. <laughs> but 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 okay but okay so we they had hated my but show. but you but your show was on for a while they loved our show but they, then right when we were putting the finishing touches on it well what they did was uh, they aired some of they aired two in a night the night of the NBA playoffs and and they left an hour in between about a sandcastle show but, so they aired what? two new episodes by the, way, by the way I worked with those sandcastle people <laughs> yeah. I had to do I did an integration with them and we met the sandcastle people but the people I mean, who build, the people who make giant sandcastles can I yeah. tell you yeah. I would argue maybe possibly the most boring thing in the no. world is watching someone make a sandcastle are you fucking really, kidding me it was that like, sounds awesome just a guy putting sand in his shapes yeah. how's that not yeah. on every All right. channel now that I hear it back <laughs> I'm doing I'm trying Actually, to I'm pitching one about guys who make dirt uh, <laughs> castles. Oh, yeah, dirt builders. Yeah, dirt That's going to be amazing. And I like that it's two hours long. Oh, I think it has fun. to be. It's in real time. I think time. it has to be. It's yeah. real-time dirt building. An 18-hour real-time marathon of dirt builders. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If they didn't incorporate the function of time-lapse into something <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, it's already garbage. It was such a. <laughs> what we, happens at the end of it? What do you mean? Uh, well, you see the sandcastle. Come on, it's a reveal. <laughs> it's not, yeah, yeah, it's hard to do the teaser coming up. Well, you got to see it, obviously. It was, uh, I, but I, can I tell you, we did it. We did an integration with them where they, I did one of my shows oh, and I worked fuck. the sandcastle, and it was so much fun. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I like, bet. I was like, this is one of the funnest things I've ever done. They taught us how to make a real sandcastle, and I was like, oh, this is – in my head, I was like, this is functional information. I'm going to blow my kids away. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually really fun. Um, but yeah, that, I, that, but as, I remember as that a, as a As a, an experience to watch is uh, – I remember that time. There's only so much you can do. So vividly. Yeah. Well, then, so they did that, and then they were like, we're going to put it back on in the fall – and then the Wait, fall two came. Two episodes, and then how long? In, how long? Months. How long, months. Months. So two episodes, not even back to back. Sandcastle in between. It's Sandcastle like when, sandwich. And, yes. And then months, and then like, let's, you know what? This needs. This needs. This is so hot that we need to take a break it's, for months. It's a programming style not enough networks are embracing. Right. I'll tell you right the now. Air two leaves six months. Air none. <laughs> it's oh. It's beautiful. Oh, I've, I've, uh, I could. I can. I've had so many shows on that network. I can up that and say. We did one where they aired it, didn't like the number, so they started airing it at 7 a.m. on Saturdays. Oh, my, <laughs> my God. never aired. That's the best they time slot. They never fully aired it. They aired those two, and then the rest never aired. Well, so they literally shot a season what? of the show, and then they were like, no, like, uh, it's a home movie. What's the fucking point of that? You have it made, throw it up. Think of trying to explain this to my English mother. She your was mom, like, your "What? Mom, your mom's from England?" Yeah, oh, and yeah. It's just I was like, "But it's you, not you, airing." What? What? You, you, but you've made it. I was like, "Look, Hollywood's got a big dick, and sometimes it puts it in you." You know yeah. what happened? Huh. I bet the Sandcastle people complained. I they bet did. all the all they the did. fans of Sandcastling <laughs> were uh, like, "What is this shit?" Don't even get the me Sand started. Club. If that is, are there people? Uh, no, but that is <laughs> that was a that was a tool in and this time in television that was a tool to get your show back on the air. Is go onto your Facebook page yeah. and oh, start a protest, and there we, would be that didn't I, work. I, I, it didn't happen to my show, but it, I remember it happened to someone's show right. where it got canceled. Not mine, and then they all fought for it, and they're like, "Fuck it, we'll bring it back." Oh yeah, the, uh, yeah. Angel had that, or yeah. some show like that. But they, had that where fans of, were so rabid 
They were at CBS, and CBS was like, fuck it, let's do it. All right, just well, shut you, up. It's hard to park. I can tell you all the behind the scenes about your show. If you oh, like, yes. I know everything. Yes. Because I was... I was Lovely. So at the time, Adam and I had the... Adam uh, Richmond and I had uh-huh. the two highest rated shows on the network. Yep. And they were not a fan of mine. Um, and they didn't like my digital footprint. They were like, your digital footprint leaves something to be desired. Did, what is that? It's when you Google Bert, the first thing that came up was ass wax. Next thing that came up was uh, PCP with Tracy Morgan. Like it was like just everything that Googled me. So they're right. like, they're like, we need to scrub your digital footprint. So they just pulled me off. And I think, in all honesty, I think Fred and Lorene were was the president. At the yeah. Time. Fred had really great intentions of bringing really talented people on the network and making really cool shows. Everyone that Fred brought in, and I'm not, I mean, I have no, there's not, I can gain nothing from Fred anymore in my life. Yeah. He works at Twitter. Yeah. But, and he was a great guy. He did he not like me. Tw- he can get you a Twitter show. No, he can get, definitely get your numbers up on Periscope. Thank you, Fred. Thank you. And so, <laughs> Verify me, Fred. Yeah. So, but he had really good intentions. But I think he was taking really big swings at a company that that brand wise wasn't ready to make that kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, Steve Rinella and you, yeah, uh, Steve Rinella now is possibly one of the most recognizable hunters in the world. One of Joe Rogan's best friends, yeah, really, and, yeah, and and uh, and it was it was a really interesting time, but. Adam and I had the number one shows, and then you guys came out, and I think they were like, comedy doesn't, comedy doesn't work for our network. Oh, my God. That, that really is – I mean, that is basically you know what it felt like because – which, which network is this? Travel, Travel Channel. Channel. Oh, so, thought, so we okay. we'd done it, and then it's almost like the – you know, it happens all the time. It really happens in marketing here, too, when a brand is like, we really want to push the limits. And then by the end of the process, it's as vanilla and bullshit as everything yeah. else yeah. because they get scared. And that is basically, you know – Rather than air it ever, they were like, "This is not our brand," and we just you know and they fell just on don't the air it. And yeah. they, but you know, and, and I'll say that, and I'm certain this is getting to Travel Channel if we're talking about it. But and I will say one of the things that I really that really I know it bums them out as well. Oh wow. Were you recording? Uh, no, no. Sean Evans from Hot Ones is calling me. Ooh. Ooh got gossip. Hi. Hello. Can't, can't take it because I know he wants to talk about <laughs> um, Have you guys on Hot Ones? No. Oh, have you yeah. seen it? Yes. Oh. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. it. But one of the things that I think that that network does exclusively that I'm not – I've never been, I've never been uh, a victim of, but I do think that it would benefit them to, to air a whole season of stuff. And, I, and, and yeah. I'm sure they have a reason they that they don't. They don't. They, do, they don't. they don't do they it. Put they it just up. kill it. They put it up. If it gets numbers, they stick with it. Well, that's not how it works, especially now. Not now, now. Especially yeah. now. But but from what, I, from what I'm hearing is you guys killed comedy on the Travel Channel. Yes. Uh, the two I of you. I definitely had a part of that. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, and I, I, think, I, I think this might be Spartacus. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely am the reason they've got more serious programming. Yeah. But, they, but they were also like they're – like you're saying, like your show and Man vs. Food were like, they would succeed and yet they were like, it's not us. Like there is that craving to like define yourself with something that you like too. Yeah. And it's like, just it, go it, with what works and take fucking chances. Yeah, it, take it, chances. It's, you know, I, I, and I say this, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate right now, but like there is, I've taken chances on this podcast, like where I go, this would be a good episode. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't pay off because the fans are like, hey man, I don't give a fuck about your wife. Right, <laughs> like oh, right. you talked to your wife and they didn't like it. Uh, like no, I, but I know my downloads and yeah. I know, and I know right. that people just didn't tune in. They're like, no, no, it's offense, not Bert, what they but want like, from you. That's yeah. interesting. Okay. When's uh, when's Burr coming on? 
Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what I like. When Zari and Steve Renazizi coming on. Right. And so, like, and but they would just air things, and if it didn't, like, the Sklar brothers had a, a pilot over there. Uh-huh. And it, they aired an episode, and, and I guess, I, and it just didn't rate. And so, and you know, the other thing is the, that that network really succeeds with, you know, fucking, they've already got stuff in the can of, like, Andrew Zimmern that rates through the roof every yeah. time they put it up. Yeah. I mean, Man vs. Food was getting ratings higher than anything. Yeah, that show was huge. Road. Yeah. And Adam is just, and, you know, some of those guys, I'm, I'm not, I don't, sometimes I feel like I'm not set up for that type, that type of television, even though yeah. I did it for so long, but, like, Adam is a, such an amazing fucking host. I swear to God right now, I could call him on the phone and go, give me your read for Columbus, and he could rattle it off. Yeah. I'm <laughs> he's, he's a classically around. trained actor, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. he is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the whole the whole thing that he ended up, like, eating all the, like, it, I mean, I forget where he went, but he went to, like, a prestigious place. And he went to he, Yale. He went to Yale. And he got, and he was, like, a classically trained actor, and then he was like, look at that meat inside that motherfucker, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like... Yeah, but he, he, and there was. I think he was probably he's. They might be one of the like those. We were talking about this earlier with Marin and mm-hmm. Rogan are two of the smartest people I've ever been around. Yeah, they say things very cutting, very very intelligent, very uh, insightful. Like I always say this about Rogan. Anytime I have a conversation with him, every opinion he has, he's thought about for a day. Yeah, like I don't. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm such a fucking dickhead. Oh, I blurt shit out constantly. Oh, yeah, it's my that thing. is very true. Yeah. It's like he. I mean, he really know. Like he knows. He knows everything. <laughs> Adam Richman knows something about everything. That's yeah. crazy. It, one of those and guys. Really, like, I mean, we met him briefly, but he was super nice. I mean, just a really, really in nice the dude. Fucking world, yeah. like the sweetest guy. But, uh, but yeah, I was, I was there for that whole thing. Yeah, what and, it was a dream. They they wanted Fred wanted that to succeed so bad. I think he was caught between Laureen and the company. Yeah, and the company was like, you know, the, their whole their whole message with that network's been information. It's so funny as comics, we're like, fuck information, put interesting up there. But as a fan of watching Travel Channel, yeah. and I've always been a fan. The information is what drives. Our show had zero thing. information. Yeah, like it's uh. the thing about your <laughs> podcast that is fascinating is like I'm laughing, but when I stop laughing, you come back in with more information. Then and, another la- like the information drives your podcast, yeah. And they always wanted that at the network. Information first, and I was I'm not that guy. I'm yeah, very well, the information is that's a fucking whole like researching. That's a lot of goddamn work to get like proper information and put it into a story. Like especially for a, like a 22 minute show, that's not that's yeah that's tough. Well, but also on the dollop, the amount of things you peel out are just insane. Yeah, that is true. I, did I, I couldn't do your job. I did, Dave's dude. job is, uh, is. I mean, we, when we go on the road, like I'll be, I'll you just come out shows? of my. What you live show? Do live shows? Yeah, yeah. You want? You want? Are you I around? Love February sixth, and I'm the most uninformed person in the That's world. Great. Hey, are you I'll around? compete at you on the podcast. For I used that. to think Helen Keller and Ann Frank were the same person. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're around on February sixth, we're doing a <laughs> That's live. That's a one. much different experience for Ann Keller. What? What? Uh, <laughs> wait, February sixth? Yeah. Um. Oh, oh shit! I was supposed to tickets up for sale today. I forgot. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm around February sixth. Right. Oh wait! Oh wait! Uh, I have a, what time? Uh, nine. Yeah, I'm around. Boom. Okay, let's do In. it. Done. Um, so wait, how did you guys meet? Just clubs? okay. So he used to do a podcast with Sam Tripoli. I was on uh, Tripoli's podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was like the and third the, wheel, the naughty show. Second yeah. Wheel? I wheel? joined it late. Like he. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I was definitely like. 
the third, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the third or second wheel, wheel spare tire. I don't know. What's the automobile? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell kind of vehicle are we talking about? <laughs> The third wheel? I'm what, one of those weird motorbikes with yeah, three wheels? Weird, yeah. Okay, I'm that. I'm the back one. All right. I'm near the, the sidecar. Um, but yeah, we met uh, We met there, and then... Um, I would I would go on there and just to bust Sam's balls. Like I would just sit there and make fun of the podcast while I was on it. Because he always had like fucking strippers on and shit, and I'd be like, it's a podcast. Why am I looking at this girl's asshole right now? Because fucking brains in the gutter constantly. Literally, I'm looking at a girl's asshole like she's bent over, spreading her ass, and I'm like, well, it's a podcast. But it, it like, but uh, trip like what I love about Sam Tripoli, and I love, I mean, I really genuinely love the dude, is that he is, he is unapologetic for what he wants, and his yeah, show yeah. was what he wanted. Yeah, it was what he was into. And I enjoyed sitting there going, watching Sam experience, you know, what he what he thrived I, in. I still think Sam and Big J Oakson should tour together. Uh, they totally. Oh, totally. Yeah. Because they're the yeah. same. Uh, very destroyed. different acts. Yeah. Very different acts. Same demographic. Yeah. Totally. But Sam Tripoli, when I'm so little sidebar to this, uh, I move out to L.A. I want to talk about New York, but I move out to L.A. I do the first thing I do is uh, National Lampoon's Funny People. It's... Uh, Frank Caliendo's hosting it. It's when uh-huh. he was on Hype. No, maybe he was on Mad TV. Okay. No, he might have been on Hype. Do you remember Hype? No. no. Do you remember Chicken? No. Chicken? Wait, the comic Chicken? Do you remember him? Yeah. Oh. Uh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who was Chicken? Who was Chicken? Chicken. Chicken? Chicken, uh, chicken might came, be- Let's just say Chicken came out from, from out of nowhere. Okay. By the way. So did the egg. I, if, Comedy Central, if Comedy Central did a fucking a documentary about this guy. Oh, my God. I would literally well, we could do a be about so excited. The hell? You should. <laughs> well, now I can't know about chicken. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you, he, okay, he just, he just, it's a Mont- it was when Montreal, when you could go up there this and get a- 1998. Okay. Yeah. So you could go up to Montreal and just land a fucking huge deal and new faces. You know, your, right, whole, right. your life was changed. So this, he, the story he is, and I want to dollop you, this with him. With yeah, you. yeah, yeah. So okay. this is a time when, when uh, Mitch Hedberg did a show, did a New Faces show, mm-hmm. destroyed, got offered like a, a, a six-figure deal, like $800,000, yeah. and Dave Becky grabbed him, put him on a plane, and flew him home and yeah. said, "No, don't speak to anyone ever again. Right. And Mitch is like, what? He's like, the only thing you can do is fuck this up. Leave. Yeah. And this is a different fucking day. Right. I, I mean, I... Th- it well, was, this is when Dave Becky got Sue Costello a fucking deal off of a five-minute tape. Wow, fucking VHS. Wow. Hold on, I got Sent a that deal. Shit. I got a deal. That that picture that we were just talking about, yeah. Louis Schaefer. Yeah, I was working the door at the Boston Comedy Club. Time Out New York wrote an article about me because I was just letting in college kids f- to drink for free at the Boston Comedy Club. Right, sure. I was working the door. Uh, David Tochterman came out and saw me do stand up. He was working for Will Smith. I was at the door. All I had was seven fucking minutes, and I got a six figure deal working the door. <laughs> <laughs> Working the fucking door. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, this is like, this does not exist. <laughs> no. And, and, hey, I'm not working the door tonight anymore. You know what's crazy? <laughs> Barry, I'm good on the door. Barry Katz made me keep working the door. Of course he did. Because he was Jesus, like, that he was like I, I think it's good for the story. No, you're the door Keep guy. You're the door the guy. Story. I, and then he just Bring a door saying, on stage. He just loves saying, I'm, I got so much stuff going on, my door guy's got a deal. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, from his end, it makes sense. Then he's yeah. like, don't stop working the door, oh, Bert. I got fucking, I got six figures six in the fig- bank, <laughs> and I'm still doing 25 bucks a night and bringing in 20 people so I can get my spot. Hey, how about give me a spot? That flyer is blown up. I used to have to hand that out. Oh, I used fuck. to have to hand that out. I had, uh, I had stacks of them, and I had to hand them out everywhere, uh, and Lewis Schaefer was on the center. But to go back to chicken, so... That is the time, Montreal. So Frank Caliendo gets a deal yep. from uh, from a tape he had. And a tape, he just did like John Madden, uh-huh. Chris Farley, and Kramer. Uh-huh. He gets a six-figure deal from the WB. Right. Chicken. Do you remember George Gallo? No. He's just a kid. He just did crazy noises. Like it, was like it was like watching the Tasmanian devil try to talk. And he got like a six-figure deal. And I was like, what in the fuck is happening? How come I'm not getting a deal? Well, you're too angry. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Have you tried making noises? <laughs> maybe maybe make a fax machine noise and see what happens. <laughs> no, I don't like it. And, 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 and then Chicken goes to Montreal. Yeah. Chicken and was, then Chicken goes to Montreal. His name was Chicken. Oh, his name was Just chicken. chicken. His real name is Michael Roof. Okay. Uh, by the way, I'm obsessed with this guy. Okay. Like... I'm being serious. There is a part of my id, whatever. I don't even know if that's the right thing that I just said. Sure. But there's a part of me that is connected to this guy for the rest of my fucking life. Well, he well he okay. He hit so hard that it was like even with all these deals. What was his thing? I mean, he fucked a stool to. By the way, that is a compliment to his, <laughs> about his act. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be wait. shitty. That is a compliment. Wait. Like. So wait, chicken, chicken fuck stools to music, right? Was it to music he fucked? Now was there setup? No, no, no. It was to the the uh, music from Titanic. Right. <laughs> oh my god, this plot is. He would thick. play Titanic and fuck a stool and then <laughs> lean on it like. And by the way, I am telling you when I say this, it may sound like we're shitting on him. I have a sincere connection to this human being. We're just being honest. Yeah. And he, okay, would, would pose like Leonardo DiCaprio on Titanic. Sure. Yeah. And there was nothing really. Of substance to his act. No. I think he could Almost be. the opposite of substance. Like, there was nothing. It And and was there set up to stool Titanic bangs? Like, I don't remember. I doubt it. I, I don't think there say, was. Like, it, was okay. very, it was very high energy. Okay. So it was a lot so of like. Crazy high energy. Okay. Like. He's a good looking guy. Okay. He's young. Uh, yeah. Full head of hair. Uh, kind of like a. Not. not I wouldn't say like rip, but doughy ripped. You okay. Know, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and just super high energy. I watched him at the Laugh Factory one night with uh, Reno Collier. Oh. And Reno Collier and him are really good friends. Yeah. And and everyone came out to watch him. And I sat in the back, and the place went fucking bananas. Yeah. And I sat in the back, and I was like, What is happening? I was like, I'm blown away. Like, I cannot figure out why this is working. Right. So he gets well, like... No, a, you no, you would watch it, and you'd be like, I don't know what's happening, but the audience is going to murder. The audience, audience loved it. And you have no idea. You're like, what is what is going on right now? Is there a puzzle I don't understand? Did he chicken did. pay you? <laughs> and oh, and then and then uh, he he him and Frank had both deals at WB, and it turned into but his deal was chicken's deal, deal was, was like huge, massive, like what? the biggest deal ever out of Montreal, hundred thousand dollars or it something. It was crazy, just under a million. Maybe okay. it was a million. Might have been a million dollar I feel deal. Like it might have been. A million. Wow, like it so much nuts. so that he like he took care of his family with it. Like he he, yeah. he lived in Florida. spiced up the coop, North Carolina, got the nice right? feed. No, grew up in Florida, Florida. In uh, in in I wish I could remember the name, but it was right outside Tampa, right outside Orlando, like one of those weird. Towns. Sure, like a Carney town. Yeah, like Brevard or De- <laughs> right. Like, yeah, 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Where Lobster Boy lives, like right. something like that. Yeah. yeah, we did an episode on Lobster Boy. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's my neck of the woods. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> we used to drive through that town. Oh, oh man. He beat up his wife. Oh, oh yeah. He oh, did a lot just, of shit. He's that guy's fascinating. Oh, yeah. The story of Lobster Boy. Yeah. So he comes out to New York, he gets hype. Hype. Is the show? They it's a sketch show. It's going to compete with Mad TV. Yeah, because they were supposed to do a show based on him, but then the more they got into it, they're like, "Oh fuck, he can't. We he can't, can't get the Titanic song. <laughs> he can't be the focus. <laughs> he can't get the Titanic he, it turns song. out he just fucks stools. There's actually not a lot there, so they couldn't. The they network was like, like, "What if it's a chair?" And he's like, "I can't work like this with all these notes. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining the vision of chicken." <laughs> This is going to get sad in a second. So, oh, no. Okay. Okay. I'm so, sorry. So they ended up doing an ensemble with chicken in it. So it's a sketch show called Hype. Hype. Okay. And and he's he's like was, one of six or whatever. I think okay. Caliendo would even say Hype was a rough, tough show to sit through. Okay. Wasn't the best sketch show. Yeah. Right. Um, I think it got canceled after like Re- six episodes. Real or quick, yeah. And then Frank moves six. over to uh, Mad TV. Chicken uh, ends up booking uh, Black Hawk Down. Oh, okay. Uh, he ends up booking Triple um, X. Okay. Mm-hmm. With Vin Diesel. Yeah, He's yeah. the sidekick. He ends up doing a show on Spike uh, oh, called right. uh, Raising the Roofs, where his family, who's all very redneck, moves out to LA. Okay. And he does stuff like go to red carpet events with his uncle and his dad. And his stool. And they're, right. And they're big drinkers. <laughs> right. And then, uh, and then, chicken decides to start doing the road again. Yeah, but I don't think he ever, ever did the road. I don't think he ever did the road, and I don't think he ever had the chops for the road. And I don't think he ever had the the passion, obviously, for comedy the way that maybe someone else right. would have. Yeah. Right. But someone was probably like, "Hey, you can make a lot of money on the road." Yeah. Get out there. And then he killed himself. And he oh killed himself. shit! Yeah, that's why we said it would get sad. Oh yeah. shit! Because the road is not cool. Wow. The road's a bummer. The road really yeah. sucks. No, it does, but that's still like it really. Like, how long? How? How? I mean, it was just the grind of that just got to him. The I whole think, thing was this whole fucking journey was pretty quick, man. Really? Yeah. It wasn't that long. It, well, yeah, it was four years, maybe. You know, and at that time, I think a lot of us, you know, the, the business changed so drastically from when I got my first deal to like when I got to Travel Channel. that, yeah. I, that I, like I was lost. Like right. I, yeah. everyone was lost at that time, and then and. I think Chicken just didn't – he didn't have, like, a, a, a foundation. Yeah. You know, Patrice O'Neill said to me um, one time, he's like, I got, when I got my deal, my second deal, I got a deal right after that again with CBS. And Patrice goes, I feel sad for you. And I was like, what? And I was like, <laughs> only fucking Patrice could take right. a congratulate, yeah. congratulatory moment yeah. and fuck you up with it. Yeah. And he's like, you got no foundation. He's right. like, you, got no, you, you don't know comedy. You don't know the road. You don't have any way to make money other than television. And he's like, I don't, I can't make a ton of money, but I can definitely support myself in doing comedy. He's like, you should focus on getting to that place so that when they knock you off the tower, right. you don't fall that far. Yeah. And I was like, I remember thinking like, yeah, that would be cool. And then when I, all my TV shows went away, I definitely was like, oh, fuck, I got to start from scratch. Yeah. And I think Chicken didn't have that opportunity. And when he got on the road, it was like, it was like, what? Right. He He's the best example of... Of when you hit young and you're not ready, uh, it's fucking brutal, dude. There, I, that yeah. is that is the greatest fucking statement of like, like being ready. There's no better feeling than to get a call, and go, hey, we we want you to do April Foolishness or whatever, yeah. and then going, oh, I could do that easily. Like I have, yeah, I have, I've done two specials. I have like, 
as opposed to being like twenty three and being like fuck. I didn't I didn't get shit until Marin. Way fucking late in life. I got I had no no nothing like I'm almost fifty. You are not. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. You do not look fifty. Hey baby. Don't wink at him, Dave. That's what happens. Okay, your when baby's you say, over here. If you say your if baby's you over say here. you don't look fifty, your there's a sexual thing happening. No. There's it's fucking something nice. sexy Wait, how going old are you? on. Thirty seven. Oh, I fucking yeah. pay money to be thirty seven again. Yeah. I mean if I can I was make a deal. I could fucking run this business. Really? <laughs> Dude, with what I know now. Yeah. I mean thirty seven, I was so lost. Oh, I was a fucking mess at 37. I had no idea well, what was going on I at that no point. Con- but doesn't that happen every, like, <clears throat> don't you always think that? That's what's such a fucker about, like, aging, is that you always look back five years ago and you think, I thought I was old then, now I'm old, and I wasn't then, and then in no. five more years you go... No, because when you stop? get into your 40s, okay. it stops, stops because you you really start to realize... What you can build on, and then it's leading somewhere, and then you're putting bricks in a place, and you're creating something. Yeah. Well, you're, when you're, I didn't know that when I was in my 30s. When I was 37, I was still trying to grab shit and make shit fucking happen. At 37, and, I was like, I need to be on TV. Yeah, that was it. I was like, I need to be on TV, like a fucking idiot. I should have, I should have just been like, like I look at you right now, like I know for a fact that you will no doubt. Be one of the most successful people I know. Oh, fair. Because you're, th- you're 37, yeah, dude. I, like, oh, well. I'm 44. We're at the exact same place in our life. I'm well, 44, and I go, and I go. It's just like I, f- I feel like I know you. I know you probably feel like this too. I know Marin feels like this probably. But like, I go, how much more time do, are people interested in me? Oh, totally. God, like, <laughs> like, at what point do I become the? What time? At what yeah. point am I the depressing guy at the yeah. fraternity house yeah. doing the show where they're like? Hey man, have you taken your blood pressure medicine? Like, <laughs> I think so. I don't remember. God, <laughs> doing the same bits back to back. Oh God. Oh my. You take off. Oh, your, I've done you, that a lot. You, t- you take off your shirt and, and just a girl in the front row just like s- silently starts crying. Oh, I had this moment. I had this moment where uh, I do. I did a goddamn comedy jam. Yeah. And I, I was in a band with Cre- with a with a guitarist kicked him out. He formed the band Creed. Yeah, yeah. And then. I, and Scott Stapp sang with me. Now, by the way, okay. I, he comes up. I'm, it's a spoiler alert. I shouldn't be talking about it, but you I love, don't give a fuck. There we, we go. Love Creed. We get it. And, and so it's your band. Scott Stapp's like, hey, man, we you should uh, maybe I'll sing like the first chunk and then you'll come in after that because I was supposed to lead it off. And right. Like, I think in, artistically, it's probably better if I started off and then you come in. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'll my come. God. So he sings it, destroys his Yeah, of course chunk. he does. I come in. Oh, God. Oh, no. And I start. The fir- my lyric, yeah. and I hear a girl in the front row go, ooh. <laughs> Audibly. Audibly go, ooh. <laughs> it was so it's tough to, bad. It's tough to maintain the course mentally and not be at all like, all right. Because Boy. even as a comic, yeah. you're vulnerable when you're singing. Dude, I'm you feel like if a joke goes words. shitty, if you're a joke so goes much, shitty. You're so much more vulnerable yeah, if it's you're like singing. You're, yeah, it's like you're, oh. try, you're exposing uh. yourself and to hear a look. Oh, and I and, and I and I was like, oh, that's why Scott wanted to start it off because <laughs> yeah. he's like, don't fuck my song up totally. Like, let's start somewhere and then get to where we yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. But, but if he, so so no one knew. So if he'd come out second, would have no one have known that he was going to come out? No. So I I I mean, total spoiler alert. The whole point of this thing was that, I mean, technically, Mark Tremonti doesn't remember me at all. He has no recollection of me. Yeah. So I brought out my guitarist from our band that we were in a college from Orlando, John Daker, and he comes out. 
And I go, this is my, I'm putting my band back together. This is my guitarist. And then I bring in another guitarist, which happens to be Scott Stapp's guitarist. They don't know that, but he played with Guns N' Roses. He comes out. And then I go, you know, the whole point of the speech of my speech is that I'm a, I was a front man. I wasn't a lead singer. I was a front man. Very right. different. Yeah. Energy. Sexuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like. X Factor. Yeah, X Factor. Yeah. X Factor. Yeah. Oh, I fucking wish I had you writing for this. <laughs> X Factor. It's the X Factor. Yeah. And, uh, and I go, what this band could really use is a lead singer. Someone who can remember the lyrics, so who doesn't right. lose their voice. Right. And I bring out Scott Stapp. Uh. And, and then I go, we're singing the greatest rock anthem of my generation, Higher. And we start singing it. And it, I'll be really honest, man. Not only will I say this, Scott Stapp forever will go down in my book as the coolest rock star I've ever met. But I was moved to like. Really? To tears. I'll start crying if I talk about it now. It was such a great fucking moment to sing that song yeah. in my life that I said, I've said, my daughters came to see it and I said, girls, you just witnessed the, my favorite thing I've ever done on stage. Yeah. It was so fucking fun that at the end, and at the end, the whole fucking audience is chanting, Bert, Bert. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I'm fucking stomping around going, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It was the greatest fucking, it was like, that is great, though. Oh. I mean, because, like, that's one of those things, too, where, you know, you get those moments and you really are like, man, it's a really amazing thing that I'm here. And even, on, I mean, on that level, that's, like, insane to be able oh. to sing the song with the guy I've been. and have your name chanted at the end of that shit. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, there, I've, I think I, I've said to someone, we did a reading with, oh, you guys should do Dr. Drew's podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, Doctor Drew and Bob Forster. Oh, uh, I love Doctor Drew. Oh, I yeah. love he was on Marin. We had him on Marin. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, hey, did you ever get? I sent you an email a long time ago that you never replied to. And uh, I've always, uh, there we I always go. Thought, I Is always, that true? I always thought it upset you. Uh, I doubt it. I'm certain of it. It said, "Fuck you, Dave Anthony Burt." No, it was it was me, you, Burr, Ari, and Tommy. Okay, on the podcast, and Al. And it was about someone joining All Things Comedy. Yeah. And then you replied, uh, definitely we should have this guy. He's the funniest guy I know. And then I replied, hold up a second, Dave. We haven't really hung out yet. You should hang out with me before you say that. And you just didn't reply. You just didn't reply. I know. That, that, no I'm reply. sure that made me laugh, dude. That didn't make me uh, That's hilarious. No reply. And I went, oh. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I the should. girl in the front row. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No way! That's there's no way that did make me laugh. I mean, that's that fucking hilarious. Right. And I was like, and I was like, and then and then like I ended up like listening to a podcast where where Maren was talking about you, and I was like, and I was and he was like talking about you in a way where I was like, that was the wrong joke to make. And I was like, motherfucker, why am I such an idiot? You stupid Bert. Stupid. You stupid. Like Scotty no, but- J and Boogie Nights. Yeah. Boogie yeah. Idiot. Boogie yeah. Idiot. Boogie yeah. Idiot. <laughs> I'll change it if you don't like it. <laughs> and then you just try to kiss him. Oh, God. Oh, my God. No, okay, so I'm the king of making people feel awkward. Yeah. Like, I fucking love it. Really? My, my wife is always just like... like when, well, I, when I texted him coming over here, I said... Because uh, it was... Waze was doing the thing... Because I was late. Waze was doing the thing where the numbers are going up slowly, and you're just sitting there like, this is just terrible. This is Oh, you're watching good. the number like... Oh, oh. just watching minutes, the number. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We found the yeah. worst way for you and to I, go. And I text Dave, and he just goes, yeah, that happens at the commuting hour. I was like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 anyway, sorry. Your wife... 
<laughs> and then my wife's always just like, how are you f- – like because someone will say something and then I just let them hang and I just stare at them. And she's I'm like, how do you do that? I'm like, I just fucking love living in that moment where people don't know what to do. And you're uh, just like, look at you. You're freaking out. I'm just staring at Tom you. You and Tom Segura should be brothers. <laughs> uh, he – I don't, man. I want. Sometimes I think he's dead inside. Like he'll he'll do things. And yeah. Only he finds fucking funny. Yeah. And I'll just go. Oh yeah. And I like like he'll make. I I wish I could remember the joke he made today. Oh. We get on the plane. I'm drunk. It's like in ten the, in the morning. In the morning. And after go, taking a nude photograph of your friend. After yeah, after taking a nude photo of me. By the way, I look. Oh, great. that was you. That was me. Oh, I thought that was Tom. No. No, <laughs> my body you? naked. Well, he may be lighter than I am, but my body is ten million times better than he's naked. <laughs> that's that's the new contest, dude. <laughs> fucking yeah, nude, nude photo shoot. Better nude, nude photo shoot. Better yes. nude. We walk Who's on the plane nude? and we're 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 sitting in first class. Yeah. And Tom walks up to the stewardess, the oh, flight no. attendant, and goes, "Please cut him off. Don't serve him any more alcohol." He whispers in her ear. And we get to our chair. I go, what did you say? And he said, I told, I told her to cut you off. I go, why the fuck would you do that? And he started going. <laughs> I go, asshole, I want a drink. And he goes, hey, I'm not drinking now. <laughs> and she served everyone a drink except for me. I go, it's not fucking funny, man. I go, I I'm, don't I'm, have anything to do today. I got a podcast at six. I'm doing Tom Papa's. I'm going to be loaded for that. Yeah. I go, why the fuck would you do that? And she goes back. And I go. Hey, can I please get a drink? And she looks at him. <laughs> like he's your wrangler. I go, what the fuck, man? Tom, can he? You, you know what? Your boyfriend cut you off. <laughs> Tom cut you off. Uh, the man in 3D cut you off. Sorry, sir. Fucking. And I was like, I go, it's not. It's not. And he was laughing hysterically. I go, it's not funny. I go, it's not funny at all. Like, there's no joke. No one's laughing except for you. It can only be you and him in on it, and you're not laughing. And I'm not laughing. I'm like, I wanted to drink. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> Well, Dave will do that. Like, I kind of got lucky because the way I met Dave was like we didn't know each other that well before we started. I mean, we knew each other, but we didn't know each other that well before starting to do a podcast. And then I just found that he was like that with people. Well, you saw the, oh, yeah. time, the time I went on the podcast when he had a – Sam had a – Oh, yeah. A, a, like a anniversary show. 200th episode. And there were two – porn stars there right and i just started i just started grilling one of them because she was really stupid so i just started asking her questions and i think i said something it was something about england where i said what's your favorite state or something and she said there was something where it was you know england. it would be like what's your favorite continent and someone's like delaware it was like, like one of those it, like it was, oh you're whoa i don't know I where you laughing at her and sam's getting mad and i'm just laughing at her face oh. because it's fucking crazy like i yeah. get that you suck dick and put stuff in your pussy for a living but you can read a book when you're not uh, doing that they, yeah you can pick one up those my man fuck a book every now and then that's what fuck i've a, always put said a book in your vagina one of the best things that ever happened to me is we were supposed to do a vivid video comedy tour oh wow me and sam tripley and someone else and our first date was at riddles in chicago and it was like man i wish my brain was better and i could remember this but i will tell you it was two very famous porn stars, both of which I really wanted to fuck. Yeah. And I was just at that point where, like, we had just had a kid and, like, my wife didn't want to have sex because she had just had a kid. Right. Obviously. But, like, I was in a really, like, weird place. 
and I backed out of it at the last minute. Really? And whoever replaced me ended up fucking both the porn stars. Oh, uh, shut up. Uh, that's tough. <laughs> at the same time or separately? Uh, oh. 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 You're just like, no more updates, please, on how that I went. Oh, wow. Oh. I was like, oh, it's like, oh, you missed out. And then it's like fucking nude shit. I'm like, are you shitting? I wish I remember the girl. I don't think it was Brie Olsen, but it was like someone that uh, yeah. right. definitely was like Popular. super attracted to. I fake stabbed her to death in a movie. What? You what? Uh, Fake stabbed Brie Olson to death in a movie with your penis? Uh, a knife. Penn, Penn made a movie from Penn and Teller. Uh-huh. Uh, and I play a reenactment guy. And, and uh-huh. I, I like jump out of a closet and like stab her to death and it fucking shit flies open. I'm like, I'm stabbing Brie Olson's tits. Oh, oh wow. Face. I did a short one time where uh, it was called Alpha Male, but it was spelled M-A-I-L. It was about a mailman. Sure. Wow. It was a really good script. Uh, this guy Terry wrote it. Um, I wish I, you, you guys would love Terry. Uh, anyway, we had to have a, a sex scene, like a sex scene. Uh huh. Really beautiful girl, and so they get us in bed, and uh, and I'm in my underwear, mm-hmm. and she's in her panties, right? And we pretend to have sex. Well, no top on. Okay, is she hot? Gorgeous. Okay. And my dick gets really hard. Yeah, yeah. How was it not gonna? Yeah, but I was like, I was so embarrassed. Did she say anything? Uh, no, I just stopped. And they were like, "We need more of this shot." And I was like, "I think we got it. I think we're all wrapped." <laughs> I think we got I was it. So embarrassed. My balls are calling cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't wouldn't she be more offended if you didn't get a heart on? I don't know. I was it's, so embarrassed. Did you Did you think? See, at that moment, I would have winked at her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finished. Oh. I I had to do one once. Do you just stop in the middle and go, do you guys want to do this again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. You just look at her and you go, did you come too? <laughs> did you come <laughs> I did one once and it was that too, where I was I was I maintained the course as long as I could and eventually I was like, I'm only one man and this is just one penis. And I and then and she was cool. She really oh. was cool. Dude, I was so Embarrassed, but you're supposed you're supposed to get a. You shouldn't be embarrassed. You should have jumped out of there and be like, "Yeah, that's right." I mean, that's the thing this with is a what penis. To a man. The thing with the penis is like it's not. A, you're like it's not a barometer for what I'm thinking or doing. Like I'm not no. being a pervert. Yeah, you can a perverted dick is being a pervert. I'm sorry. And, and you can rub it against a fucking orange tree and get a heart on. Like, I did that dick. earlier today. I came here. I scouted the place earlier. I clocked it. I came in. I rubbed my dick on Bird's tree. Then I was twenty minutes late. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've I've had times where I was like, "An orange tree will do." <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm definitely gonna have sex tonight. My, my daughter walked in on me and my wife the uh, other night. Really? How old your daughter? Twenty two. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That never fails. That, never, that is always a great bit. It sucks. I, I said I want to say it was Dove Davidoff. We were at a um, we were at an audition and Dove Davidoff was there and they were like uh, they were like said something like. They go, man, they've been casting this a while. And Dub's like, oh, yeah, I went in a little bit. And they go, wait, how long have you been on this? This Dub David Goff goes, 19 years. <laughs> and it murdered. It murdered. He's someone I wish I saw more of. You guys know Dove? I've Not, met him a couple times. He's a great him. comic. He's a, He's a good guy. interesting fucking guy. Yeah, like, I don't know him that well. We did a show, uh, we did a show in Amsterdam one time, and uh, he had just gotten engaged. And his, they were sharing a hotel room, uh-huh. and she took a shit in the hotel room, uh-huh. and he broke off the engagement. No. Yep. What? Yup. No. Yup. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? 
So he was really in love with her. <laughs> he was. She was so beautiful. She was one of the most beautiful. I've never wanted to know that things came out of your asshole. And Dove. How, I mean, the. <laughs> we watched him process it to break it off. In the van. Really? He was oh, livid. He was like. Hey, you know how dumb is? Who takes a shit in the fucking room to go to the lobby? You know? I'm what? doing some bastion right now. Come but on. like, He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's taking a shit in the fucking room. And we were howling in the thing. And, and, this, and she was defending herself. Like, She's shit. there? She's, She's there? in the fucking bed. Oh, shit. Oh, my and he's God. Like, he's like, and she's like, I had to go to the bathroom. And he's like, you don't do it in the room. Yeah, I'm doing a horrible uh, dumb it's impression. Fine. It's good. It's working. And, and I, we were howling laughing. Oh. And then they broke off their engagement. Oh, my, oh God. my God. She was, and I will tell you this candidly, a woman I would let shit on my chest. She yeah. was so beautiful. That's she what. That, wait, wait, but why? Why are those two things related? Huh? Oh yeah, I guess like, I would let any, a lot of women sit on my chest. <laughs> yeah. That's a really bad analogy. Yeah. That's actually an offer I'm just floating out to her. If, if you want to squat? If she said to me, "Listen, the way I shit is I shit in your hands and you put it in the toilet for me," I'd be like, "Oh, done." <laughs> like she was gorgeous. That's a fine process, and I love it. Dove and Dove just I, we and he couldn't control it. He was like, like he was so like almost blown away that someone would shit in the hotel room. Yeah, I. But I, this but is the, this, I, I guess this the is, the, this is, the, and that's why we broke it off. But this is, <laughs> the, there is like a weird, the problem there is that if you're at the point of engagement, you would think at least you're aware of the person's situation. Like, you, at least that you're like, yeah. that at some point that's come into play at some point. Not at all. It had never, but to, until it's that not like the first weekend they've had away. And you're like, ah. Uh, oh. Very well, might have been. Well, then I guess actually everything makes a sense if you that was a, look at it a little that illogically. Was a crazy week too. Jamie Kilstein was on that show. Oh wow! And Jamie Kilstein was like, I you know he I know he's sober. I don't think he drinks at all. But man, I think he was like flying a manic fucking carpet ride. Oh really? Oh hardcore. Because <laughs> he was like. Like just eyes blinking a lot. And he's uh-huh. like, hey man, how you doing? And you're like pretty good, man. How you doing? He's like great. Working with Janine next week. Can't wait. Can't wait, Janine. All right, gotta, gotta go. Gotta go. Elevator. And I was like, yeah, I'll take the stairs. It. Yeah, I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie's an interesting guy too. But that was a fun fucking. It was some uh, Hannibal Burris was there, and I had a documentary film crew following me around, and Hannibal got really high and forgot that he had met them. And he thought they were oh. paparazzi. Oh my god! Oh, wow, that's yeah. great. And and he, man, I've never. Hannibal can throw back cocktails. Yeah, hardcore. Like he, we were leaving, and he went at this end of this night, and and there were wine glasses filled, and we were like, "Yeah, we're just gonna go." And he's like, "Hold on," and like just took Spalding. Oh just my god! Soldiered really? each one. And I was Jesus. like, whoa. And yeah. I remember saying, someone needs to watch him. Like, we need to get him home. That's like the, uh, that would be like that Hawkridge movie where that uh, James Garfield, Mel Gibson movie that just came out where the guy saved Hacksaw each Ridge. person. Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. And he's like that, but with the wine. Please, yeah. Jesus, just the power for one more. <laughs> have, you, have you seen, is it a good movie? Great movie. 
I, I mean, seen. I know that everybody, like, you, I, obviously there's, like, Mel Gibson as a director, as a human, is a very touchy subject, which I, you can understand, but that movie's subject matter is fucking fascinating, and, you know, he makes, like, really good gory movies. He, Mel yeah, he Gibson's does. a fantastic filmmaker. Yeah, he just, he just lives next to the devil or something like that. You His know, latest beard is dude, I, wait, demonic. Did you, did you see him on Kimmel shave that guy's head? No. What? Oof. It's like it, it was not the best bit because I guess some guy they like find some guy on the street and then they're gonna have Mel Gibson shave his head or give him a haircut. Basically, Mel Gibson just shaves this guy's head, which is ultimately it always turns out into looking like a bully move. Yeah, always. It's not, it's not the best thing Mel Gibson could have done. Yeah, and then the guy shaves Mel Gibson's beard, but Mel Gibson's got something going on with like, uh, like I don't know if he doesn't listen or like. Uh, He's okay. So I he might be Riggs. When I first moved here, I worked at Staples Center for a year, and I worked in the suites. And yeah. he was in the, a suite one night, and so I was taking care of him. He fucking left his he fucking left his video camera, and I chased him down and gave it back to him. And as I'm handing it to him, I'm like, "What in the what fuck am, I, am doing? I doing? I work at the Staples this Center. This is the stupidest oh. thing." I, it's fucking Mel Gibson's home videos. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh. Yeah, you've like, got to go my ticket. I, I mean, think now, knowing what you know now, what are on those holy tapes? shit, right? Yeah, it's just him, like, it's cutting his leg and, like, Joe, that Joe, hurts. Joe. Putting a, a, a st- what's the thing that the, that the guy in... I wish I was smarter, and this would be a much <laughs> go, simpler thing. <laughs> You're among friends. What's the thing that the guy in the Da Vinci Code put around his leg and tightened it? It's a sty- Tourniquet? A cis? No. Oh. Did you ever see the Da Vinci Code? No, I never it's saw probably it. not the Da Vinci Code. That's probably the wrong movie. <laughs> what was the one that Tom You're thinking of Caddyshack. No. <laughs> Bachelor Party. <laughs> What's the thing? It's the fucking stonk. It's the... Never mind. Stonk? Fucking never mind. Stonk. Did you just try to describe something and the word you used was stonk? Hey, Siri, what's the thing that that guy in that movie put around his leg that uh, Tom Hanks was in? A.K.A. Stonk. Let's see what she said. She's, you fucked She's up. Still listening you broke Siri. This. You want sushi? Everybody's, everybody's Siri in the entire country just shut down. Okay, so wait. The guy put oh, sushi so on his true. leg? Have you done that on a podcast? <laughs> no. I did that on Rogan, and a lot of people got pissed. Wait, what? what? Yeah, if you say, hey, Siri, they just stopped listening to the podcast. Oh, is that true? It, it stops everyone's phones. So someone on a someone oh, on oh, a oh shit, that's crazy. Someone on a uh, on a a news program. Somewhere I heard about this shit. This said, is crazy. Uh, what's the name of the uh, Amazon one? F- uh, Alexa. Alexa. Alexa said, "Hey Alexa," and and to order something, and everyone's fucking. Everybody Alexa. was listening to the show. It, Alexa started ordering. But didn't it. Alexa say something crazy? I heard that Alexa said something like Alexa she's, said she's something saying, to the level saying, of like "I'll never die" or something like weird oh, like that. Oh, uh, she gets weird if you get really deep into her. She, well, what? She, are you fucking Alexa? You know Don't what I do? You know what I do what? on radio sometimes? I'll go, "Hey Siri, put it in my calendar that Burt Kreischer is at the Buffalo Helium Comedy Club." <laughs> and then actually like, call the Helium Club now. <laughs> ask for tickets. Hey, Siri, take my credit card and charge 10 tickets to the Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo, New York. Do it now. <laughs> oh. um, anyway, that joke, that whatever my thought was, we fell apart. Because it's it's very specific. I don't, with the Mel Gibson thing. But you realize how great it would be if you had video of Mel Gibson. Oh, dude. And, but you had sat on it. Oh. Oh. Sat on it. Oh. Right? 
Fuck, I blew it, man. It'd be I like we found it. a we found a ring in SeaWorld. Uh, it's a diamond ring with um, emeralds all over it. It's a very expensive ring. We found it in SeaWorld. There was an inscription. I put a video on my YouTube looking for the owner. Mm-hmm. My wife the other day was like, "Hey, when can we like cash in on that ring?" I go, yeah. "Never. It's not ours." I go, "I'm waiting for the owner." I yeah. go, "In 20 years, when they reach out to me and they're like, hey, Bert, thank you.' That was my mother's ring." I go. Do you realize what that'll do for me? Everyone will be like, God damn it, man. You had this ring for 20 years and you waited for it. And Leanne's like, fucking let's get a new car. <laughs> like, wait. No. Hey, that's not how it works. <laughs> I think I think I'm on your wife's side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking great ring. It's like big diamonds. You know, I lost one there recently. Really? No. But, uh... What's the inscription? There's an inscription. That's the best part of it. So, like, uh, you know oh, the inscription? Here, Bert, give it back. <laughs> Mine's, uh, it's my, the inscription... Because it's my ring, it's it says "Hey cunt." Mm, I don't know, Dave. Imagine taking that ring to get that inscription, and it's from the 1900s. Hey cunt! When a cunt was a car. <laughs> cunt was a car. <laughs> okay, wait. So, so your daughter walks in on you. Fucking. Oh, right. So I throw a temper tantrum. Okay, wait. You're upset. Who's on top? My wife. Okay. So I throw a temper tantrum because my daughter cunt? wants to What's- sleep with us. Okay. Uh, okay. I, go the, I go into the other room. We just put an, uh, added a room, another room for the girls. I go to that room. My wife comes in. She does this thing where, like, she like, I, I like. She go. You always just have a quickie, and it, it bothers me because I'm like, no, I want to have sex. I want to. I want to like get into it. She's like, just have a quickie, and she, it's a bully move. My wife's a bully, right? <laughs> she really is. Like I was telling Tom today, I go, she's. A, you know, at heart, she's a bitch. She'll come back here. You'll see her. Uh-huh. And just try to read it off her face. Okay. She is a bitch. Like, <laughs> I, I think so. But in, like, a good turn. You know, there are yeah, a lot of women that are bitches. You like. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's a hardcore bully. I woke up the other morning. She's sitting on my lap, and the girls are laying on my arms. And I go, what are you guys doing? And they're like, we know you don't like your belly button being fucked with. And what? I was like, what? And they fucking touch my belly button. Oh. Uh, right? Sensitive area. Oh, fucking oh, do fuck not like that. that. Yeah. No, that would freak me out. So my wife comes in and then I go, fine. I, and then she makes me laugh because when she bullies, it makes me laugh. And then she gets on top of me. We start trying to get it going and my daughter comes in sobbing, crying. Ugh. She's like, I thought you would sleep with me tonight. And I was like, oh. My wife's totally naked. Oh, my God. And has to, like, put on clothes. She's like, hold on, hold on. Ida's crying in the hallway. I thought you'd sleep with me tonight. I'm just like, what a fucking cock block. Just a quickie. Yeah. I was like, five minutes. Bad. <laughs> and then in my head. I'm Including like, cleanup. I thought. So, so yeah. she never realized you guys were doing it? I don't know. Wow. I don't think so. How we old haven't is really, she? No confirmation. How old? I walked in on my parents when I was 10 and it was super weird. Really? Uh, yeah, like I like like you I mean because I don't think I who fully was on, like who was on top. Uh, not me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not this kid. This kid had to go to his room and think for a while. <laughs> the ladies there. Get out of here, ma'am. <laughs> but I like but I don't think I fully had like an understand, you know, I didn't understand fully what like sex was. And because I mean, you know, this is before you could just watch porno wherever you wanted. Yeah. And you needed to know a kid who had like a woods near his house. And uh, but so like I was it like took me a minute to process. And then when I finally did, I was like, what the fuck is their problem? You know, I really was like, oh, I was so grossed out by it. It was Where'd so you grow up? Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. Milwaukee, Wait, where Wisconsin. did you grow up? 
north of San Francisco. Oh, how great is your life? Uh, it's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. <laughs> That's so oh, cool. Oh, it's a fucking great place to grow up. It's so beautiful. I yeah. love Wisconsin in the summers. Yeah. And everyone goes out to the lake. Yeah. Oh, those are great. The, uh, fly, mosquitoes. Yeah, the mosquitoes are, are bad. Fucking they're huge. brutal. Yeah, because they're like, they're feeding. Yeah. They get fat. I mean, there's some, you know, the ones where like you hit one and it, and it just looks like it Pops. ate like Thanksgiving. You're just like, oh, no. And you know that it's like some of yours, but it's also like, ah, it's my have neighbor's you, blood. Have you ever got a mosquito to bite on you and then flexed? No, it, it blows locked, them up, right? It, locks, it yeah. gets locked what? in and it can't pull its nose Seriously? out. Seriously? Yeah. But Florida, the mosquitoes were super bad. Can I tell you what, what ignorance I grew up with? We were at a, at, in Tampa growing up and there was a gay nightclub next door to where we were partying and there were mosquitoes out and everyone was like, we're all going to get AIDS. Oh, God. That, that was the, the, I always say like, That's, I wish, I wish someone just acknowledged how ignorant my childhood was right. to go, hey man, you make great strides to be a, a regular person. Yeah. Like you no one ever only, acknowledges that. You can only get, squir- you get AIDS from squirrels. What? But not, uh, how do you fuck a mis- squirrel? It's, you just got to put it near your nuts. <laughs> Two. <laughs> 19 years. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an from a squirrel. <laughs> who found this out? Who's the guy who's like, hey, uh, Charlie, can I tell you something between us? Ah, I got AIDS and I haven't had sex with a woman in five years. But we got this nest near me. Boy, oh boy. That's how Bernard Getz got <laughs> Hey, before this meeting starts, FYI, you can get answer from a squirrel. <laughs> All right. Now, let's talk about the quarterly numbers. Where are we with that? Yeah, you can. Squirrels. So, we're spiking? How are we doing? Let's talk numbers, guys. You can get in from a squirrel. squirrel. Well, how do you know this information? And how, is, that, is that true? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> if we all passed out, that would be amazing. Oh my god! What a up. great, what a I can great laugh podcast. Myself, I can laugh myself to pass out. I, uh, see, I see stars sometimes when I laugh. I do. Uh, Wait, are um, you in Hollywood? Oh yeah, I'll stop. Yeah, I always wish that someone would acknowledge that. Like, I did not grow up uh, super open minded. Like that was that wasn't the way my friends were. There was no no one like. There was I there was not you know now I think about it, I didn't know one liberal person. Seriously? Until I was, until I moved to New York. But there are there are liberal people in Florida. No, I would, but even I would if you no, really. I mean, like I'll t- I'll tell you what I've I've said this. Uh, I wrote this in my book. Like when I was in a fraternity, the N word was thrown around a lot. Yeah, like a lot. Yeah, but well, not but not even like not even about black people as much. It was like right when Quentin Tarantino oh, Pulp Fiction yeah. came out. Right, and like yeah. everyone used that word. Like yeah. it was just it was like part of the vernacular and uh and there was no I mean like I don't th- I I'm this is going to sound super horrible and I but I mean it to be honest so that anyone else hears this goes oh yeah 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 I understand I'm the same way I didn't have sincere sensitivity for using the word uh the f word faggot why, why, why would I even say the F word? Yeah, I like how you said yeah, the F yeah, word and I mean, then you said it. But like, I, 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 it's so <laughs> yeah. confusing. But like, until but. Todd Glass had that Marin, when Todd Glass was on Marin oh. talking about being gay, 
it really opened my eyes and I went yeah. and like I just didn't care not not that I used the word a lot but, but also, I didn't care like it was just like I was like I, I didn't understand the effect of like oh that's a gay shirt or that's but a it was gay also car. it was also I mean that that is the thing with like I mean language and the idea of when you change your pers- your perspective gets changed when you're actually confronted with those things so if yeah. you're not raised around any of that stuff. And you only hear one thing. I mean, it's like people who are raised in a cult. Yeah. I mean, you know, or Amish. You believe this shit because your parents are, like, telling you and it's what you're seeing around you and stuff like that. But, you know, language changes. There was a time when everybody would say that and would say it, you know, with venom behind it. And then it got to the point where it wasn't that. It was more like a joke that you would call someone that, like, if they didn't catch a ball right or something. And then you're like, oh, no, now you can't, you know. And you slowly, eventually... You know, are trying to find the terms that we can agree on yeah. uh, that are as sensitive as it's possible. It's one of the things. You know? Do you guys feel like this? I feel like you guys probably see a broader spectrum of comedy than I see. But like one of the things that bums me out about comedy is like I go, I go, I know what affected change in me. Like I know, like t- uh, and dead seriously, Todd Glass's Marin, like literally changed me. Like yeah. it, it changed me as a human mm-hmm. being. I went, I went. Oh, I love Todd. And I would never want Todd to ever feel like I didn't accept his lifestyle mm-hmm. or accept what he wanted, what his heart wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and then more importantly, I was like, and I never saw that perspective of a young um, kid going through struggles with his sexuality and then hearing me, a guy you might like on TV, and going, oh, I like this guy. And then I go, oh, this is the gayest ride. And then the guy goes, oh, so now I, my lifestyle sucks? Yeah. yeah. But th- what, I, what bums me out, and this might not be accurate. And you and feel free to correct me. It's like I feel like that now what is happening is there's a bunch of agenda-driven comedy where it's like, this is my point of view. I'm going to shove it down your throat. And I go, I don't know if that's affecting change the way – like the the one thing I can say is like the way Todd did. Or like, you know, uh, when Trayvon Martin died, uh, when got murdered, his mom came on and said like uh, – said something and his dad and I, I think a lot of people probably looked at his mom and dad in a certain way but I saw his dad and I was like oh man he just lost his kid mm-hmm. yeah. like and it was it really blew me away and I was like so many people now are taking agendas like I love Amy Schumer I don't, I'm not shitting on Amy at all mm-hmm. I love Amy I will forever be a friend to Amy as long as I live but I can speak freely because I, I know her but like uh, but like when she did the thing about Trump and like and like Kicked the people, the guy out of no, not kicked her out of the show. Brought the guy on stage. I was like, that's not. Wait, doing what, it. I didn't even know what she did. She uh, said, "Is anyone voting for Trump here?" And a guy came on stage, and then they had a back and forth, and it did not go well. I mean, I'm sh- I'm certain her intention was to make it funny, yeah, but it, it was not funny. And then the guy was embarrassed, and I think he left, and Ugh. then they booed her, and then it yeah. was in Florida, uh. oddly enough, my hometown it was in Tampa, oddly enough, and then <laughs> I was booing there. No. <laughs> It was in Tampa where yeah. I grew up. <laughs> Shocker! And, and, and but I go and then I go like and like the stuff with the what's the girl from Girls? Uh, oh, geez, Lena Dunham. She's got to shut the fuck up. But like I go, you're not. I don't know if you're affecting change the way. No, that, she's not. I don't. I don't even know she's if they care the to. She's affecting change. Yeah. She's making people feel like shit. It's a really weird place right now too because you. Everybody's very on edge. Anybody who is for Trump is 
very defensive and anybody who's anti-Trump – I mean it's a lot like the – remember that the blue and black dress when everyone was like, this dress is blue. Everyone, yeah. It's like you, when you have arguments with, with people or you even see arguments as an observer online, you're like it, – it's just – People are very, very reactive right now. It's yeah. a hard time to find comedy by being like, I totally disagree with you for everybody. I mean, you know, but I, I like what what Amy did was, yeah, like you said, it was. Well, it's, it's what it is what it is. It's like, you know what? To be dead honest with you, don't ever critique what I do on stage from afar because I'm trying to do something. I, it may not work, but fuck you. You weren't there. You right. weren't me. You yeah. didn't have the money. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm not critiquing Amy in that yeah, yeah. situation. But I, I, part of me goes, like, whatever happened to, like, like, why can't there be more people like Todd Glass? That's what I think. In in the sense of being more honest, you mean, and, and discussing in that way? Uh, yeah. Vulnerable, Maybe. too. Like, yeah, there's, a, there's a vulnerability with that at first, you well, know? He did well, that, he man. T- he's also telling a story, you know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to pushing an agenda. Right. He's just, because that's what changes minds, is 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 telling a story from, okay, so... Uh, I used to do a podcast with Greg Barron called Walk in the Room, and we were really fucking dirty, filthy. Like, it was just a filthy fucking podcast. I love podcast. Greg Barron. Yeah, he's the best. I love Greg Barron. Yeah, such a good fucking comic. Dude. Yeah. His 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 Comedy Central Half Hour is still one of the best Comedy Central Half Hours you'll ever see. He's great. So, uh, what was I talking about? You used to do a podcast with Greg Barron. Oh, so, uh, <clears throat> so we used to say the word tranny all the time. And uh, and then people were like, you can't fucking say tranny. It's defensive, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, the, in no way did I ever mean it in a defensive term. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then someone just sent me a big fucking letter just explaining from their perspective of yeah. why it was a bummer to hear that. Yeah. And then I never said it again. Yeah. Yeah, that's the part where I go, I go, that's what's missing in this dialogue like maybe it's story. Maybe it's like someone going, "Hey, this is my personal experience." Yeah. Like you know, someone said to me, um, uh, "I reached out to Rhea Butcher uh-huh. Uh-huh. to be on my podcast." Uh-huh. Uh huh. I I find I think that her and Car- 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 Cameron 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 yeah. are both very funny. Yeah. But I really find Rhea funny. Like I and I mean I just I just connected with her very quickly. And so I just sent her a direct message, and I was like, I would love to have you on my podcast. I, I, I'd love to have both of you on my podcast, obviously. But, like, I, I mean, also, I know you're individuals. Yeah. So not, you don't have to be a team. Yeah. So if you want to do my podcast individually, great. If Cameron would like to come, I'd love to have her as well. Um, and she was really having a hard time with the the Trump election. Uh-huh. I didn't get it. I really didn't get it. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I talked to someone, and they're like, no, you realize that. <laughs> Like, all gay rights can totally be taken away now. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> What's happening? Because none of this, like, you know, when, when Trump got elected, I was with, the night he got elected, I was with four wealthy white males. Right. And all of us were like, mm, whatever. Yeah. No, because like, it doesn't affect wealthy white males. It actually kind of helps us. <laughs> really kind of helps us. Yeah. Like, no offense, this election has been fucking win-win for me. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I mean, it's sad to say, and I get to see an assassination. Make this is going to be amazing. <laughs> this is a movie preview. I'm living. Fucking <laughs> I've always wanted to walk by a farm and like, what's going on? Oh, you don't know? <laughs> but like, uh, the Bible that he was about to put his hand on blew up. But but uh, but but yeah, it, and I didn't. You know, I I don't think you know the. 
things that are like like Mexican people, man. Like, yeah, oh yeah. These, and it, they, yeah, just, can you imagine the fear of losing your parents? Like, I think that really is the perspective that is so crazy when you think about a kid raised here now thinking no, no connection to Mexico. None, no, none. has been here the whole fucking <laughs> since they were like one. Has always been here, but they're illegal. And then and then they get because people get fucking sent back to these yeah. countries and they're like. I don't know. And it's their I'm parents. Not. It's like you're worried about your pa- like you remember when you're a kid you like the stress you feel over your parents and like oh. preserving your parents and your parents not having sex in front of you when you're 10. God, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. But uh you 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 have this sort of like you worry about your parents in this weird sort of way, eh, and then if you I mean some some of you worried about your parents. Wait, how uh, wait, well, Dave. let's let's wait let's <laughs> watch <laughs> half full this and go. How sweet would it be if you're 15 and your parents get sent to Mexico and you're like, oh, guess mic drop, bitch. I got parties this weekend, son. 20th yeah, Century yeah. Fox no, presents. I'll, I'll take care of the house. Deported. Deported. <laughs> deported oh, house party, no. July 4th. House deported. <laughs> I was deported. I was deported too. Oh, I would if, my, if if I was sixteen and they were like, "Your parents are going back to Ireland." I'd be like, "Ah, uh, done, son. Come on, Bert, you're coming with us." No, I'm not. Guess, USA, bitch. Guess who's driving a Mercedes to school? <laughs> Woo! Fucking put on your dad's watch. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, it's like you're living like a body switch movie, but without it's the like, fountain. It's like Home Alone, but with Mexicans. <laughs> This is probably, by the way, someone's definitely going to complain about this. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a very serious subject, Bert. It's really serious. Well, yeah. But well, yeah, we are saying it's serious. I mean, it's it, like. It is crazy yeah. that, that that is like. But then I, I just go like, I, I wish people. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. That was a good thought. Yeah. I wish I was smarter so I could say things that I think. But then I, I get high and I'm like. Urgh. Yeah. I have like paragraph yeah, pot, thoughts in my head. Pot does that. That's so high last night. I like okay, pot. So he gives me. So I I used to smoke pot all the time. Oh, I don't I think younger. I've had the follow up to this. Oh, I guess you haven't. So so <laughs> I'm going I'm going away, you know, for Christmas, and we go up north, and I drop my kid at my sister's house, and then How's we your kid seven. So one? I, what? One? Yeah, just one. That girl, was girl boy. Boy. Yeah, he's fucking, fucking great. Home run. Why did you have another plays, one? You already got the boy. Yeah, he plays yeah. fucking baseball. He's great. That's it's, why I had two. I was looking for the boy. Yeah. yeah my buddy up. Miles goes, keep knocking the dicks off. <laughs> <laughs> Can you check inside there for a dick, sir? I think he might have dropped it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if he's my boy, it's a big one. Plays baseball? Oh, uh, he's a phenom. Oh. He's yeah. seven. He's playing with nine and 11-year-olds already. They moved him up a league. Yeah. He's like a young rube, hits, but with a brain. Hits. Seven years old. Hits in the batting cage, 65-mile-an-hour, 70-mile-an-hour pitches from both sides of the plate. He really is crazy. Fucking seven. Hold on. It's crazy. He (laughs) turned his first unassisted triple play when he was five. Like, it's nuts to watch. Wait. Is this bad to say, can I go watch your kid play baseball? (laughs) My daughter's playing softball. I I mean, this is a bit I'm doing. So this will be a bit that you're about to hear. This is true. Okay. I go to their practice. Coach isn't using a ball. He doesn't what? want them to fail, right? Yeah. It doesn't want him to fail. Wait, wait, wait. That's what fucking sports is. Wait, what's he using? An imaginary ball. No, wait. Is, is this, this is not softball. Ball. What the fuck is this? This is. These are soft lies. This. You could argue the ball is the most important part of the game. <laughs> it's, a, it's. I mean, if you think it's the headliner, softball. Softball. Ball. It's not soft. Soft. Soft imagination. And he's out is there anybody he's... trapped in a box on the field? Yeah. Nope. yeah. I got them out there because he wants them to learn where the play is. So he's like, "All right, oh. here we go, ladies. Uh-huh. Runner on first and second. Ground ball to Lily. Here we go. 
makes a noise. Swings away. Ground ball, Lily, what do you do? And then she fields it perfectly. Yeah, welcome. Oh, yeah, she's man, got great hands with the imaginary she, ball. What if, she, what if she didn't, though? <laughs> so my daughter's in center field. This is Isla, my 10-year-old. Yeah. All right. Base is loaded. Fly ball to Isla. And I watch my daughter. I'm, I swear to you, I swear to you on their lives. Stop. Freeze. Look up. And then start backing up. Oh, my God. And then turn around and start running like it went over her fucking head. Because she's watched baseball. There's no fucking... Yeah, it's amazing. There's no fucking ball. I go, who fails in their own imagination? I go, are you shitting me? And then throws her glove in the air like, fuck it. I couldn't fucking judge it. It came off the the sound so fast. Yeah. I couldn't focus. The fans are throwing beer on me. The coach coach was like, I guess I hit it over her head. Yeah. The best best part of the story. That is amazing. The best part of the story is I I call my wife. I go, you're never going to believe your idiot daughter just did she was like what i tell her she goes don't bring it up she goes you know one of the favorite things especially when you have a kid is like when you call your spouse and go guess what yeah it's the greatest feeling in the world she goes don't fuck with this like that's her brain and it makes us laugh and so don't shame her so we get in the car and i go but i can't help it i'm like yo isla what happened with that fly ball she didn't even miss a beat staring out the window like a stoner and goes yep coach really got a hold of that one Just a weird fucking No, kid. but I can tell you exactly what it is. There's nothing more boring when you're a kid than being in the outfield. Oh. So she fucking just ran with it with her imagination because she's bored out of her fucking mind. She stands in the <laughs> outfield. really got a hold of it. If, That's if hilarious. she stands in the outfield. That's my ride. <laughs> I got to roll. <laughs> she stands in the outfield and just looks for bees. She's terrified of bees. Oh, okay. yeah. That's why she wants to be a catcher because. Hilarious. Because there's no be on bees. on the dirt, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weird, but uh, Isla is a much better softball player than Georgia, but they both have beautiful swings. But I've found that softball coaches fuck up my kids' swings. So I played I played competitive baseball yeah. up until uh, college. I got recruited to play at Duke in the Citadel and then went to Florida State, walked on, and then quit the first day. And, oh, really? Yeah, but like was a legit baseball. Like, I mean. What position? Catcher. Uh, catcher, third base, left field. But I caught a dude who went pro. And because wow. I caught him, everyone was like, well, then he can right. catch anywhere. Right. And so uh, went pro, almost won the Cy Young Award, oddly enough. Whoa. Um, the Rube Odell. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but I've taken very big strides on my daughter's swings. Yeah. Like, I've go- I went through drills with them on how to swing, like how to yeah. break the wrists. And, uh. And coaches always fuck it up. Always fuck it up. Always. They always do. So we, we had a tournament team this summer. And Did you play baseball growing up? Yeah. 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 Uh, we had a tournament team in this, this summer. And uh, so most of the kids are just starting to fucking swing and learn this shit. And Finn has a natural swing. Like the, I, There's a guy who we take him to a camp and he's an ex-pro guy. And he goes, he goes don't do anything. God, dude, there's he, he goes, nothing don't, don't more touch beautiful him. than a kid with a natural swing. Oh, it's right. crazy. My buddy came in Lazera. Had the most beautiful swing you've ever seen in your life. There was this kid, Brucey, that play, when ended up playing Miami. The most beautiful swing, and you just went, oh, that's just gorgeous. Right. Like, yeah. just effortless. Right. Yeah. You see it, and you're like, what's happening right there? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he was just born with this fucking swing, and we put him on this tournament team, and then they, the coaches were like, all right, we're going to have him go to this place, and we're going we're gonna to work on their swinging, and it's like an indoor place where you pitch to him. And I just watched them break him down until he didn't know what he was doing. And I was like, I just yanked him after like three of those because he was just, his swing was just shit all of a sudden. And I'm just like, no. And then I talked to that ex-pro guy and he goes, 
He goes, you know, don't do anything to that kid. Just let him. Just let him hit. Yeah, yeah. let him hit. He'll, if you need to tweak things as he gets older, you'll be able to do it. He goes, but Look, steroids are going to be a thing it. you're going to need yeah. to put in him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's oh, it. I I never had a a great swing. He's I, a he's a catcher too. He loves he? catching. He fucking he throws guys out. He's seven. It's he amazing. Guns. Seven. We were playing. We were playing. He's seven. We were playing a fall. Yeah. He's seven. He's seven. We were playing triple play. We we're playing fall ball. This this he was playing with the nine and nine to eleven years old, and they see him, and the, and the coach is like, I oh, just run on him, and he and and I go Finn, I go Finn, this kid's gonna run, because usually they wait until you drop the ball in that age, yeah. and I go, he's just gonna run. So I go, gun him down. And I yell it across the – because I, I want everybody to know what's about to happen. Oh, yeah. I go, imagine. just gun him down. not who I imagine Dave to oh, be. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh. can see it. I go, Finn, gun him down. Yeah. And he yeah. looks at me, and I'm just like, watch. And he, and he catches it, and he jumps up. And the kid is like – the kid's like 10. And he's, and he's running – and he can't believe when he gets to the base that the ball is already there. And he just the stops rope. and gets yeah. tagged yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. He just gets tagged out. And everyone's like, what just happened? I'm like, don't fucking run on my kid. Oh. <laughs> like, totally. All right. So that's it. You are absolutely out of here. <laughs> no, but I uh, we've been Finn. very clear. I was like, that's right. Oh. They don't run on you, Finn. Yeah. You want to hear something crazy. So I go I, – I get – Extremely competitive. Yeah, I, and you don't. See, no one ever sees that in me. Right. But I'm very, very competitive. So I had a really hard time watching the girls play softball because I'm not. I'm not home enough to to be able to coach. Yeah. But I know so much more than their coaches. Right. Yeah. And it just makes me. It crazy. drives you. That's. I'm. I'm a big soccer guy, and watching these soccer coaches, I want to blow my brains out. I. I have. <laughs> I end up in the outfield, uh, and usually I'll smoke pot. And just sit in the outfield, yeah, and just go. I, I can't. Dude, deal there's with a this. bunch of parents when you get to the major leagues in in this league we're in yeah. who go to the outfield and sit in the outfield because they can't take it. Right, I I, man, I'm that's amazing. <laughs> and like, and like, and like, the like, island of misfit toys. It's 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 an instinct, to right? Like go to go just to jump in. To, I I can't. Yeah. shut my mouth. Right, off. yeah. So I go to the outfield. I get high one day. We're playing a a team from. Uh, Deep in the Valley, Mexican, all Mexican. Yeah. Very, by the way, uh, say whatever you want to say about me, but I will say that uh, Mexican, the Mexican teams are a lot more competitive than the white teams. Mm-hmm. Like the girl, like the coaches are more involved. Like mm-hmm. the white teams, it just seems like, and I'm just telling you my experience, whatever this is. Oh, you're racist. But, the, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well, so we get done the game, and it's a much more competitive game. The girls are stealing home. The girls are stealing every base. And yeah. our, my, da- my oldest daughter is like, like barely doing anything in the game. We get in the car. I'm high. I have both my daughters and my wife is driving. And my oldest daughter just goes, I don't think I like Mexicans. I go, what? She goes, I don't, I don't know if I like Mexicans. She, they seem very aggressive. And I go, and now I'm super high. Yeah, right? I'm yeah. super high. And I go, oh my God. No, you don't like poor people. Oh my <laughs> goes, god! What? I go. Those. It has nothing to do with their skin color. Those. Those girls are underprivileged. So this is their moment. You know, this is their like. You have a lot of shit to do today. Their day might be over. I don't. But they're from a poor area of town. So you don't like poor people. My wife's like, what the fuck are you saying? Hey, Bert, don't help right now, huh? Can you not help so much? 
high as shit. I'm like, no, you don't like poor people. My wife's like, shut the fuck up. We should get Mexican food. Yeah, right. like, not now. Like all, like they they could have been white people, but if they're poor, that's what you don't like. It's got. No, I don't want you to be racist. I want you to be classist. Yeah. Okay. I'm obsessed with this thought, by the way, <laughs> that no one likes poor people in this country. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. obsessed with this thought. Oh no, you're right. I had this thought where we were talking to. I guess Ringling Brothers and yeah, yeah. Belly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got bummed about that. Ah, uh, dude, I was so they bummed. They treat the elephants like fucking garbage. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing. I'm a big, I'm a big, okay, okay, can I just say this out loud? And then you, you pro, quid pro quo me. Yeah. So, like, it's the sins of our fathers. Like, they're, like, the, what, the elephants? Like, yeah, like, like, well, no, like SeaWorld. Like, what are we going to, like, the things the aren't even the fucking thing. Like, what right. do we do with it? Well, okay, so SeaWorld's well, different because you can't right. really release those guys. You can't release them. But an elephant, an elephant you can put a on a fucking life. elephant farm in an yeah. elephant place. Yeah, that is I, think that's a, a I think that's a technical term. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, you obviously yeah. know what you're my talking dad, about. I, my dad's like this. Like, so when, you remember when Opie and Anthony uh, imploded with the yeah. Anthony's thing? Yeah. Uh, my dad was, like, hardcore, like, you know that fucking guy? I go, yeah. He's like, he's a fucking idiot. And I was like, well, he's a nice guy. And he's like, no, you're an idiot for saying he's a nice guy. I go, no, he's, he's not a bad guy. He's like, it's fucking not black people. It's not, it's not black people have no problem with fucking violence. It's not black people. It's fucking poor people. It's underprivileged people. <laughs> underprivileged people get, he goes, doesn't matter what color you are. When you're poor, you sometimes violence is your answer because you don't have any other options. And I was like, I was like, that's an interesting concept. But my whole thing about like SeaWorld was like, or not, in Ringling Brothers, is like, this may be the only opportunity for an underprivileged child to see something different in the world. Like that, uh, okay, all right, that's an interesting argument. And th- like, and that's like, someone was like, uh, this girl said something, and I, and I was like, I was like. She's like, it's much better to see these animals in the wild. And I was like, what? yeah, agreed, agreed, totally agreed. And I have that opportunity. I definitely have taken my daughters to swim with sharks in the wild. Right. I've taken them. Uh, I, I've been on safari. I've done a lot of stuff. But I had that opportunity. For like some kid who, who whose only opportunity is going to be the one field trip he gets to the zoo or to SeaWorld or to – that's his only thing. His mom's uh, – I'm just making this kid up. But his mom's addicted to crack. His dad's not there. And he goes on a field trip to SeaWorld. And then he inspires and he goes – Oh, so there's more than just fucking tennis shoes thrown over a fucking telephone wire? Like, there's more in this world? Like, that's part of me. The other part of me, obviously, is a. it realizes it's... I saw the documentary, too. It was horrible what they did to those yeah. the fucking whales. Well, it really is a... I mean, what... And I think, you know, that... I think that is totally a fair point. It's... I guess it's the... Uh, at some point, you have to think about the life of the animal over as well, like with value to it as well. I agree. And your point with SeaWorld is one that I think, you know, what their plan is that there there will be no more whale captivity, but there are still other animals in captivity that could – and that's the thing with the circus too, is the circus is like active torture to the animals it's and shit very, like it's that. Very, yeah. Okay, so so like they were in Florida, I think, when this happened. Um, the Ringling Brothers. Yeah, you must get sick of all every time something fucking. You know, I never, nuts. I never even knew that they, that was about my state. Like everyone. Was oh wow! That. And I was like, I was like, and then it started like I was like, yeah, man, I'm here in Florida a lot. Right. Like Florida's a weird fucking big place. player yeah. in the weird game. Ron Bennington. Oh, yeah. You guys know Ron Bennington? No. Huh? Oh my god! <laughs> I swear to you, all my children, possibly the greatest broadcaster that's ever lived. Really? Really? 
amazing. He said to me, he lived in Florida for a while, and he goes, yeah, Florida's fucked up. He goes, did you know a lot of guys missing fingers? I go, yeah. Goes, oh, my God. Do you know that's not normal? <laughs> Most go, people don't have that. I go, I said to him, I go, I know two dudes that don't have tongues. <laughs> I'm not fucking around. How does that happen? I, got, chew, I know a guy named chew? Tongueless Brett and a guy named... What do you mean? <laughs> like... Fucking Florida is different, man. It just is really, really different. Yeah, no. I can't believe his parents named him Tongueless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, time to fulfill my destiny. Snip. So wait, what did, were you gonna say? What were you gonna say about uh, circus? Wait, but how did Tongueless Brett lose his tongue? I don't know. I okay. just know him from Cowhead. In a finger argument. Um, so they're down there in Florida. One of the elephants comes out. It's it's. It's super. It's not doing well, and they and there's there's supposed to be a there's a law that if an elephant isn't doing well for a certain amount of time, a vet has to come and look at it. Do you think it would be a kind of a no brainer rule too? Right, but they had to make it a law because right. they weren't doing right. That. So the vet comes in, and the and the elephant is clearly fucked up. Right, like there's something wrong with it. It's got it's it's got diarrhea, like terrible diarrhea. Well, that'll be and, fun for the kids it's, to see. It's super. Well, that's it. It first had diarrhea during a fucking show. Oh, that's. Oh, they'd go. I'd go nuts for that. I mean, honestly, <laughs> if a, honestly, if a, at this point, that's that would be the show you'd want to see. That like Wranglers being like, he won't stop shitting. Oh, while love a that. an elephant just has food poisoning that. on dirt just under a fuck. tent. While the ringmaster's stepping in shit. Hey, all right, guys. Oh, this isn't supposed to happen. Bring Just out the clowns. Bring out the clowns. Slides across the shit. Yeah. Yeah. to watch yeah. the yeah. fourth wall be broken and be like, this isn't real. <laughs> Everybody stop recording. Clowns, take off your makeup. We're all cleaning up poop. One of the clowns starts shitting. <laughs> we ate the peanuts, too. <laughs> Not again. Like, uh, we ate the peanuts, too. <laughs> we ate the peanuts, too. <laughs> So he just comes out. So the so the vet so the vet gets there and the the elephant starts shitting blood, Ugh. and the vet's like, "Oh, he just got a stomach thing," and they send this elephant Who's the out. Vet? So that's the thing. They probably just fucking paid off the vet, right? Yeah, I would Some think. Some Florida vet with no tongue. Has he had Gatorade? Certainly. He must have drank Gatorade. Certainly a fucking he's paid a, off vet. He's got a stomach problem. Yeah, yeah. He's a Florida vet. He's Did got he like, eat any blood? He's got like no <laughs> nose, one ear. Yeah. Uh, three fingers. Also, Tangless Brett doesn't have a tongue anymore. Tangless Brett's a real dude, and he is listening to this. I'm certain of it. Going. Oh, <laughs> oh no, 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 no. How much do you want to bet? I get an email that says, "Hey, by the way, Tongueless Brett's died." Oh, oh tongue. Oh. They buried him right next to his tongue. <laughs> you call him because his, to- his tongue had its own funeral. So wait, what happens After with the off. elephant? So the elephant goes out and does a lackadaisical show because it's shitting blood. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, and then goes back in and they put it in its fucking pen and it's dead in the morning. Ugh. Well, you certainly uh, have a like good a ending. That ends with, it's brothers, like a chicken-like story. Yeah, yeah, it's got a nice chicken. Taste. Yeah, my, my problem is like I'm not. I think I'm disconnected also from my feelings. Like I think my feelings that's, were as, that as a that's child. That's very helpful for comedy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I saw. I saw in Russia they had uh, they had um, bears that rode bicycles. Wait, what? A ba- they had bears that like ice that's skated. like that's like a that's like a cartoon thing you see. It's real there. How do you how do you they how had, do you have to they, break the will of a bear to get it on a bicycle? Cattle prod. Oh, oh yeah. fuck! Cattle prod. Oh, and they had them in their hands. No. Uh, 
Dude, they can I tell you what they did? This will blow you away. They had like a say like a two by four. Like a, a 15-foot 2 by 4 Uh-huh. And they would have the bear stand on it, like a balancing beam. Ah. And they'd throw it 10 feet in the air, and it would land on the fucking 2 by 4 Because if it didn't... <clears throat> yeah. If it and doesn't... Remember, do you know how it learned to do that? Five million fucking... <laughs> and I, my, and I, I'll be dead honest with you. When I saw that, my heart was broken. And I was like, that is not cool. No. Yeah. But... But hell of a pretty trick. amazing show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you see a bear ice skating, you're like, shut the fuck up, uh, ice skate. <laughs> How the fuck do you teach a bear to ice? He landed it. He landed the spin. <laughs> Just it. Uh, the, but it, the it was, problem. The problem with yeah. elephants is, is they're one of the smartest animals. Yeah. They they have families like extended families, and when like when a family they're member like dies, on they land. mourn. Yeah, they like mourn like shit. Like they're like. They're way advanced over most animals. So yeah. the fact that they're fucked up like that is I have a problem. Brutal. I've always had a problem with... I've had a genuine, inherent problem with animals in captivity. Because you go to the zoo and you look at the lion and you're oh like, that's God. not what a lion is. Yeah. No, the fucking... The, the LA Zoo, that, remember that hippo that, that died finally, but it was like in a swimming pool. And you're yeah. like, how's your life, dude? Oh, yeah. I've seen lions Madness. in the wild. And lions in the wild lay different than lions in captivity. Yeah. You know, it's it's... It's a like you see the lions There's, at the LA Zoo and they're like they're not they're, enjoying anything. They're, they've been roofied. Yeah, yeah. And then you see lions in in the wild and, they're and they it. are you can see it in their eyes. You can see the life in their eyes. Yeah, they're like whoa. It's the same yeah. thing when you go to a brothel and then you go to like can the I chilies? Can I tell you? Can I tell you? <laughs> I swam with dolphins. Like I swam with dolphins in Mexico. It's like I think one of the play, only places you could do this. But I got in the water with them. Did your daughter? Was your daughter like I don't like Mexican dolphins? No, <laughs> no. It was uh, no. You just was, don't like poor dolphins. Okay. They don't like porpoises. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, it was in Mexico, and we were. It was for Travel Channel, uh-huh. and they were like, "Hey, you're gonna get in the tank with dolphins. You can ride them, like stand on their backs and stuff, hold right. their fins. You can do whatever you want. You could." F-. And I was like. It was really interesting because I thought I had a very quick connection with them because I was like, they're, they look like strippers. Like, they feel like strippers. Right. That energy that you get in a strip club yeah. where it's disconnected, yeah. these fucking poor dolphins had that energy. And I was yeah. just like, I was like, man, I don't feel really cool with this. Yeah. They're like, they're like, it's fine. It's fine. And they did the thing where they put their beaks on your feet and uh, they get you to stand up and they, they take off. And I was like, I was like, it was really cool. It was fun. But it was like not at the same time I was like I think my heart's broken a little bit like yeah. I, think I lost something I, I, like and and then I swam with dolphins in Hawaii in the open water yeah and it was that's one yeah. of the greatest feelings I've ever had in my yeah. life where you get in bottlenose dolphins and or I think that's what it was yeah yeah and you're just diving down and they're fucking racing around you and you're like. Oh my God! You have an energy that's totally yeah, different, right? Yeah, because they're almost they're sharing an experience potentially so then, so as well. Yeah. well they're they're playing. Play, when you see the dolphins in Hawaii, you can't believe how much they're just playing and having fun. Yeah. So so then, okay, be very real about this. Is there is there any positivity to any animal ever in captivity? Well, y- is there any benefit? Yes, yes, if they are going extinct. <clears throat> I, I would say I would say that. I mean, I, I think that there, like, you can't. Or, I, I think your point before is true. Like, potentially, some kid goes to the zoo. He sees a monkey in a cage, and he's obsessed with monkeys. And then he goes on to be Jane Goodall, and you know, that's right. potentially something that happens. Somebody is super inspired by it. But outside of that, the the mean quality of 
of everyone's life if you lumped it into a pile is is much less um, when those animals are are held captive. Can, I believe. I you know. Mean, I you think. Can see how bummed they are when you go to a zoo. They. It's like. And the, that guilt like, you're talking yeah. about is. I think that is that's something that a lot of people feel. It's. You know, it's hard to engage in that shit. It's hard to a lot of times look at that stuff and go, you know what? Like, I like looking at a lion, but that's just fucked up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like, it, it is a, I think it's a hard, again, it's like everything else. It's like when, when the circus started, nobody gave a shit. Oh, fuck no. You know, nope. you were they, seeing they, animals they, they, up close. People in cages. I mean, that's what a circus. Oh, yeah. They, these things all started think as freak shows. That. That they, was... they used to just put a black guy in a cage and be like, there's a pygmy. Because he was black. Like, they did the craziest fucking shit. Wow. Horrendous, dude. Oda Benga. That was the fuck. I remember that. We talked about it on the show. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They put a guy, a a a lady or a guy. Well, they, but they just put him in a cage and we're like, there's a black. And people would come out and be like, check out the black guy. Yeah. Like, fucking nuts, dude. What, uh, what, I mean, I mean, part of you says then, I mean, part of me feels like I'm cool with absolutes. Like the thing I the thing I get hung up on is uh, people who don't have like people who it seems like they cut the corners for whatever their opinion are is so like I'm cool I'm totally cool letting animals be animals yeah but we got to go across the board then I think right we, we got to free people no no just get rid of all zoos like I'm get rid yeah. of houses I, I yeah. to me that, that I don't would make sense I mean like, to me like don't don't split hairs and go you can't have a, a a killer whale, yeah. But you can have like monkeys. Well, the I, fucking monkeys are as important as killer whales. I think you're right. I mean, that to me, I I think that that's true. Or, I mean, you can't like I, I I. But I wonder if there is a a middle ground. Well, like like a like a fucking big safari place. Like I wonder if there well, is a way different. to create a gigantic yeah. zoo that is what that has is. tons of land. Yeah. And even though they're restricted, because really those animals, a lot of them are pretty territorial, and, and a lot of times they stick to the same area or they migrate back and forth. Yeah, oh, we went to the but one you, in the San Diego Zoo. They have yeah, a, how's that one? I've never been in the San Diego Zoo. Like, we did it's it. really big open space, right? By the way, fucking lit me up about SeaWorld. We're in the we're doing the safari with uh-huh. the girls and our friends, and I said something about I said oh, this is so great. It really is. It's like a golf. Basically, it's a golf course. I think. I think it was a golf course. Yeah. In all honesty, maybe not. But it. The looks bears like, play golf. It, yeah, it yeah. looks like a golf course, and it's just all fucking. <laughs> the bears are caddies. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It's like uh, use Bush pitching Gardens. wedge. Bush Gardens is fucking pretty amazing. I've never been in Tampa. Yeah. The animals run free for the most part. Yeah. I mean, not free, but they get like a couple acres. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I said I made a joke about. Well, there's also a version of this where that a lot of times that is the way they'll kind of re- rehabilitate an animal who has been in captivity. It's almost like you go to like a, um, you know, like a. It's almost like you go under housing before they let you out in the free it's world. Like a halfway, you know, it's like rehab. House. It's like oh, you do yeah. you do rehab, then you go to your so halfway Diaz house. Did one of those. Yeah, 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 it's the Diaz. <laughs> but so there would be a way where you could be constantly rehabilitating before you let into the wild and let people sort of. Watch that version yeah, of it, you know. Like, can't we do like a, a a bay where we keep killer whales? Like, meaning not not keep them, but like the ones that are in captivity now. Can't we release them into like a bay where they have like a like or something bigger than what they're in? I don't know. I, I the I mean the I mean potentially the, the problem with SeaWorld is that like you know like like anything they're not going to say what's really going on yeah. because of money. 
right? Like, right. so no matter you, it's hard to know. I mean, because that, that does sound like it makes sense, but again, you know, they're like, look, we've got this fucking facility, we got these whales, let's keep the ship, you know, keep well, they're, the business they're, together. They're, they're they're having a really rough. Oh, time. they're done. But the thing and Marineland too. What's, I don't know what that is. Like Canadian Sea World. Oh yeah. yeah. The um the when I did the tour the the zoo tour with the girls where we do the, it's like a safari in San Diego, I made a joke about Sea World, and this fucking lady lit me up. Really? Oh, shit. She a lady did in front of my children, my wife, our friends, and the other people in the thing. She was like, "You have no idea what you just said. You are ruining. You are the problem with oh. with uh with with conservation and animals." <laughs> And she and I and I go. I'm just making a joke. She goes, "No, SeaWorld's done more good for fucking marine biology than anyone." And I was like, "I, I go. I, I was just making a joke. I'm a comedian, and everyone was uncomfortable. My friends are laughing hysterically. <laughs> I'm so appalled." Segura whispered in her ear. Oh, he's like, he's like, hey. And but I was making a joke, going like, "Yeah, they should do this with whatever." And she was like, and it turns out, I mean. Every zoologist, every marine biologist, every one of those people feels like SeaWorld's good. Like what they've done is good because they've inspired people to to work with animals, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Look, that, I don't really – right. honestly, and I say this to you guys both. I don't think I need to say this, but like I don't really have a, a, a whale in this fight in that yeah. I don't really give a fuck. I don't yeah. really go to SeaWorld anyway. Yeah. Like I, I – it sucks. I'm sorry. But it's the same I can't way. get past I don't have a whale in this fight. Yeah, I don't have a whale in this fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I, but like I go like it's just it's the biggest problem in this country is that if it doesn't affect me, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and yeah. It's the biggest problem in this country. Yeah, it's like it's like the, Trump. Everyone's losing their mind. Totally. You know what? It doesn't affect forty nine percent of the people. Forty nine percent of the people just it, like they go eh, whatever. I think you do. I think you're right that uh, most people need to feel an effect of something before they become an activist for it. 100%. That's like the the knock the, and the, like. That is really true. I'd always seem strange to me, and this is going to probably sound rude, but when somebody would get a disease, like maybe a famous person or something like that, and they would go to Congress and they talk on behalf wow. of it, and they are a hero. This is not saying that that is not a great thing and that you don't want like more stem cells put towards researching this disease. But the over-embracing of somebody who's got such a vested interest in the breakthrough of this has always been a little like, are we over-embracing? Like, well, it makes I, sense. Can I tell you my, one of my favorite jokes ever told? Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> oh, boy. He was like, uh, I'm, watching a, I'm watching a news the other day, and Michael J. Fox comes on, and he's like, talking about Parkinson's. He's standing next to Muhammad Ali trying to outshake the champ. <laughs> And he goes, is Michael J. Fox up there? And he's talking about Parkinson's. He's like, I'd want one person just to go, hey, man, Michael J. Fox, what about, like, AIDS and cancer? And I would love Michael J. Fox to go, the problem with AIDS and cancer is I don't have that shit. (laughs) (laughs) I got Parkinson's, motherfucker. Man, I I don't think he ever put her on a special. I don't know if he ever. I don't. I've never seen that joke other than live uh, at the Boston Comedy Club. But I remember. <laughs> but it's fuck, the same man. thing. It's yeah. Just, it's just. But. It. You get it. You get yeah. it. If you had that platform, I, I mean, you get. I totally get it. It is again. It's really not the person's doing. It. It's the reaction to it. It's okay. Like, so then. So then let's let's pull it back for two seconds and go. All right. Uh, not to not to but like. 
say we all agree. Like, my point is, like, when you give an inch, you got to be willing to give up the mile also. So, like, if we said to everyone going, all right, let's get rid of SeaWorld, let's get rid of zoos, get rid of bush gardens, we'll make natural habitats in this country where these animals can live, and they have a great life. And uh, and then at what point do you go, hey, by the way, someone's going to say, hey, no more dogs. You're not allowed to have a dog. <laughs> like, no more cats. You can't, I don't want, <laughs> like, ultimately it's going to come down to yeah. And you're like, and you, and then you go, well, my dog lives a really great life. Yeah, but. You're its master. Yeah. Who the fuck do you think you Have are? Have you ever seen it in a field open? Yeah. Allowed to go away? I bet my dog would love a field. Your dog's name isn't even what you think dog, it is. My dog doesn't. I mean, I, I love my dog, but like, I can't imagine they're really through the roof happy about this small backyard. They didn't have a choice in that. Yeah. But uh, I yeah. mean, you're, you're absolutely right, though, that like you pull that thread eventually. That's what happens. That kind of has been it's what keeps... what happens. That's kind of what our society is at this point is like... You know, the constant figuring out of, like, what is the acceptable level. But right. I know for a fact, like, my cat doesn't want to go outside. You yeah. know? I am 100%. He's tried tri- to I've took it. him outside, and he was like, buddy, we got it all up there. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> There's cars out here. I don't give a shit about the flowers. Um, I dated a girl who asked me to go to with her, and she brought her cat on What? Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. In London Canyon. Wait, wait, wait. No heads up? Uh, no heads oh up. Oh, my God. I was, like, I was like, I am breaking up with her immediately. <laughs> she may as well shit in the hotel room. Can you imagine taking a cat on a walk in Runyon Canyon? Why the fuck? First of all, every dog is like, holy fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> we could not get up. You know that first quarter where you yeah. passed yeah. You couldn't even get past that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, this is over. I'm going to go for a hike. I'm going to get a workout. Good luck. <laughs> you oh. and your cat have a good life. Who the fuck walks a cat? And you who- would walk a cat in Running Canyon. <laughs> well, uh, I and- would. Not without a heads up. <laughs> and never with like a serious look. Like, I would never be like, okay, we've heard the joke. I'd be like, let's keep going. This cat's oh. walking up a mountain. When I when I had a cat, in, when I first moved around, I had a cat, and I tried to take it. I, I was like, I wonder if it would like to go outside. And so I put it on like a little leash. And I put it, and it just lowered down to the floor and just sat there. Oh. It's like, I'm not moving. Well, yeah. Oh. My, my, I live near Dodger Stadium. My cat. Like got to the stairs and I was like, he's never seen stairs. He was like, what the fuck is the floor? Yeah. I was like, oh god, this is not going to be an easy journey. Oh, the floor is disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. And then he sees his, <laughs> and then he sees rocks and flowers and hears cars. That is a great joke. I love that. He's never seen stairs. Never. But yeah. Well, yeah. Why would he? He and, then, and he. I mean, he was genuinely like. Well, we better turn around. I don't think this is going to work out for either yeah, one to of him, us. It's like being on mushrooms. Like, oh, what the fuck yeah, is happening totally, out here? Yeah. By the way, yeah, we had Marine World near where I where I live. That was our one in the north. I think I've Marine been World. there. Uh, and in high school, we went there on a trip, and me and a buddy took mushrooms. Yeah. So a high school trip, and at one point that can't be good. At one point, I'm sitting there, and we're looking at the dolphins, and. Uh, and me and my buddy are just fucking staring at the dolphins, and you know the whole class is there, and then we're just staring. And all of a sudden, a, a girl comes over and taps us on the shoulder, and she's like, "Hey, we've been gone for twenty minutes." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> oh. I thought the dolphin said that, man. <laughs> wait, wait, what's staring. the what's the place in? I want to say it's San Francisco. It's a theme park. It might be Marine World. I did an episode yeah, it's there. Near, it's near San Francisco, and they have white lions. Oh shit! That might be Marine World. I don't know. That might be Marine it might World. Might be Marine World. So we do a show with white lions, and 
What do you mean you do a show? No, white with Tigers, White Tigers. Oh, White Tigers. What do you mean you do a show? I do a, a TV show. Just uh, like I'm doing rides and we're fucking around. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. We do a segment with White Tigers. And uh, aren't they super fucking rare? Like, yes. Didn't, did Siegfried and Roy. Uh, You'd think that would have put the end to everything of it with that, right? right? Yeah. But that guy's yeah. didn't they, really fucked up. Is he oh, dead now? I think he's a. One, I mean, they. Yeah, talk about a disappearing act. You don't hear about those two anymore. I don't. Talk I mean, about I, I, I really. Like. That was it. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, we're good. We had a run of 10,000 shows without an actual attack. Um, oh. Siegfried, he's done. Uh, let's just say he's done. Yeah. That thing fucked him up. Yeah. Fucked him up. I've, I've worked with everything. And worked if you with- were at the show, somebody must have been like, boy, they're really reinventing themselves, huh? Oh, wow. This is real. I want to see how he gets up after, oh, it's a real attack. Oh, my God. I feel nauseous. I. Uh, oh, man. Wouldn't that have been the best show to be at, though? On Mushrooms? You were oh, there with your buddy? <laughs> oh, bad night. Bad night. It would have been really, like, I always say that, like, uh, there's two types of people. There's people that look at planes flying in the sky and go, oh, I want to travel. And then there's people like me that go, I wonder if it's going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> I always think. <laughs> always like, I, I always look at a plane and I go, man, it'd be weird to see one of those things crash. Really just would. explode right there. Just, <laughs> you're like, shut the Yeah, fuck. whoa. Yeah. I, always, I, I did that with my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the next one. Honey, <laughs> I'm a government weapon. <laughs> oh. Anyway, we did this thing with White Tigers and they were like, oh, we've had a lot of fun. Burke, can you do the read? So I turn around to do the read, and I turn my back on the tiger, and it attacks me. Oh, shit. It attacks. Well, that's it, on you. You don't on. turn your back on a tiger, you disrespecting motherfucker. No shit. But it attacks. Oh, there's a cage. I, mean, I should clarify. There's a cage and a pool of water in between us. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm like messing with the tiger. I'm playing with it. We're all, like I'm, There's a cage in between us and a big pool of water, and I just turn my back. And immediately, my wife watched it, and it hunkered down oh and my creeped God. and leapt at the cage to kill me. Oh, my God. And got onto the cage, splashed me. I got covered in water, but leapt onto the cage. It would have killed me in a fucking heartbeat. And they were like, you don't ever turn your back on a tiger. And you know, did you know that, that in India, they have masks that they wear on the back of their heads when they walk oh, through? Oh, that's why they do that? Yeah, so that tigers don't attack them. Whoa. I had no idea. Yeah. Whoa. I didn't even know about the mask thing. Dude, we went I've through. Se- I've just seen like pictures of it and didn't understand what was happening. We went through Vietnam. They have tigers in Vietnam. And they're like, they're like if, if uh, you see a tiger, face it. You never turn your back on a tiger. Can you wink at him? I'd be like, <laughs> I woke up my daughter one time. We were in, uh, we were in uh, Hawaii. We were in Maui. And we're, and you I had traveling, to leave. motherfucker. I travel a lot. And, uh, <laughs> and so I'm getting ready. I had to leave that day to go to D.C. to do a show at the D.C. Improv. I'd leave at noon. It was when my car was picking me up. And so uh, it's like six in the morning. Now Isla's my the daughter with the fly ball. And I go, uh, hey, we're in bed together. I go, hey, let's wake up. Let's go snorkeling. Let's go snorkeling. The sun's coming up. Let's go snorkeling. And she goes, leave me alone. <laughs> and I go, hey. I go, I got to leave at noon today. Let's me and you get up right now. We'll go down. We'll find a sea turtle. We'll follow it around. Just me and you. Don't tell mom. Don't tell Georgia. Just me and you. And she looks at me in the eyes, rolls over, looks me in the eyes, and goes, you're tugging on a tiger's tail right now. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I was like, holy shit. Okay. All right. All right. That's, that's a good description. <laughs> okay. Tugging on a tiger's tail. <laughs> well, okay. Like that, yeah. Now, now, now that I've fought tigers. Can I just say there's fucking nothing better than swimming with turtles? Is it the best? Man, and, and, and this goes back, I think, maybe to the, what we're all saying about, like, uh, 
animals being free, it really is on a, a real magical moment. Yeah. When you're sharing a habitat yeah. with an animal and you're just being, hey, man, I just want to chill. Yeah, gaining an animal's trust in that in that situation, you're like, yeah, it it does. You're like, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that this yeah. happened. Yeah. I picked it. We went to, when we were in uh, Australia, we. Where did, you, where did you go in Australia, Sydney? All over. We, we were. Went, uh, we went everywhere. Yeah. Oh, you guys did a tour there? Yeah, we yeah. We did a couple. Have we went two tours there? Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've got, we got a really big audience down there. How f- Siri just popped up. She's, She's like, like, serious. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't even remember that question How you great asked her. Is Australia? I love oh, it. It's amazing. Australia's the best. Man. And we went to uh, this place called Rottenness Island, it's called, uh, which the name is gorgeous. But it's basically a place where quokkas uh, habitat. Quokkas, which are like. I'll show them a picture. Yeah, they're, they're, I think I know what you're talking about. They're these little marsupials. Yeah. Ador- they honestly look like. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, if you were to bring them into real life. Yeah. And so they're these cute little things, but they're real skittish. So you always try to get like selfies with them. And it's, it really, like now the island is kind of stupid because it's a bunch of people just on their hands and knees trying to get the right picture so they can fuck off. But there's one, like we walked around for a while and then there was just one that we walked up to right when we were leaving. Oh my God. I wish I had a picture of that. I can't find it. They run away. Uh, And this one is letting me like pet his head. And he's just sort of chilling. And his buddies are kind of like, hey, bud, chill. What are you, you okay, Clark? And I'm just kind of rubbing his head. And then I start rubbing his back. And then he starts kind of falling asleep on my finger a little. Like I have my other hand under his chin. And he's falling asleep. And, and so Dave's getting pictures. And Dave's like, can I swap in? And I'm like, well, let's give it a whirl. you know. So we kind of yeah. try to Indiana Jones it. Yeah. Oh my god! It's the, and so, it's the cutest they really animal. Look like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, it's adorable. fucking crazy, but they're big and they're just. So he's got his he's he's got his hand on it, and I'm like, I'm gonna try to pick this dude up, and uh, and so Dave lets it go, and I just like in a moment of just like let's go for it, I pick up this little thing, and I have him in my arms, and he's starting to sleep, and these people are walking by, these Australian people, and they're like, well, I've never seen anything like that before, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know that, Quaker? And uh, and it was this fucking amazing moment, and I kept talking about. It. I was like, this is crazy, you know, like that feeling that connection and also validating that animal's trust. And then we go to the cafeteria because we have like We're four hours a, to kill. a beer, having a meal. We, and we go up, we order, and I'm just <laughs> euphoric. And I go to this lady. I go, you know, I just picked up a quokka and I held it in my arms for like 20 minutes and it fell asleep. And she goes, quokka, they're riddled with disease. <laughs> I was like, my God, what? It's got like, salmonella. Salmonella and chlamydia. I was like, sorry? I thought that, I'm sorry, what was the last part? <laughs> And then I was washing my arms in the he, bathroom like a he, goddamn surgeon. He washed himself like I twelve t- times. I took my shirt off. I did. I took my shirt off and I wore only my sweater because I was. And, I, and then like the next half of the day was me just waiting to take this ferry back so that I could just shower chlamydia and salmonella off me. <laughs> They're riddled with disease. <laughs> it was amazing. What a great moment! It was, I, I was busting, gushing. Oh, oh, how great is that? It was amazing. Oh, I'm fucking crying right now. We really ran the spectrum of emotion in like 15 minutes. I was like, I just oh. held. I'm dying. What, ma'am? I love the thing I love about Australia is that like. Uh, their racism is like just regular. It's like matter of fact. Like one of the one of the things that we that my crew found very racist is that all the uh, all the 
All the signs are written for dangerous shit are written in English and in German. Right. Because Germans die at an alarming rate. <laughs> and they were just like they were just like we need to we're losing a lot of Germans. What is the sign sound? It's like crocodiles in German. Crocodiles, fuck face. Stop jumping off these cliffs. There's crocodiles in here. It, oh, I love it. It's just very matter of fact. Like, listen, we're losing German. All right. You know what? It sounds crazy. Put German translations under everything. <laughs> I, I, I said to the – we had a guide with us, and I go, uh, I go, how come all the signs are written in German too? And they're like, oh, Germans die all the time. Here. <laughs> I go, you seriously go, yeah. yeah. So you know, the most endangered species a German here. <laughs> yeah. We've got we an little area where they can roam freely. We lose half the Germans. Yeah. How crazy is that though? Like, but but did you have you guys been to? I think it's called Cons. Uh, no, I don't Cans? think so. It's like the uh, it, top, it, the top of Australia. Oh no, top we haven't right, gone up to the right. top yeah. yet, dude. That's where crocodiles are hardcore. Oh really? Yeah, like they they said to us, they're like, don't go to the beach at night because you'll literally be walking, and then a crocodile will just eat you. Ugh. Uh, fucking Australia is terrifying that way. Oh, like animal and bug wise, Australia is oh. like like the stuff. And I mean, yeah, knock on wood, but like the spiders. This isn't what is it? The spiders. This is what metal. Yeah, I'll the find wood later. Are fucking crazy, and they're like comfortable with it. They're like, oh, that's. Oh, cool. yeah. I saw this video of someone flushing their toilet before they went to the toilet, and like half- halfway through the flush, this monster just is like in the like a thing that would like clog your toilet like is just swimming in it i was like oh god they've got i think 10 of the world's 20 deadliest snakes yeah. in australia yeah no it's it's all it's all things poisonous down there it's really insane that that like it it almost like makes a reason of why australians are such big badasses yeah. it's like they've just survived <laughs> yeah totally like great yeah. whites crocodiles poison snakes spiders I'll tell you, my, and I love Australia, but I'll tell you what I really love is New Zealand. We haven't been. We're going there yet. next. Sweet. So, is uh, like you guys go there and, and do like live podcasts and stuff? Yeah, oh, we yeah. tour the podcast there. Really? Yeah. The last time Wait, we went there, we did like in fucking Australia. How do I get to Australia? We did a. We sold out a sixteen hundred seat theater. And yeah, Sydney. we were doing what? Yeah. <laughs> it's not. We sold eighteen hundred. Anyone, anyone listening, I don't think they under they understand the weight of that. That's a big, really we big fucking deal. We played a fucking deal. theater the Stones played at. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. And we did Jumpin' Jack Flash better. I said <laughs> it. So wait, so you guys fly down, and then you do like a run of shows? We would go. Yeah. We would do, for the. I mean, basically a city a day or every other day, and we would just fly. And we were just flying and hitting, you know, venue after venue over there. did you guys hit, like? Uh, four or five? No, ten? we played at seven-ish. Maybe, seven, I think. Maybe more. Eight, maybe, maybe eight. eight. Um, that is, it's that awesome. Is the coolest thing I've I think I've ever heard, especially about podcasting in general. Oh my god! Is that is that that is the coolest thing I've ever heard? It's really amazing. I mean, you know, as you know, but th- there is, yeah, it's super weird and amazing. Like like any of this shit is, but yeah. it is one of those things where you you know you are sitting there going like, you know, this is really fucking crazy. So so <laughs> I mean, it's you know a way, made up thing. The way it happened was I. So I did, used to do the podcast with Greg Barrett. Yeah. And this, do you know Will Anderson? I don't know. Okay, I'm, so I'm, I'm, it, I, I'm sure I do. I apologize, uh, Will, if I don't. But I'm just I'm drunk. So, so yeah. yeah, he's an Australian comic. Oh yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, so he he does a podcast with his friend, and someone was like, who listened to both of them was like, "There's an Australian podcast like your guys," and we started listening to each other's podcast. 
And then, and then we started like communicating on Twitter and then they came here and we we had them on. And then we just, I just became, I became pretty good friends with Will. And then Will's uh, friend got booked on a TV show that's very wholesome and they didn't want him to do the podcast because it was kind of dirty. So I would fill in a lot. So I, and at the, at the point I didn't know how big Will was, but we went down to do our old podcast, Walk in the Room in Australia, because yeah. our numbers started going up because of Will. And when I got there, I was like, oh, he's a huge star. Yeah, that's what, that like is a testament a to the man comic. that he doesn't tell you that. Yeah, that's you have the cool, no idea. the coolest thing about being American. Uh, oh, my God. It's the coolest thing about being an American comic is sometimes you'll get into a DM with someone. And you're like, yeah, cool, man. Let's hang out. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, shit, you're fucking. Oh, yeah. You're the son of a duke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, doing a, I'm doing a podcast. Uh, hopefully, I'm doing this podcast. They, they were like, hit me up. They're like, I'm going, when I go to London, they're like, Check out this guy Al Murray. Do you know who he is? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I and I watched him. I was like, it's, he's funny as fuck. That's yeah. all I watched. Is I was like, just watch the video. Didn't look at the number of it. I was like, this guy's funny as fuck. And so I just DM him. I go, hey man, I'll be in uh, London. I want to do a podcast. Definitely, I think you're funny as shit. And he doesn't answer for like a couple days. And then I was like, eh, fuck, that's not gonna work out. And then someone's like, has he not answered? And I was like, oh, I haven't heard from him. And they're like, oh, we need to make this happen. And then I Wikipedia him. Huge. This guy's like fucking massive. Yeah. Really? It's like Jimmy Carr. You know right. Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom yeah. Skrull and I are sitting backstage and Jimmy Carr comes back. We're fucking around talking to him. And we're like, yeah, he's a nice guy. Whatever. <laughs> and then we go back and Tom's he's, like, whoa, have you seen his net worth? Oh, no, he's huge. Huge. And, and, and we were like, we thought he was funny, but yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, then, and then we're like, why did he come backstage with us? <laughs> yeah, and then you what feel the bad about you yourself. Here? Like, we embarrassed all... ourselves in front of Jimmy Carr. I wish we could have known that he was going to be so fucking famous. Yeah. We would have been cool. Oh, in England, my, my mom lives in it. He's massive. Oh, he's massive. I mean, he's like, yeah, he's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah. He, it would be the equivalent of like, I'm going to say Louis C.K. That's probably inaccurate. Like Louis C.K. coming back and hanging out backstage with you and then yeah. and you blowing him off. Yeah. And yeah. being like, yeah, yeah, it's good, man. All right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Cute. Do you drink? Anyway, we, yeah. <laughs> no, whatever. All right, yeah, we're in the middle so of the anyway, movie. So Australia, so oh, oh, I'm so, sorry. So we go down there and me, Greg, and we have Will on. Is this when Greg got stomach cancer? No, this is the time before that. Okay. So we go down to do our podcast and... We sold out. We decided to do a, a last-minute combo podcast with the two of our podcasts together, and we sold that out in like six minutes. It was like 300 seats, and I was like, what's happening? And we did a show that night, and we walked off, and I looked at the other guys, and I was like, I was like, so that was the best thing I've ever done. And they're like, yeah, me too. Like We all agreed. Like, like you were talking about earlier. You just have this moment where you're like, that's the fucking most amazing thing I've ever yeah, been but, a part but, of. But, but yeah, but you shared it with people that all agreed on it. Like we did the End of the World podcast and I got off stage and go, that's the greatest thing I've ever done. And everyone was like, yeah, that was fun. And I was like, <laughs> no, can we all do this again, ever again? And Burr and Stan Hope and Rogan are like, yeah, we'll hit you up. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I literally, there was a point when I was on that podcast and I was like, I don't know if I belong here. Like, but then, but that, that is fucking amazing. Okay, so we do that, and then, uh, and then I'm still doing walking in the room, but then I, I just got tired of fucking talking about myself. So we started doing a podcast together, this the dollop, and the difference between the dollop and walking in the room. Is, so I have this, I have this following down there now, but the walking room people couldn't tell the people about it because it was so fucking dirty that people were like, I don't know if I want to tell my friends about this or my family. Yeah, but the dollop. 
everyone can tell everybody about because oh, that's it's... not offensive. So it just you guys realize that you were at the 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 beginning of the turn for podcasting. It feels that way because because uh, well, you are too. You know, you're a podcaster, right? No, no, no. But I am. Uh, I'm the old guard. The, the conversational. Yeah, I know what you mean. That sucks. Like, yeah, I, but, wish but, I, I wish but, that I had. I wish that I had thought forward. Like, but the reason is, and I say this like. The cool thing is I can, I can borrow from your talent, you know. Like I don't yeah. have to, like yeah. Like it, it, it's it's got to be stressful for you guys to like every week. You got to do the work. Yeah, you got to show up. You do the work. Same thing with Burr. Um, yeah. I'm that old like like a hybrid of like Rogan Marin kind of podcast. Yeah, where it's very guest specific. Yeah. So like so like this will be a big podcast for me. Well, um, but what I would say I would say the. The difference is, is I think that I think that you because you're because you're an established comic, so you have this audience. But also, like your podcast is is already big. I would say the people that that are going to get left behind are the people that now try to come in and start a conversational podcast. Difference. Like you're already established it's, with your yeah, conversation. It's, it's very hard to do what I'm doing now yes. as a podcast. However, um, however, I believe that the 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 turn, like I listen to. Uh, Karen Kilgarrett. Oh yeah, yeah. Karen and George's and Georgia murder, yeah. was so, the best part of this whole fucking story of this. The two is my oldest daughter's name's Georgia. Uh-huh. Oh really? And I yeah, and I got a email from Brian Baldinger, and he was like, "Hey, I, I'm dyslexic, so I don't I don't read super great. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, it just said Georgia murder, and that's all I said. <laughs> oh my god! And I went, huh? Georgia's been murdered. Oh my god." Oh my god! Oh my god! Somebody <laughs> read this to me. But but that podcast is a fantastic podcast. Yeah. yeah, it's a reason. Like I don't have a problem promoting shit I like. Like when I listened to y'all's podcast, I was like, I said it. I literally I want to say three podcasts in a row. I was like, this is the podcast you have to check out because it's oh, that thanks. it's that turn of the corner where it's like every episode is fucking great. Like they're all great. They're not like I've had some mediocre podcasts. And and because I'm in a bad mood or I'm not. Oh yeah, when you're totally conversation, there. but there's been times we have done not great ones. I think. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, it's all relative to your I mean, own. Yeah. The other but thing is, we've... is like we we can always fall back on the story. The story, well, if the story is interesting, the yeah. comedy doesn't matter as much. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I, I mean, I I feel like uh, you guys have the production of a television show. Meaning, like, yeah, you guys, it's pretty. You guys have a television show that it's it's it it could you could go anywhere with your show like yeah that's, yeah. yeah I mean it is uh, yeah it is I mean and truly the way it came about was just very organic I mean it was like it wasn't a thing where we planned that I wouldn't know shit uh, and Dave would explain it to no, me you, it was you, just you know what happened and was it wasn't just, even going to be I had an idea yeah I had an idea to do this with a different comic every week. And I brought so so when I the first time I did it with him I I had already this audience in Australia, and and from walking the room so the first time I did it with him I just I was like we just well, did I'll the first one I, together because yeah. he was so fucking funny on Tripoli shows like I wanted to do it to him first, yeah. and all all my fans were like that's the show don't get rid of that guy that's the fucking guy I was like yeah no he's fucking great and yeah. then I just was like that's the show, but it th- but it is I mean <laughs> and then and that it happened fucking so randomly. And that, I mean, which a lot of times is how, you know, very interesting things happen. But it really was. There was no 
there was just no predetermined shit. We just sat down and we started talking about a topic. And then slowly over the first like eight episodes, they're like, oh, well, I mean, I don't know shit about history. (laughs) You love it. You know, I won't. Don't tell me what we're going to do before we do it. Let's just go. uh, We did a a podcast. Me, Ari and Steve Bernasese did a podcast. And very organically, we came up with a podcast idea for Steve about Hear Me That Book. Where well, you he, told me, yeah, this. he doesn't Such read, so right. it's just comics come on and tell him about a book they read. That's great. It's story. so great. Yeah. Steve still hasn't done it, right? But, uh, <laughs> but it's like those organic things. Like I today on the podcast I did with Tommy, I was like, I want to throw a surprise party for Tosh, where like twenty five of us show up at his house with groceries, and we knock on the door, and he answers the door, and we're like, surprise, we're here to hang out in your mansion, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and everyone's like oh that's hilarious i'll be a part of it i don't want to organize it yeah like everyone's yeah. like yeah I'll, I'll definitely do that if you want to do that right and the whole point is tosh would not enjoy that right <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, at all like it is his nightmare it is his worst fucking and I'm, I'm talking about we're bringing our kids we're bringing fucking our dogs like it is and uh and but then and then I get a fucking call and they're like, hey, you being serious about this? And I was like, I go, yeah, I'm being dead serious about it. And they're like, because this, you know, this could be a really great idea. And then I go, oh, it's the organic shit where people go like, you know, it is real friends. It is real friends that would show up at his house. It would be a real reaction. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, uh, it's like when you watch Todd Glass and Daniel Tosh hang out together. Right. And you go, oh, they're real genuine friends. Yeah. Yeah. Real, like, yeah. And, and you go, oh, it's organic. It's that's maybe that's why I like your podcast so much is it's real. It's yeah. It's not forced. It, like no one cast you and then cast you and yeah. then said, you guys need to do this together. Can I give you some notes? What was the notes we were talking uh, about earlier? Yeah. yeah. Well, that, yeah. I mean, yeah. what they give you. Yeah. They always uh, the amount. Totally. I think that we would – that's why podcasting is so fucking great. I mean it really is because as you know, as as we all know, you get involved in this shit and really when you – it's almost like the more you lose your passion for something – you know, the the more their fingerprints are on it, the more that you kind of lose sight of it and you're not sure what it is anymore. And if you like it, it nobody tells you shit with a podcast. Advertising has, is coming around, but there's still not – even if you're on a network, like we're on All Things Comedy together. Like, yeah. you know, nobody ever tells any of us what our podcasts should be, what they need. They offer up opportunity and they want you to thrive. Yeah. That is so rare in entertainment. And yeah. because podcasting has happened and it's so accessible and anybody can do it, it's it changes it and it really does give you a platform to just say whatever the fuck you want. But why is it like this uh, podcast, and I think anyone listening to this can agree, like this is – what I got into, like the fact that none of us have really hung out like this. Yeah, but I would, yeah, very candidly say we've laughed. I have laughed. Yeah, oh, yeah. the hardest I've laughed this in is, two hour for two hours. Straight. This is a green room. Yeah, yeah. This is what we've been doing for fucking ages, right? Yeah. We've just been kicking it and making each other laugh. This is what we fucking do. It's the it's the like the heart of the comic is like is like we're all we like we all feel like lucky that like that we got into the carpool lane. Yeah, you know, like yeah. like there's yeah. it's the easy fucking street where it's just it's like we all have the same sensibility like i know for a fact even with like the sea world shit we all probably have different opinions or different views but none of us get offended like right it, like i don't you it is impossible to offend me like yeah yeah i'm pretty hard to offend. I, I, I well and that's good like the, the more i think the more of that the like the 
if something doesn't you, you just can't go around getting offended by everything because then when something yeah. is offensive and needs to change, no, it's the boy who cried wolf. So, you, so nobody yeah. gives a shit. We're every, that's what Facebook is. Like whenever I go through Facebook, I'm never, I never leave feeling full of information. I leave feeling like I wasted 30 minutes scrolling through articles. Dude, because I'm everything about that in therapy. Yeah. Every, <laughs> <laughs> I like, I, I, that, that, uh, there's an addiction to just scrolling yeah. and just going, what's that? And next? so you're what's just next? getting like a little bit of every bit of outrage instead of fo- like focusing in on like. A, a thing that actually matters. Yeah. You're just getting pissed about every. Oh, fuck that! I got to sign this petition or all this shit. When, when in reality, there's big issues that we all probably agree on, but we're just so fractured because we have micro opinions. No, yeah. what what podcast? The uh, random question. What podcast would you like to be on together? Like, would that? What would like? What are your favorite podcasts? You were like, you know, it'd be really fun is to do this podcast together, or separately, or individually. But like, I think you guys are so good, like together. Oh, thanks. Like, yeah, thanks. Like, what yeah. what podcast would you guys like to be on that you guys have never done? I mean, I we, I think Rogan. Like we talked about there, but I think Rogan would be fun. I mean, that to me, like that, like yeah, I I and I like a good amount of podcasts, but to me, uh, the one that. I'm like focused on listening to yeah. that. I really am like trying to absorb all the, it's almost like listening to a documentary with Rogan at times and you don't want to miss a beat of it. Good that, that podcast. to me is one where, um, it's just very informative always, you know, His it's podcast. either, it's either funny as shit and informative or it's just super, super informative. And Did he's you hear funny. the one with boss Rutten? Yeah. Where they talk mm-hmm. about the guy put the cue ball in his mouth and yeah. they had to break his teeth. Uh, what? Dude. <laughs> Oh Dude, my God! Boss Rutten podcast with Rogan is the best podcast. That new one is the best podcast I've ever heard. The one with him and Callan is great, but like yeah. the fucking Boss Rutten is a fucking beast. The, um, the thing I say about always say about Rogan, and I, I'm sure I've told him this. If I haven't, then I'm saying it now. When Chris Rock did his first special, the the one that changed his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cornell Wallace, Cornell West, yeah, Cornell West, uh, invited him to have dinner with him every Sunday night. Wow! And he said, "I I think you're a really great voice in comedy, and I think in order to do that, you should be hanging out with the most brilliant minds. We do this dinner; it's like a Sunday conversation Holy where it's just shit. the greatest minds come to my house. And we have dinner. I'd like to invite you. So for like a what, year, Chris That's Rock crazy just hung out with these br- brilliant minds, and, yeah. did, and he said he didn't speak; he just listened. Right, and." Uh, and I and uh, he maybe I thought this. I'm sure he didn't say this, but it, he felt it turned him into a Renaissance man. Like it really just listening to great minds, yeah. dude. That is what fucking Rogan's doing. Yeah, is he takes anything he's interested in, anything that's opposing, anything that's like in his angle, fighters, comics, nutritionists, everything. He's just like bring it all in, and he yeah. drinks it in. He wow. is. Without a doubt, and I always told him, I was like, you're different than everyone else. He's like, I'm the same. If you think you're different, you're out of your fucking mind. I'm like, I think I'm fucking different. And But he is like, <laughs> I was like, if you don't think you're different, then what the fuck do I think I am? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I got, a lot's going on over here right now, Joe. I got, I got that Mickey Mantle gene. Come on, Joe. And so, but like, it, that I, I feel like a better person listening to that podcast. Yeah. I would love to hear you guys on Rogan. Well, it I makes, I think it, there, there's times when you walk, when I walk away from it, and I'm like, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna think about this. I'm gonna watch more on this even, person. The thing about I'm gonna him learn is about Vim Hoff. Even if even if you don't agree, amazing. With, right. Even if you don't agree with it, it still makes you think about stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, which which is not what you get from a lot of podcasts and what you're saying and too. Things. You know, when he he'll bring on 
you know, people who I fundamentally disagree with on so much shit, but it's it's you can never it's better to hear the context of why someone thinks that over it's just so judge much, their thoughts. That is the fuck. I wish I didn't step on what you said because that is the most brilliant fucking statement. I'd rather what, say it again. You I'm you want to you, you want to know the context of the thoughts, not just the thoughts. So why? Yes. So when someone says to you, "I'm opposed to gay marriage," I don't agree with you. I think that's wrong. I think everybody should be married. But instead of just shutting that down, why do you think that? Oh, well, that's interesting. I'd never heard of this guy. I'd never heard of this shit. Well, that formed your opinion. And now instead of just fundamentally like getting pissed at you, we can have a conversation. He has oh. these conversations that give you the backstory behind beliefs. It really is. Uh, it really is. I mean, I know everyone listening to this already knows it. But like, I would love to hear you guys on Rogan. I'd I would love, to, be love to hear you guys on Rogan. I would love yeah. to. Hear, there's a lot of podcasts. You two have such a great energy together. Like, uh, it's the it's cocaine. <laughs> fucking, I wish. Penis coke, I, I, wish. I wish. I wish. I wish I didn't have high blood pressure. I, yeah. I All right, we're, 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 we're at, we're at a, a, a point right now oh, uh, boy. Where, where I'll ask you, do we wrap this up or do I piss and make another cocktail and we do another 45 minutes? It's up, it's up to you, David. I'm, I'm, I can stick. I'm yeah. fine. All right. Yeah. All right, uh, let's I pause. Piss too. Yeah, let's piss. All right. Oh, we're I'm pissing. Gonna, do you, either you don't want a cocktail or... I'm good. Maybe I should stop it. So, I'm back recording. So, by the way, Dave, I'm going to tell you this. This Tulsa book I bought because of, uh, oh, shut up, you vape. It's because he, he vapes because he used to smoke. It's a, his way. What, what, like, what, what, do you, uh, what, what is that? Is that cotton candy? I don't even know what it is. I just have a What's buddy who gives. I, uh, here. What, you got a connection for your vapes? It's candy of some nature. It does smell like ca- it's cotton candy. candy. Yeah. It's cotton candy. You're a fucking 37-year-old man smoking cotton candy. <laughs> Look, yeah. dreams really do come true. <laughs> Dude, you told me I could smoke cotton candy as a kid. I mean, honestly, I was thinking that earlier. I, what I was thinking earlier was if emissions, like if this car was in front of me and it was just juicing me with like black smoke and, I, you know, one of those cars that shouldn't have passed emissions. Yeah. And I was like, if it smelled like candy, but what, I'd be less rubbed. But you know what's crazy is that in a weird way, cotton candy is going to smell like poison to children. Yeah, right. They're going to go, oh, it's vape. Oh, that's so oh, weird. Yeah, fucks like, it we up. Knew the what ripple of that. Smelled like. Yeah. Like, because we were like, oh, that's fucking fumes. Yeah. yeah. And, and then one day our kids will smell cotton candy and be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, gross. Like pop vape. Long. I'm not eating vape. How long have you been vaping? Uh, like about a year and a Just half. Just smoke cigarettes, right? No, I don't think. there's I, Cigarettes make me sick. Do you feel healthier now? Yeah. And I don't, I like, I, you know, I don't use it like crazily. Like, cigarettes. Yeah, you have it. It's been... Yeah, it's been two and a half hours, and, and I'm like baby. embarrassed by it. I feel like shame with be. it, as as I should. It's such a. It's like yeah. a, it looks like a weird. <laughs> yeah. Like vape. No, it's it's fucking stupid. I it's mean, stupid. And if you ever want to have an amazingly weird experience and feel like you're in the fifth element, go into a vape store, and, because really? they they encourage like chilling out and like pu- you know like vaping with each other, H- hanging but, at the vape, hanging at the vape. But I went in there. I, a buddy, honestly, a buddy the does vape just give like me a theater in San Francisco. <laughs> you guys have to go to the vape. They do amazing guerrilla theater at the vape. You must hit that. 
But like there were these dudes c- uh, competing over blowing smoke rings. Fuck off. And it was like the. Uh, I saw this online. I saw, I it was saw like the online. hardest two minutes and 30 seconds uh, like waiting for your debit to clear I've ever had. I was like, hurry. I don't want to catch douche. Shut up. Yeah. It was amazing. So one night we're in uh, at some casino, and uh, the guy goes, uh, "They're giving out free f- cigarettes." Uh, f- the oh cigarette yeah, cigarette pens. Oh, and then I go, "Why wouldn't I?" And introduce a little nicotine into my life tonight. Sure, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What is this gonna hurt? <laughs> yeah, what, what, who? It's it's not a. Why would they be giving away for free? Just just awesome and nice of them. It's not like <laughs> are they fairies? Yeah. Do they have wings? And I started hitting it, and I could not breathe in the middle of the night. Like asleep. Really? Oh, really? I woke up in the middle of the night, and I could not breathe. And I went, "Holy fuck!" Like I, wow. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, to me, like when I would, and this is, I, I'm not advocating pro vaping, but personally, would like I would never be on record as that. Get the, get, get that wait, on my bumper. Wait. Uh, <laughs> you, well, I'm going to get him a shirt that says Pro Vape. Pro Vape. Yeah. <laughs> I love vape jokes. <laughs> Talk to me about vaping. Vape culture kills me, man. Vape culture. <laughs> this pro comedy is killing vape culture. <laughs> oh, no. Vape oh. isn't funny. Uh, vape is not yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got date vaped. <laughs> I don't want to hit. Come on, before I drop you off. No. <laughs> I had a lovely evening. I said, no, take one hit. Oh, It's like, oh. Hey, take a hit. Man. Yeah. It's like cotton candy. What's yeah. the big deal? Yeah. That's First, crazy. it's free. But yeah, like I, I, I would feel like sick the next day if I smoked cigarettes right now. Like really? they make, yeah, they make me feel sick. Like I, I miss they, cigarettes so much. Oh, dude, me and my buddy talk about it all the time. Like if you, when we have this moment where I turn on the news and someone's gonna, and you're gonna see the footage of the meteor and the president talking. Yeah. Someone's gonna say, "Can you believe that?" To me, and see me across the street buying Marlboro mediums. Oh, <laughs> like the first thing I'll do, and then I'll be back. I'll be like, "It's crazy." I'm gonna smoke them two at a time. When did you start smoking? Young. Like I probably had my first cigarette when I was probably like ten. What? Yeah, Are or you eleven. Fucking yeah, kidding me? because my family's English, and my cousin, who was like my best friend, was a year older. <laughs> but they do everything. Eng- so they the do English everything. Were you born in England. I was born in Wisconsin, but raised by nope. English people. The English start doing everything way too. They're like, let's start fucking. We're eleven. Well, I, I'm not kidding it's you. Like when I, it's I white I, people. I went to England <laughs> one time. You hate poor white people. <laughs> yeah. and which is what my I'm family gonna, is. I'm going to say and that they, might be a lot of Florida. Well, oh, Florida. yeah. Poor fucking tongueless Joe never has eaten pussy. Never. He's never eaten pussy. Yeah. Never. I mean, he might have. It's the only time someone said less teeth when someone's gone down on him. <laughs> and it's a female. I never thought I'd say this, honey. Less teeth. Brett, less teeth. It's all. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you come? Did you come? Oh, boy. This is a real person who will definitely be listening to this. Is that okay? Is he going to be mad? a real human being. Is he going to be mad? No. Okay. What's he going to say to me? Nothing. <laughs> Fuck, man. Like, this is, like, this has been the most seamless podcast I've ever fucking done. Uh, Shut good, up. yeah. I'm, That's I'm, fun. I'm serious. Like, it's podcasts like this that make you go, oh, this is why you podcast. Yeah. There is, uh, that's, like, he was talking about Will Anderson before. Like, that's how I really met, like, Will, too, was, like, talking through a microphone. So you sort of, you start your relationship or your, your friendship with someone, like, talking and recording it. It's pretty weird and Oh, I, there's a lot of people where I go, like, Owen Benjamin 
Uh, I only know Owen basically. I mean, we've hung out it before, but like, really, is podcasting? Yeah. Like, when you come over, Shane Moss, like, uh-huh. just doing like a two-hour, three-hour podcast with him, and you're like, like Owen did the first time he did my podcast. I was blown away at how untethered he was. He is untethered. That's a good word for Owen. And he's and he's very he's very smart. Like he's really I, smart. I'd almost argue autistic. Like well, he was raised by very intelligent teachers. Like he is, so he, he's like a master of debate. He really he, is. He's very good at devil's advocating things and, he and making you go, oh yeah, I get it like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like Shane Moss, another yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I hated about this, Dave, you, I think you've probably been on both sides of this, is that we got split up in comedy with this alt and and yeah. bro, I guess well, bro comic. I guess is what you'd yeah. say. Yeah, but I don't think that any of us are that. Right, but the extremes of us made the fence. Yeah, I totally that's agree. true. Like the extremes of us, the guys that had no act, that couldn't do an alt room and be conversational, fucking hated the alt guys. Yeah. And the alt people who aren't funny and and couldn't cross over, fucking hated the bros. Yeah, but it was like this. It was it was like, and it's like, I mean, I, I, like you don't say anything, but I'll say handily, I think I watched. Uh, Jen Kirkman special. I fucking loved it. I haven't seen it yet. And, and Jen would be someone that you could consider alt. Fantastic. And I talked to an, another quote unquote bro comic who was like, I fucking loved her special. Really? Yeah. yeah she's, yeah. I mean, I have yeah, to she's been also, working it hard for fucking a few she years. Kills it, like, man. Yeah. And, she really does. And I, and I will say this and I hope that she hears this. But she looked absolutely gorgeous. That is a sidebar to this. Yeah. But like, so gorgeous and yeah. special, and I was like, I was like, God damn it, man! Like, how fucking, how cool for her to go up, murder, and be gorgeous. Like, I'm just fat. That's all I'll get stuck with. No, like, no, you're you have your own sort of pretty. Thank you. Think, uh, plus, you sound like a fucking horse, which is super cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can do a really good horse impression. Yeah, it's like chicken. <laughs> You guys oh. seen horse? <laughs> it just murdered Montreal. Six figure deal. Oh, Welcome God. to the barn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, there's a lot of like, it stinks because it's a, there are a lot of really great comics on both sides of the fence. That yeah, I, and you just work different clubs. You know, like I think UCB is a fun club to do. I'll tell you what, one of my favorite places in the world to work that I don't work at all is Meltdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fun. I love that place. Yeah, like, every I've been, time I've done a show there, I've enjoyed it. So it's great in the great. stores. I would. I think anyone could argue and but. The store is the greatest place to do comedy right I now in the world. I've not gone to the store. I've done a couple sets there, but I've never. One of the last I, time, I tr- every time either. I try to get in there, they've been like, "It's just a lot of fucking people." Even when I was on Marin, I was like, "Now I could try and get in there." Like, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of too. people. I was, I was there. I was like that for a while, uh, uh, and they were like, you know, I think Bill and, and Al tried to get me past. I, I've tried to get past like probably five times there. For, Shut up! Are you not past there? I'm past there. You now. are. Yeah. Okay. But like, I, it was just one of those things that I was like. It was a couple things that I one, one I was talking to my therapist. And I was like, I really want to work the store, and he was like, you know, just so you know, if if you want to work the store, that means you have to work the store. Yeah, that means you have to show up there. Yeah, you have to be there. Right, you have to work the store. Yeah, you can't just go. I work the store, but not go there. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I never thought about it that, about it that way, and uh, and I just was like, that's right. And then I was like, you know what, I got to put my ego aside and. I've got to do whatever spots they offer me and just be around a lot and 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 it's what I like to do anyway but it, it, in a weird way it was fucking with my ego it, like it was making me it, feel it, less of I myself. think that is when I uh, before Adam 
uh, was there. And Adam's was, the greatest thing that ever happened to the store. Adam is that's Adam what I've the heard. greatest thing that Adam ever is. happened to the store. No questions out. Uh, other than Mitzi Shore, who yeah. obviously is the precursor to this, Adam. Well, because he – I mean, and the proof is in the way the store has had this huge resurgence. I mean, well, it's just every, very every evident. Every show, show – yeah, that since he's been there, every show sells out. It's an Instagram I follow that always makes me go like, ah, "It looks like everyone's having a lot of fun over there." Because <laughs> <laughs> it really is. You're on the road and you look at that and you're like, "Wow, <sighs> shut!" So you're telling me that you just put on a two hundred and forty thousand dollars show? Yeah, technically, for nothing. Oh yeah, that's I mean, crazy. Rogan, Dalia, Burr, yeah. yeah, fucking Paul. It's Shore, nuts. Fucking uh, David Spade. Ron White, that I'm sorry, that was your lineup. Yeah, that's crazy. Judd Apatow, Daniel Tosh, Tom Segura, yeah. fucking shut. Yeah, the, do you murderers? Realize, do you realize the fucking? I mean, I everyone realizes it, but that they the the price point on that show yeah. is through the fucking. I've never actually thought of it like that, but that is crazy. It really is a testament to what it's like in L.A. to be a fucking comic. Yeah, I mean that like. How how does so how do you make the argument that you belong on those lineups? I don't. Like, I can't. You can't. I can't. You can't. I go, be like, I go. Hey, thank you for having me on. I yeah. really appreciate this. Yeah. Anytime I'm on those shows, I go. Shut up, Andrew Dice Clay, Roseanne Barr, Louis Louis C.K. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? These are people that I know what I know what I can tell you what Tom Segura makes, and I can tell you that you couldn't get that lineup. Yeah. I mean, they'd be selling stadiums. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Fuck and, pe- and these are people who were trying to get or asking for these spots. Yeah, want to Chris perform Rock, there. Dave Chappelle ask, and 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 you go, wow. Yeah, like I, I mean, I've run into so many people that are like, hey, I'm going to LA. I'm going to the store. So many people. Yeah, wow, like, really? really? Oh my god. Yeah, the majority of people that are at the store, in my opinion, these days are people flying in from different states to see comedy. Wow, it is Just, like, yeah. It's really it's a uh, I, I'm very grateful that that unpassed me but I, I but like even still I can't like like I had a date where I got pa- I got bumped by Judd Apatow and Daniel Tosh and Louis yeah <laughs> and, and, and everyone's like hey man I'm sorry I was like you do not have to say sorry to me you I saw those names it. right I get it. like I am fucking well aware of where I am in my career I'm the guy that's willing to stick around till yeah. one o'clock to yeah. get on yeah they all got other shit to do yeah. like yeah but like you know that's the coolest thing about the store is is just that you know but I don't know what but I don't know what my whole point was but you've been on both sides of the fence I think yeah on all sides of the fence I think I was always you know I did both things you know I've always sort of done that yeah I've, I've never understood the it's that you're definitely right there's dudes who can't do both and those are the ones who can't but mo- most comics can adopt adapt to both those rooms and work them both yeah and do it and it's fine like the, well, the when, vast majority when you first are like like you hear alt room and you're like what is that I, w- I was just like what does that even mean like it took me a minute to understand that it you can adapt your material you know what i mean like yeah. you think of it as almost this crazy thing and it really isn't right. some, most, pe- most people can... you gotta lose as a bro comic for sure to do it like you can't say fat you're shit. aware yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, there's some guys that are completely unaware yes <laughs> Yes, there are. There absolutely are. It could yeah. be argued I might be one of those guys. <laughs> I've definitely said things in, in at the UCB that I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> technically, t- 
technically. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. What do you want out of me? <laughs> I remember Pete, Pete Holmes. I said fat chick at UCB. And Pete Holmes like, you know, it's like saying Negro. <laughs> I was like, really? He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like very fucking aggressive. The best part of this whole argument, oh, and I God. love Pete, obviously, but the best part of this argument was he was like, "You can't say fat chick." I go, "I, st- I still fuck one." And he goes, "No, what?" And he goes, "And he goes, you can't say that. You say uh, the best thing about having sex with a girl with a little more milkshake is the breakfast in the morning." I go, "No one sticks around." I fucking love Pete. I love Pete. <laughs> He's like, you know, Bert, maybe I just can't reach you right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I am not that guy. I, I'm so bad at fucking. Sometimes I'm super bad Being at Being honest. Yeah. Yeah, like I just go, what? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I'm the fucking. I am the grill in the cage. But you're being honest. I mean, you know, I, to me, I'm like, if someone is being honest, that's their right to be honest. You know? Yeah. I don't know. There's just something very strange about the idea that. Uh, you know, language is monitored so Dude, well. I there was when we were, when I was in New York when we were in New York at the same time, I guess, right? I was there in '96 to 2000. Yeah, we were there at the same so time. So I must we must have fucking seen each other. Do you all remember the time a guy named Doug Signe? Yeah. Okay, so Doug Signe was. I'm saying, I think I'm saying his name right. I think he's. I'm almost certain he's, he used to tour with Robert uh, Schimmel. Okay. Very funny comic, but like hardcore Boston Southie, mm-hmm. like right, real right. Like, and this is what I love about comedy. You couldn't shake it out of him. Right. So he's on stage at the Boston Comedy Club, and there's four black chicks in the front row. Oh, fuck. And they're fucking, they're uh, fuck, kind of fucking with them, making fun of them. And he's like, what? And they're like, uh, oh, you couldn't handle us. And just without realizing what he said, he goes, ah, I always wanted to fuck a colored chick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the place loses their fucking mind. Of course. And he goes, he goes, what? What? In a good way. Like, I want to fuck a comic. He didn't realize that what he was saying was, he thought he was like, what? No, what? no, no. I'm very progressive. Yeah, I'm very, I'm, the colored ones are the ones I want. I'm excited to be with one. It was, I mean, we were fucking howling uh, back. And then he got off. He goes, I went well. And I was like, Doug. No. You realize what you said, right? And he was like, well, no. Like, Shelto Boston. Like, uh, Shelto Boston. Fucking, fucking so Boston. lost my mind. Uh, it's so Boston. There was a dude, there was a, there was a, there was a it was like th- those moments. Moments was like, like when you know you're laughing for another reason. There was a comic I don't know this guy. I'm sure he's not doing it anymore. I'm certain he's not doing it anymore. But uh, he was like hardcore Italian, and someone said something. I someone said something like, uh, "Are you from Chelsea?" And he goes, uh, "I'm not a faggot or a Mexican." And everyone went, "Ooh!" And he goes, "What? I'm a comic." <laughs> I was like, no, you're not. No. I remember that so distinctly. Yeah. He goes, I'm not a faggot or a Mexican. And everyone uh. was like, huh? And he was like, what? I'm a comic. It's a joke. And everyone was like, no, I don't no. think it is. No, no, I remember no, the joke part of it. Uh. I saw Mike Mike Epps come off stage one time. It was a, remember these two Sundays at the Boston Comedy Club? It was all black. It was uh, uh-huh. all black. Yeah. So Mike Epps comes off stage and there's, oh no, Mike, Mike Epps is about to go on stage and someone comes off and they bomb and they're like this, like real in their head, like, God damn, like fucking fuck, fuck. And Mike was not paying attention and he turned around and the guy was like, ha, and he just came at Mike wrong and Mike just knocked him out. Whoa. Shut the fuck up. He just called him and, and I went, <laughs> and oh the guy God. went down, That's and Mike's the- like, "What? What? What? What happened?" <laughs> and like walked down the stairs to the bag and in, and just disappeared. And I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit! 
that's the worst bomb. That's the worst bombing you could ever yeah. have. It, it, yeah. it had so much energy coming off, like fuck, 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 and he just caught Mike at the wrong time. Mike's like, God. and I was like, whoa. <laughs> Mike Epps, I used to party with him a lot. Don't sneak up on Mike Epps. <laughs> no bombing in front of Mike. So that where did you when, when you lived in New York? Where did you, where were you working? Uh, the cellar uh, a lot. I was there like. I followed a tell for like two years uh, for five nights a fucking week. What was that? Uh, was that what, he used to go on at what, like eleven ten or something? Or yeah, 12, and then 10? I was going on eleven thirty. God damn it! Yeah, uh, and then uh, I did the comic strip a lot. Those two clubs mostly. Never did the comic strip. I, is that Lucian? Yeah, I went up and auditioned for Lucian. Oh, and, fuck! And uh, he told me I didn't have what it takes to be in the business. Yeah, he's he was fucking. He was just well. such a piece of shit. <laughs> did did you get you? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. My memory is so bad. But you do the audition, then you go into like a real tiny closet. Yeah, you right? go into his office and you sit there, and he explains to you why he's not going to pass you. He sits me down. and He goes, "Well, I already have a Tom Agna." And I was like, do you know Tom Agnes? Like, the most deadpan, de- fucking g- genius comic. Yeah. He, he wrote Conan's uh, monologues for the first two years. Like, just fucking genius. But just deadpan, joke-telling, and I'm like, I don't even know. I'm not. I don't even know what you're ta- yeah. talking about. Like, it, it, it's, it was just such a crazy comparison. And I was yeah. like, I don't know what's happening right now. He goes, so I can't pass you. I'm like, wait, what? You have a guy that's nothing like me, so he just yeah. categorized me. This is fucking hilarious. So he categorizes me as Tom Agna, and I'm like, yeah. "Fuck, I don't know." So I, I keep trying to get past there. And uh, I used to hang out with Tom Papa and Ian Bag a lot. We used to kick around, and then uh, so I was always because those guys were already passed. So I was, was there back a lot. When Ian was fat, what? Uh. Oh, my favorite Ian Bag when oh, he was fat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was like yeah. big, fat, fat, really fat. Oh, you, no, and and wore shorts all fucking winter. Oh, oh. nice! Like just <laughs> love hey, that. I'm Canadian, but what? It's not cold. <laughs> Man, he's a guy you can't be around him long enough, too long because you start adopting in the way he totally. speaks, right? Entirely, right. totally, right. So, uh, so I go up to Lucian one day and I go, "Hey, man, I want to, I want to try and get past it." And he goes, "You're past it. You've been past for a while." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes. I go, you never told me? He goes, no, but you were just around. He never told me I was passed. So you were just For like six toiling. months or a year. And then I go up to him and go, hey, man, I want to fucking you know, be seen again. And he goes, no, you're passed. You're passed. <laughs> I'm like, he, what that, the fuck is happening? You have a weird system, sir. <laughs> he just he Let me out of the closet. Yeah. He told me very candidly I would not make it as a comic you were not he did that to so many fucking people people who then went on to yeah. be big comics like that was his thing he'd love to do that that is the that is the power that i mean that's the it's the cult mentality eventually oh. you're like it's about me lou schaefer told me that you'll never make it really uh, move back to tampa punch him right in the neck i was like seen. i was like what how like, did you take it were you motivated by it or was it gutting so uh i'm sure people have heard this if they haven't it is kind of interesting so it was my 26th birthday and I, my dad called me to tell me what a piece of shit I was. That's a I great. Was, that's a great birthday. It, oddly enough, best birthday I've ever had in my life. Okay. My dad calls me. I thought he was wishing me happy birthday, and he's like, "You are a piece of shit." That was the first words out of his mouth. I was like, "I go, you know, it's my birthday." And he was like, "I go, I thought you were wishing me happy birthday." He's like, "He was like, no, you're an embarrassment. I'm, I'm, I fucked up. I really fucked up raising you." Uh, I'm embarrassed of you. I, I perjured myself. He kept saying that. He was in court that day. 
And the judge had said, how's your son doing? And my dad said, great. And he goes, I perjured myself. Oh, my God. That's brutal. I perjured oh, myself. What the fuck? Now, nobody told you to perjure yourself, Dad. Oh, man. You could have said I was a piece of shit on the stand. Yeah. yeah. I didn't make you perjure. Uh, objection, Your Honor. I don't want to know. This line of questioning is aggressive. I'm taking the fifth. Yeah, I'm taking the fifth. <laughs> How's your son doing? I'm taking the I fifth. I played the fifth. It's <laughs> the case. And, uh, and he gave me a very, uh, like a real beat down verbally of like what I was, where my shortcomings were. A lot of it was humility um, and and white privilege. Ultimately, it's, it's a, it's a, it was just white privilege. That's all it was really. And so I said, how can I fix it? And he told me, he goes, to go to the Boston Comedy Club and tell them you'll do anything to get on stage. And I go, that's not how it works. Because it wasn't how it worked. No. It, it really wasn't. No, it's a dad, game. Yeah, my dad's like, that's how it works if you are a poor black kid living in Harlem. That's how it works for that guy. It, that's how it works for you. He goes, that's how it works for everyone. Everyone accepts humility. And I said, all right. So I went, my 26th birthday, went to the club, went up to Louis Schaefer, and I was like, hey, uh, I've been hanging out at the club all the time, all the time, and I was like, "I want to be a comic. Can you please? Get, I'd like to get on stage. I'd like to do stand-up comedy. What can I do? I'll do anything." And he said, "Move back to Florida." And I was like, "Okay, that's." And so I I went home. I, I drank at the Baggin Inn that night or uh, McDougal House. Mm-hmm. Went to my apartment, called my dad the next morning. I said, "This is what he said." My dad goes, "Great. Go back tonight. And say the same fucking thing, and you'll do that every single night of your life." Until he gives you an opportunity. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I went back that night. I did it again. And he was like, I thought I told you to move back to Tampa. And I was like, that's not an option for me. I'm going to do this every single night. I'm going to be here every single night. You need to give me an opportunity. And and he's like, all right, stand out front. If you can bring in 20 people, I'll put you on after Godfrey. <laughs> that's Louis Schaefer. Yeah. And so I, I was like, I get to go on after Godfrey, which, by the way, was a nightmare spot. Yeah. yeah. But Karen, you remember Karen, um, Karen, Karen Burgreen? Uh-uh. Karen Bergreen went on. I brought in these four Puerto Rican guys, put them up front, and they made her cry. And she, <laughs> it was bad. They wow. were bad. I think one guy was going to prison. Oh, and, yeah. uh, That's so New York. And uh, and Louis Schaefer just hopped off off stage, and he was like, hey, no one was there. He's like, you want to be a comic? You're up. And I went up, and I destroyed them. But it was just like probably very borderline racist frat boy shit. Right. But it killed in the room. Right. And they le- they walked the room. They left the room. And the place went nuts, and then Lewis is like, you got a job. You can do this every night as long as you want. And then six months later, uh, you know, the Will Smith thing happened. It was a really like a real luck thing. All that right. happens. So, so that's a, that's a, let, let's give another side of Lewis. I, I don't want people listening to think that Lewis is a nice sure. guy. Oh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Lewis, then, uh, the reason I went with uh, Patrice, and me, Patrice, Rich Foss, and Ben Bailey went to – Scotland and in Edinburgh with Lewis. Oh fuck me! You did what? Yeah, is that where he met the chick he married? No, she, he had met her earlier. I, you know, it's so funny. I don't remember. I remember hanging out with her a lot uh, because she would come over and stay in New York and hang out with Lewis. But that is the setup. Like they started dating. She managed Ed Byrne. Do you remember Ed Byrne, Irish comic? Yeah, she managed Ed Byrne. I think that's his name. Ed Burns? No, you're th- that's the name of the the actor from... And writer-director. It's the same name, though, I think. It is. It's the same name. She managed him, and, and she got us into Edinburgh, and then Lewis stayed. He stayed there. We went to Edinburgh, and he stayed. He never he left. He never left? Wow. 
I don't. I'm, yeah, you know, I'd be interested to have him on a podcast. Yeah, when you're going to be there. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. All right, so I'm, so that's very I'm, uh, I'm working at the cellar, you know, two years, you know, like I said, and uh, oh and one God. night I'm By there. The way, I'm going to stop you right now. You have no idea <laughs> how much I'd pay to go in a time machine to see this story happen in real life. <laughs> <laughs> because knowing Dave the way I know Dave yeah, yeah. and knowing Lewis the way I know yeah. Lewis, I can see this. <laughs> Being fucking <laughs> a mile epic, away, epic. <laughs> so uh, he's hosting, as he did, and I—I I mean, he's just the—you uh, know—he's fucking. You can clearly see we're not going to be two guys who got along. Like I would just give him shit all the time. You don't know any of his act, do you? No. Oh fuck me. Uh, uh, oh. You like this this jacket? Oh god. <laughs> it's uh, Armani ish. Oh boy! Yeah, it, it went Lewis on. Sha- and the on. Whole, uh, Lewis Schaefer's whole thing was Lewis Schaefer not gay, not gay. Lewis Schaefer, not right. gay. I'm mm-hmm. not gay. Beautiful chocolatey man, <laughs> beautiful chocolatey black man, yeah. not gay, not gay. But you, maybe not gay, not gay, not gay. That was the whole thing. <laughs> so he's hosting. By the way, Lewis Schaefer does have does have one of the funniest moments I've ever seen on stage in my life. What? Maybe two of them. Maybe Inadvert- two of them. Inadvertently or. It was the what was broken about Louis Schaefer was the best part of him. Yeah. So like one is Judy Gold. Uh-huh. She's about to bring Judy Gold on stage. And he says, What would you like me to say about you? I'm very, very over the top. Uh-huh. Gay, but not gay. Right. That was his whole bit. She goes, Ugh, what nothing you know what? Just don't whatever. Just don't hack it up. Don't say anything about my height. So he goes, uh, what can I say about this next lady except for fee fi fo fum? <laughs> Second, second, <laughs> second one. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to edit this only because it's so good. So black guy is on stage. Ugh, I can't because I'm. I'm never gonna. Anyway, black guy's on stage and he's like talking about how uh, white guys can't say the n word. When a white guy says the n word, it just sounds wrong. You can't say it the way. Like when I say it, it sounds real. It's going on and on and on and on and on. It's an all-black club. Right. Oh, and God. Louis Schaefer goes on and goes. Oh, God. He's like, all right, thank you, good night, and gets off stage, and Louis Schaefer says, wow, that was one funny N-word. Like, but says the N-word. Yeah. And it fucking silence. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, those were the best moments of him is that he was not, he was not, oh. and then, but then he'd come off and he would spiral out. He'd yeah. like, spiral out like, like a fucking like crazy bad, spiral like out. Like bad. Like he'd but, lose his mind. Like one time, one time when I was working the door, I got there. He called me and he goes, uh, I'm not going to make it to when the show opens, but I'll be there for the beginning of the show. So can you just get the room ready and put on some music or whatever? So I bring like a whole case of CDs and, and uh, I, I go, like an idiot. I just I just grab a Richard Pryor CD and I put in Richard Pryor uh-huh. to play. And and I'm bringing people. I'm sitting them. They're fucking howling. Yeah, me. I'm sure. And yeah. Louis Schaefer comes in and he's like, listens and he goes, comes walking outside and he goes, how am I supposed to follow Richard Pryor? <laughs> I was like, oh, I never thought of that. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. He was an interesting guy. So wait, I want to hear this story. I apologize. It's fine. So uh, so s- there's a guy heckling uh, the comic before me. I don't even remember who it was. Um, Modi. But, 
but the guy, whatever, whoever couldn't handle it. And so if you're the fucking MC, you go up and you deal with that shit. Uh. But Lewis goes up and doesn't do shit. So now I'm like, all right, I got to go up and take care of this. So I go up and I fucking shut the guy down. And then I just keep going after him and the crowd's laughing. And yeah. it's one of those deals where everyone's annoyed at a fucking heckler. And I took care of business, which I thought was his job. Yeah. So I get off stage and Lewis walks up and apologizes to the heckler uh, on behalf of the club uh, and me. Oh, my God, Dave. You and must so, have become an animated cartoon. And so I'm standing back there and I'm fucking rocking and I'm there with another comic, Ray James. I know Ray. Oh, uh, yeah. You know Ray? Yeah, the little, little Latell. Yeah, so uh, so that's what they used to call him, Little Latell. So me and me and uh, me and Ray, have, we started together in San Francisco, so we've known each other forever, and uh, and we're both pretty angry guys at this point. And uh, and Lewis walks off, and I go, "What the fuck was that?" And he goes, "What? I, had to, I you were you were too hard on the guy." I'm like, "He's a fucking heckler. We we don't fucking apologize. To, you don't fucking apologize on my behalf for the close behalf. Like I'm just going at him. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah." yeah. But you should have seen you guys' faces when I said he apologized. You both were just like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, absolutely <laughs> apologized. Shocking, shocking move. <laughs> so so then we start arguing, and then him and Ray start arguing, and it gets physical. Like, fucking Ray, like, he pushes Ray. Ray fucking punches him in the chest. And then it's kind of over. I, like, stop it, and I'm like, you're just a fucking piece of shit, Lewis, and we leave. And then the next day... I get a phone call from the owner, Manny, and he's like, uh, so tell me what happened. And I go, what? There was a heckler, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, and what else happened? And I go, nothing else happened. He goes, did anybody hit anybody? And I go, no one hit anybody. Not that I remember. I didn't see anything. No one hit anybody. Yeah. And he goes, you're going to tell me right now you're saying for sure that no one hit anybody. And I'm like, dude, no one hit anybody. Let it go. And I'm like, there's no way this fucking piece of shit went and squealed to the owner. So then, oh boy! Then all of a sudden we get a call. <laughs> get a call. I have all comics on deck, and this ha- this used to happen every couple of years. Club meeting. All past comics have to be at the club at three or four oh, or something. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it would so be if the comic if comedy store was like, "Hey, all comics need to be there at noon." I'd be like, "Oh, is the bar open?" Yeah. <laughs> the funniest thing you is you mean noon shows? No, Bert. Noon party, Bert. Someone's in trouble. <laughs> uh, the funniest can we party thing, during it? <laughs> the funniest thing is I'm walking in with a tell. We're walking in together. And he goes, what'd you do? <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Oh. So we all sit down. And uh, Manny goes, uh, so someone in here, you know, there's a situation with a heckler. And he basically told everyone to be nicer, nicer, nicer to the hecklers. Uh, what? Yeah. Oh, it's fucking crazy. And then he goes, uh, and somebody lied. Someone in here is a liar. And he calls me out. He he says you? He calls me out, and he goes, uh, you lied to me. Someone hit somebody, and that person is not here because he's banned from the club. But you lied to me, and the only way you can work here again is if you say you lied and that you're not a man. Ah. Uh, which to Dave Anthony <laughs> is, is like being like, have some poison soup. You lied to me, and you're not a man. The last he part wanted is, me to say I'm not a man, and I lied to you. And Dave, knowing you, my guess is those words didn't come out yeah, of your yeah. mouth. I just got up and walked out, and I never worked there again. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. And Tell was like, 
This he goes. I've been barred from the club. Everyone's been barred from the club. Everyone's been it barred comes from the club. And, goes, period, yeah. and he'll be back in in six months. But I was like, yeah, but I'm not gonna fucking. I don't give a shit if yeah. he wants me back. I'm not going fucking back because yeah. what he said to me. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's that Anthony magic. That's that. that oh, and then uh, it gets even worse because I killed him. Oh, I no, because Manny because Manny dies right. Oh and Jesus! I'm, and everyone I'm on street, dies in these stories. And I'm on the street with a tell in L.A. We're in front of the improv, and he goes, "You heard Manny died." I go, "Fuck yes, I did." And oh, he God. got so fucking mad at me. Oh God! Yeah. I was so oh yeah, because I tell was Manny were close, right? Yeah, they were close, and I was like, "Fuck yes, he did." I was so fucking. Oh, I didn't give Jesus! Shit. God I, finally passed him. I've, I've, t- I've told this story before, and I'll tell it one more time because uh, I I love this story, but like uh, I got passed at this cellar by Manny. Uh, I did a show. And I was with Marin. Marin, uh, Manny came up and said, you, "Manny's like, you know this guy." Or regardless, I'm, let me t- the, uh, don't stop me in this story. Okay. So uh, Marin vouches for me and says I'm funny. And then I do my set. I have a really great set. And Manny comes up to me and this is, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, you did a great show. You can pass here. Call ST whenever you want." I tell the story to Pete Corelli, and he goes, "Manny didn't have an accent." <laughs> I go, really? He goes, yeah. He didn't have an accent at all. And I was like, I could have sworn he had a, like, Who the hell passed me? I think a hobo passed me. Oh, you uh, can work here and they taught me to lie. I don't know. Bert just kept showing up. Some European said it was fine. I was I I was high as fuck with Pete, and I tell him the story about getting passed in the cellar, like how it was one of the most pivotal moments of my career. And he just looked at me and, and a goes, man has an accent. "Manny didn't have an accent." And I was like, "Really?" Yeah, yeah, like, no, no, Manny was like, funny. "Hey, you want to work here? You gotta bring a meatball." <laughs> hey, buddy, what are you doing? You're a funny guy. First, do you make a bread stick for two years? Then maybe you get a microphone. Hey, hey, why is a guy? I give him a little chip of a salad. I give him a little bite of one. A little shaving. Oh, I, those were the fucking best times of my life. Oh, I, I, I wish I could go back to being like 26 years old and hanging out at the cellar, going to Boston, doing your set, and then going to cellar and hanging out and like having beers with Geraldo. Dude, we, yeah. would, we would drink till fucking... We, we, the kettle of fish, you ever go there? Yeah, of course. We used to go to the fucking kettle and then we would... and then. We knew them, so they would close the doors and let us keep drinking until fucking. That's a run by people from Milwaukee, which explains oh, really? this. Yeah, why we didn't party? I mean, we seem like we would have been right I'm, up dude, the I'm alley. Sure, we. Probably... You might just remember him with an accent. It might be that. But I remember you came up to me like, "Hey, buddy." <laughs> What? Hey, buddy! I'm a David Anthony. Uh, you were gonna meet me back in LA, but we met him before. Huh? Twirling my mustache. Yeah. Hey, buddy! All right. I had, I, had a, I had a really great moment. You know, I always say ignore whatever I say because I don't, my memory is so bad. But I had a really interesting moment when I was working the door right right before I got my deal. Jordan Rubin, uh, Judah Friedlander, and Ben Bailey took mm-hmm. me to. Um, I think it was Kettlefish, maybe. That was on uh, on on third, right? Yeah. Took me there, and they sat me down, and they bought me a beer, and I was on I was on uh, antibiotics at the time. Small detail, and they were like, uh, "Hey, you got to stop working the door." And I was like, "What?" 
And they're like, it's a fucking waste of your time. Yep. People are going to see you as someone that uh, isn't a comic. Right. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you got to stop. And then I ended up moving to L.A. right after that. Yeah. But uh, it was a really, you know, I look back, I'm those, to this day, I, I'm, I will, like, I, I can call Bobby Kelly, who's, mm-hmm. you know, I was just at the door. I didn't know anyone. No one was really my friend. But, like, Bobby Kelly was always at the door, and he was always, you know, hanging out. I just hang out. Donnell Rollins, uh, Judah, all these guys. Like, I call Bobby when I have problems, and I can talk to him like a like a friend. Mm-hmm. It's a weird connection you get when you do stand up. Yeah, no, totally. I said to my, yeah, I said, yeah. I said to my wife one time. She goes, uh, some show got picked up or something, and I was like, she goes, you must be really proud. We're driving. I can tell you where we were. Do you know that uh, mixed martial arts? Uh, I, you have to live right around here to know this, but there's like a mixed martial arts place on Laurel Canyon and Moore Park. Yeah, I know what you're oh, talking yeah. about. Yeah, it looks like a punching bag store yeah, almost. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're driving right by that, and my wife goes, "You must be really proud of you, of this." And in an instant, I thought, "The only thing I'm proud of is the fact that I've I'm a comedian, that uh-huh. I have a group of guys and girls and I mean, women that like that you can that you've earned it." With. Yeah, you know what right. I mean. It's like yes. the no, there's something. It's a big difference to have earned it. Yeah, it, it's it it means something. It means so much to me. I think in a way, maybe why there is a quick connection with with comics is because you, if someone's there, you know that they've been through a lot of shit to do it to be there. Yeah, and that's almost an experience that's so lonely in its own way at the beginning, and then maybe at the end that just gives you an instant connection with someone because you know that they're suckers for pain and they've gone through it too, it's and a- you're both here to have a good time and not. The other thing I find that's pretty amazing is that I don't ever feel very competitive with comics on it. You never on a yeah. show. You well, don't, don't feel I don't like feel that. Yeah. you're never like oh, I want to do the bet. You're like I did when I started out. But yeah, but now eventually just, you're like there's enough yeah, and it's, it's the natural. You know the timing of it all. It's all very random in a yeah. way. I would say I would I would I, and this is a weird thing, but I would credit that to a little bit and hear me out, but to Louie and Bill and Joe and guys like and Marin who are like. Hey man, it's not about murdering. It's about working on new stuff. Yeah, there was a period of time. You guys know this period of time in L.A. where it was just about murdering. Yeah, yeah. And it was like I, me- I remember coming out here for the first time uh, and seeing Dane and going, I had never seen anyone in New York that didn't bomb a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't see that, and I was like, he kills every fucking time. Yeah, and then that became the the the. Across the board, it was like everyone murders. Yeah, and then and then that created a laziness that does totally. Yeah. It was about pussy comedy, like getting pussy. Yeah, doing comedy to get pussy, and then and then there was this yeah. like this this move of like Louis and Bill, David Tell always David Tell yeah. man, and I say this in the most respectful way in the world. David Tell always bombed a little bit. Always. Because he was always trying stuff. Yeah. I mean, dude, like, that, I would watch, like I said, I went after him. It was like he had a, he was trying a new 20 minutes every fucking night. I mean, do, that's just do you remember, insane. You, I, you'll, I almost want to say you'll guarantee, I guarantee you'll remember this. Do you remember there was a period of time where he was trying to figure out a joke about hitting someone on the head with a hammer? Yes. Like, do you remember that? Yes. Like there was a, he must have worked this joke. Yes. Nineteen different ways, and he could never. And every time I was at the cellar, he's like, 
You know the weird thing about hitting someone in the head with a hammer? When you come up behind someone with a hammer, like, it was always about a hammer. And I was like, man, this is not fucking working. I, almost to the point where when I see him, I go, hey, man, you ever figure that hammerhead job? Nah. <laughs> he always had this job. And I was like, wow. But then you'd have these moments where, like, it was real brilliance. I remember one time. Uh, tell me if you remember this time. This is so specific. He was on stage and he was getting heckled by a guy with two hooked hands. Oh my god! Oh, no, I was. I, if I had a tell's number, I'd call him. <laughs> and I remember a tell just being like looking up to the skies, like, "How do I get out of this?" Yeah. And the guy was heckling him, and he was hammered. And Dave's like, "Okay, you're, <laughs> you're getting a pass on this one." Like, really? <laughs> I am not. And my, my memory is shit, but I remember that. <laughs> two hooked hands. He's like, "What are you gonna say?" Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to again be quiet, sir. One to our respect. <laughs> Just take one of your. F- Never mind. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It. Uh, it, My, it is such a weird. The the, the uh, ultimate David Tell moment for me was uh, we're at the cellar and he's. He's on stage. He's doing his act, and a woman stands up and just starts walking to the bathroom. And he's in the middle of a joke, and he goes, "Save some," and then goes back to the joke. Like it was just oh. such a little aside. Save in the some. Mi- but right, wow. like, right yeah. before there's a punchline, save some. It was like I fucking fell out of my fucking yeah. chair. I walked uh, maybe five days into comedy. I walk down the cellar. Me and Dimitri Martin. Dimitri goes, "I'm going to go back to the back corner table. I'm going to sit down. I'll save you a spot." I said, "I'm going to go to the bathroom." I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I walk that uh, little uh-oh. road to the bathroom, and David tells on stage, and he goes, no. and he sees me in the Hawaiian shirt. He goes, "Only two things wear Hawaiian shirts: faggots and party animals." <laughs> oh my god! Pick which one you are. And I go, "I'm a party animal." And he goes, "Man, that's what I thought." <laughs> he he is know, genius. And I, and I have to say this. I have to say this only because I have to say this. I did uh, some casino, and he was doing a show with Kevin Hart, Sarah Silverman, and him. It was the three of them. And they sold out, I want to say, like 20,000 seats. Wow. And I was doing the club, and I was maybe selling 50, 75 tops. Yeah. And Attell, of course, before my set, comes over to like say hi. Yeah. Just yeah. To, like he's got twenty thousand sold out and he just stops by yeah. to say I wasn't there and they, and he was like, Hey, please tell Bert I came by to say hi. That just like, a good guy. No, he's always been the nicest guy. The, dude, he did that when I was in New York at uh Gotham. He came in, dropped in to say hi, and I was on stage and then went back to the DJ booth and said, Tell Bert I came by to say hi. Like just and he, he just knows it's I mean, maybe he doesn't, maybe that's just he's a great guy, but it means so much to me. Like yeah. he was my hero, man. Like, like he still is. He still is massively my hero. Yeah. But like, I mean, obviously, you look at my career. I've definitely fucking patterned it after his. Like, yeah. there's a clear parallel with my drinking and his drinking, and yeah. like, I. It was like, uh, yeah. What a fucking amazing. I've wanted to try to get him on my podcast so many times, but he's you know, it's like, yeah, that's he is hard- amazing. I mean, that, truly, like that. That is a guy that uh, you know. Every comic is like that guy is unbelievable and anybody who you show his shit to is like that guy is unbelievable he There's just a is a lot of guys like that you know and I'll, I'll say this about like you know maybe i guess maybe we phase out the ones that suck is that how it works yeah well yes to some extent i mean yeah. if you're 45 <laughs> you're still doing comedy chances are you're pretty good well yeah. you would hope so like I mean, like but, no, but everyone who's who's 
you know, in their forties and doing comedy has earned it and is and is funny. Like the not funny guys are are gone at that point. Oh, stop. Do you yeah. remember Buddy Bolton? Yeah. He was a dick to me. Buddy Bolton? There were so many fucking there were a lot of guys that were dicks that uh, there's a lot of guys I've forgotten too. Oh. I'll never forget uh uh what Dane did to me one time. Wait what? So by the way, by the way, have, be careful. Have you seen Dane? Uh-uh. He is yoked. Ripped to shit. Oh, is he yoked. really? Yoked. Yeah. Well, so I said that Zagura. Oh, I shouldn't say this. Never mind. <laughs> Keep going. I go, I don't know what's gayer. Dane's photos on Instagrams or the fact that we're tweeting them back and forth to each other? <laughs> Every time Dane posts a picture, me and Zagura screen grab him and send him like, oh, my God, look at how great he looks. <laughs> Look he at is, him. He's beautiful. Fucking, All right. Dude, he is fucking yoked right now. Uh, really? Yoked. I mean, it's Chappelle, a, man. Interesting choice. Chappelle's yoked, huh? Dude. Chappelle is? I, I want to hear this dance story, but Chappelle. So I'm at the Dayton Funny Bone one night. Uh-huh. And Chappelle has clearly been working out. And he walks in, and I don't recognize him. I, I, he's a, well, I'm getting paid. And, you know, obviously, to those of you who don't know, but when you get paid, it's a very intimate moment. It's you and the general manager, usually, or you and the manager. No one's allowed in the room. They kick everyone out. I'm getting paid. Chappelle walks in. And I, like, whatever I am. I'm, I am whatever I am. I can't deny it. But, like, this is black dude walk in. And in the middle, I'm like, who the fuck's this guy in the, from the kitchen walking into my – I'm getting paid. Like, yeah. I don't – I'm not thinking it's going to be Dave Chappelle. Right. I just see a black dude walk in, and I'm the only black guys you see at the Dayton, Funny Bone, or a lot of times, often are the guys in the kitchen. And I go, Because it's fuck? Florida. And it's yeah, racist. I go, What the fuck, man? And I see a Chappelle. It's like seeing a great white shark, and I've seen a great white shark. It is impressive. I'm like, Oh my God, you're Dave Chappelle. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. He's just fucking cool as fuck. Yeah. Man. And was so genuinely a comic. Yeah. And like, and like, and like he just was talking about he's having a hard time writing material. Man, it's so fucking hard coming up with material. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't yeah, like yeah. I'm Dave Chappelle. Right. I have millions of dollars. Yeah. I'm so much better than you. He was just one comic talking to another comic. Yeah. And yeah, you're getting paid. I don't give a f- like ultimately, I don't give a fuck. Whatever your fucking five grand guarantee is right. does not i aff- I'm not impressed. I don't care. He was just a comic talking to a comic. And it was like I was blown the fuck away. Yeah. He's a great guy. Dane, yeah. I want to hear the Dane story. Oh, oh, right. So so he is about to do a, one of the late night shows, and he's running his set. Yeah. He does a joke, and I'm like, well, Tom Rhodes has that exact joke, and Tom Rhodes has done that joke on television. Yeah. So he might, the guy on stage might want to know that. Yeah. Because he's about to do the same fucking joke. So I'm standing there, and he gets off stage, and I go, hey, man, just so you know, Tom Rhodes already did that exact joke on whatever show at the time. I go, on this show. And he looks at me, and he pats me on the head, and he walks out. Jesus, Dave, you really are giving a couple stories tonight where all I can see is smoke coming out of you. I know. I mean, Pat. Now, ordinarily, ordinarily, I would have fucking... I would have fucking decked him. Or Hold at the on. very least screamed at him. That is, I, I don't know whose side I'm on. I mean, that is such. I kind of want to give it to Dave. That is such. That is such an amazing move. That is so next level. That is that, like it's putting the Pat and Patrick.
patronizing. Get He's patting you. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> See you later, R2-D2. <laughs> hey, that Shut bunny up. talks. Oh, fuck me. Oh, oh my God. Oh, your, fuck. Oh, your face when he laughed. I was so stunned that I couldn't do anything. Oh, God. That that's might how, be the new fucking move. That's uh, how that fucking crazy dynamite. it was. It was so fucking crazy oh done it that I was just yeah, Your stunned. wires were like crossed. Oh, You're like, oh, like, what is happening? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Where is he? God damn it! <laughs> he just patted my head. Little R2D2, his head spinning around. Uh, oh my god! Just a pat. Yeah. Oh, patted me on the fucking, fucking head. Amazing. Uh, oh, I'll genius. never forget it. Oh my god. Yeah, that, that's uh, why whenever people go, no, Dane's alright. I go, no, he's not. Uh, you know, Dane, he's not. Dane's a really interesting guy. Um, I knew him. I knew him before. Uh, before I think all this bad stuff happened in his life, I think I, I I'm not certain. I can't say this. I don't really hang out with Dane, but like I think he's a lot better. But I but I than he was. Like I remember one time I was like, but when I was around him when we were younger, it was sometimes it was tough to be around him because he was like, you know, it was, it was like he was really hungry. Yeah, yeah, he was super hungry. And uh, and then and then one day I, I saw him. I hung out with him. It was when he got really famous, and. uh and he just seemed very calm. And I go, you seem, yeah. you seem really grounded. And he was like, well, you know, losing both your parents and $13 million will do that to you. Oh, I was wow. Like, I was like, oh, wow. I forgot. I forgot you're a human also. Yeah. You right. know? Sometimes it's like people- And went through a crazy experience even beyond that. I mean, his like, yeah. I mean, that you know, you're not, nobody, you, there's really no handbook on how to like handle a huge rise quickly that then has sort of has shows people's darker side. It goes back you know? to what you were saying about like I, I would say, I, I and subtract the conversation about Dane out of this, but I like like I bet it would have been different had he been forty and all this happened. Oh sure. yeah, you oh, know, no man, doubt. It's like it's like people want to take down. I want to say it's like America. Uh, you know, we were talking about creed. Yeah, it's like there's something wrong with America that we won't allow things to be great. Like we want to take down, we want to take down anything. The first that, instinct is to hate it. Yeah, yeah. and it, and then, you know, I'll be very honest. Dane, I when I first watched Dane, I was like, God damn it, I need to do more of that. Like that was amazing. Yeah, it was like watching a caveman make fire. I was like, yeah. "How is he not bombing? Yeah. How is he not bombing?" Yeah. Like I couldn't figure out. He's yeah. not bombing, and you know for a fact. I know we were both in the same circle at the time. That there were a lot of guys that copied his style. Oh fuck yeah! It was the thing. I mean, that was like the thing, and yeah. I would argue to say there are still guys copying his style working today. I agree. Yeah. And totally. And, and and Dane was the guy that came out with that style. Like that style of of. The hands and the fucking. Mm-hmm. I'm driving. I'm driving. Yeah, yeah. Right. And like, and I, dude, I to this day, the most hacky joke I have. I had a joke about. Um, it was stolen, not stolen, but the the. I was like, I had a joke. I didn't know how to write it. The me and Patrice were on a plane, and uh, the flight attendant cut me off. And but she was stumbling on her words to cut me off. We were flying to Scotland. I said, "Can I get another beer?" And she goes. 
you know what? Actually, sir, can I? And I took my finger and I put it to her lips and I went, shh. Oh, my God. And Patrice lost his fucking mind. <laughs> lost his fucking mind. And I, and I tried to tell it on stage in Scotland. And he goes, nah. The next morning we were sitting there and he's like, it doesn't work with a stewardess because it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's like, you should make it a cop. And I was like, okay. And so I tried telling it again and it just didn't work. And then I laid in bed and I went, and this, it would say whatever you want to say about me, but I went, how would David Tell tell the joke? Mm-hmm. And I, my setup and punch for that joke, and you can find it online, is, uh, you know what cops hate? When you touch their faces. Is that not a tell? Yeah. yeah. It's a tell. Yeah. It's a tell. And the, but then I would, I would, I mean, this is what a hack I was, is I went right to, I moved to LA and I had that setup punch. And then I watched Dane, and I was like, you know what you do? You know what you do? You're driving down the street, and you're driving. You're driving. <laughs> right. Hot comes up your window. Right. Don't, don't, like, and I just stole from Dane. Right. I stole from both of them so that I could tell a joke, so I didn't know how to right. tell a joke. Right, And you got to grow and figure out how to tell a joke. But I was like, fuck it, man. I got to I gotta figure out this business. Yeah. I don't know how to tell a joke. Yeah. But, uh, but that fucking, there were so many people stole from that guy. Like, stole his essence. Oh, and yeah. I know that that's, uh, You know what's <laughs> funny? If you watch Greg, if you watch Greg Barrett. Yeah, Dane stole Greg's essence. Wait, can really? I tell you something? I oh find- yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, one. I remember my wife had never seen, so we were good friends with uh, Greg, and but my wife she'd seen Greg a million times. She'd never seen Dane Cook, and Dane Cook hosted Saturday Night Live. And I was like, let's just watch his fucking monologue. And he's doing it, and she looks at me and she goes, he's fucking doing Greg. Wow, like this is Greg. Greg is a real original. Like, meaning, like, I, I feel like when I watch Greg, it's really his voice. Yes. And one of the things that really bums me out, I don't know if Greg knows this or not, but, like, uh, we had a, I had a joke that I told him my hour special that was very similar to one of the ones he tells mm-hmm. in a story, that I love the story. It was uh, about daughters. I, my joke is, um, I have I have, uh, I have two daughters. Georgia's 12, blonde hair, blue eyes, real smart, and I got another one. Oh, and, yeah. And he's got a joke similar to that. Yeah. yeah. But I already told him my special. And so when I heard his joke, I went, oh, I have a joke. I already told it. Yeah. I was like, well, there's no point in going up to him and making it uncomfortable and going right. like, hey, Greg, I told a joke like that. My, like, it's weird. Yeah. But then we ended up doing a show together in Montreal, and I told the joke. And I'd already heard him tell the joke a number of times. And I did it in Montreal because I was bombing or whatever. And then I brought him on stage, and I went, oh, and he looked, gave me this weird look, and I was like, Oh, I would never steal. A yeah. Brand. But but it's so similar. Yeah. Because he's got the same relationship with his daughters, I think. Right. But I've, I always felt guilty about that. I should probably talk to him about it, but I guess I just did. Well, reach out and hopefully he'll reply, unlike oh, some just, people. Just send him this podcast. Hey, how, how many how, how many hours in does he have to get? He, remember, yeah, remember the time code. <laughs> by the way, by the way, by the way. This is, uh, this is a pretty epic podcast. <laughs> what are we at? Uh, right now, I think we're at like... Four hours? No. no. Three hours Three hours and 30 minutes? Wow. Jesus, that's crazy. Wow. You know, by the way, uh, all that means to my fans is this will get, I'll just be real because I'm drunk, uh, this will get a quarter of a million downloads first week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's all right. That's a big, Jeez. That's a big podcast. Yeah. And and by my, my fans, and, they, and you'll see it in the thing. They'll right. all reply right now and they'll go... He's right. Like, if it's 
if it's an hour, they fucking pass. Really? Really? Yeah. Because why? Because they know that you weren't having a good time? They're, yeah, a lot of times. Like, but that, yeah. that sort of goes to the point of what you were saying before, how this is your your podcast is talking to people that interest like that's a barometer of uh you interest me more than having sex with my wife whoa that's weird cuz i'm more into having sex with your wife <laughs> interesting if that makes sense pat his head pat his head bird pat his head and go inside <laughs> no it's it this is uh this is the sweet spot right now someone on my podcast has hit pause and seen how much more time we did and they've gotten excited. Right. This is like, I'm telling you when I say yeah, I yeah. know when I do good podcasts, right. this is one of the better ones I've ever done. The one I did with Tommy Segura today was was pretty fucking amazing. Um, we called Bill Burr, and Bill was not happy about being put on the podcast immediately. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds pretty good. He was, he was like, ah, is this how the business works? <laughs> I, dude, Bill is so a, such a fucking interesting guy. I bring him. I, I invite him over one night to do, one day to do a podcast. Me, him, and Tom. Uh-huh. My two hundredth episode. I said, "We'll have cigars. We'll have some whiskey. We'll have a good time." He comes over and he sees the mic, and I go, "I hit record," and he goes, "The fuck is this?" Oh my god! I go, "It's a podcast." You can hear it, and he goes, "Oh, so now we're just leveraging our friendship for to exceed in this business?" And I go, "No." And I look at Tom. I go. It was clear that this was going to be a podcast, right? And Doug's like, yeah, yeah. And Bill's like, oh, fucking, so I guess we're doing a podcast. I go, we're totally doing a podcast. But Bill's one of those guys that will call you up and go, like, let's hang out. No microphones, no nothing. I just need to be around people. Uh, and, you're, and, you're, and you have those great, like, you know, I, I really say this honestly, but he's, like, he's got one of those great fucking minds. Yeah. Like a oh, my God. Well, it's like it's like unbelievable. Yeah, it, I mean, in the limited times I've hung out with him, I am like, wow, your mind does function in this way where it processes things differently and it comes out. Dollop? No, no, we talked. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. We, he he's he wants to come on. We just haven't had a yeah. We're trying to figure it out. There's a few yeah. things he's interested in, and the dollop's one of them. I think that from listening to him on on Rogan and shit. I mean, I I definitely am like he. I did a sh- I did one of the All Things Comedy podcasts at uh, the Comedy Store, and Al was sort of, you know, saying like what the dollop was, and uh, Bill was like, oh, "What's well, one of the craziest things you ever like you've said on there?" And I was like, "Ah, there's." And just randomly just blurted out about the lobotomy. There was this guy who – the guy who came up with lobotomies. It's this insane story. But eventually, culture was so fine with lobotomies. He was like putting on lobotomy shows and he had like a golden pick and he drove a lobotomobile. And Berlin Ford, he goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I was like, no, that is what it is. And he, he was very interested. I was like, come on, man. Have you heard him on the End of the World podcast? No. Uh-uh. Amazing. Yeah, okay. There's two times in my life that I, I would say, uh, sur- like, surrealness happened. Yeah. So, like, one time we did a goddamn comedy jam at the Roxy, and uh, it's me, and me and, it's a bunch of people, but me and Burr on the thing. Right. And I'm I'm flying in only to do the show, and then I'm flying back out on the red eye. So, like, I'm just in for, like, five hours. Right. Tops. I've been drinking. I drink on planes, so I, I land. I go straight to the Roxy, and Bill, Bill's warming up, and then he goes, "Hey, like, uh, let's go get a drink over at the Rainbow Room." And I was like, "Okay." So we go over to the Rainbow Room. We get a Jameson on the rocks, double Jameson on the rocks. 
and I, I'm, me and Tom are going through the fat shaming stuff. And I, we, and he goes, uh, it looks like you're taking on water. I said, what? And he goes, I don't know. With this fat shaming shit, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look healthy. Like, it seems like you're taking on water. And I go, yeah, it's kind of bothering me. And he starts talking to me about shame. Like, in a very real French way. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, what he's saying right now is so funny. Like, right, right. And I want to tell him, go, this should be in your act. But I don't say anything. And then he stops and he goes, he like, he goes, Ugh. by the way, no one share this with Bill because this is a special moment for me. But he goes, <laughs> he goes, I can't believe I'm having drinks with the machine. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and it really means a lot to me. Then we go to the Roxy and everything he just talked to me about, he does on stage and it fucking really? murders. Yeah. It murders and I go. I just witnessed that. Like, I witnessed that personally. Right. That was a special moment I had. I shouldn't talk about it out loud. That's fucking brilliant. Fucking destroys. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? The machine. Oh, dude. (laughs) That that is amazing. It was the greatest, like, it was the greatest little small moment you have in your life where you're like, you know, I don't know. Having drinks with the machine. When he was on Marin, so we were hanging out all day, and we would just talk, and... Like it's it's hard to describe because we've hung around with so many other comics, but I've never seen someone in conversations turn stuff everything into it's a different a, perspective. What's he just oh. turns everything into a brilliant bit? Yeah, like he, fu- he, he just in conversation he finds the thing that is fucking hilarious. And, the problem that and you've never like, thought of with it. The yeah, ocean was a fine like, thing. It's just incredible. And then he talks about the ocean, and you're like, the ocean is terrifying. Why have I not been scared of the ocean? Yeah. The ocean is a jungle that you can't see. I mean, that's this joke he had, and he yeah. said it, and I was like, this is, is so right. <laughs> it's insane. Dude, he is, uh, and, and he doesn't like hearing this, but like one of the better minds I know. Like I yeah. know some really great minds. I think we all do, but like, man, his, to watch his work. Did you see him and um, Sarah Tiana get into it? No. Nah. Uh-huh. The end of the world. Sarah Tiana, I love Sarah Tiana. Yeah. She's great, fantastic. And she stands up for what she believes in, as yeah. does Morgan Murphy. But, man, they decided to argue with Bill Burr. I would not want to do that. And I said to them at the beginning, why would you ever argue with a guy whose whole act is based on looking at both sides of the fence, yes. finding the most ridiculous point of view, yes. and then arguing it backwards? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now, man, it did not turn out well for Sarah Tiana. Oh, man. She, so badly that I tweeted her at that time, and she's like, I guess you just think I'm a cunt or something like that. And I go, what? She goes, I don't know. Everyone's just calling me a cunt. I go, I never said this. She goes, well, that's all I'm hearing online. Because, you know, obviously, army, like the, the army of dudes that identify with Bill. Yeah. That look at Sierra, Sarah, Sierra, Sarah for arguing with bill and are like how dare you right and you don't argue with the king don't, yeah. god damn it yeah but like and then <laughs> and then stanhope got on bill's side oh oh there was a moment it was like it was it was pretty amazing to watch. i do want to hear that it yeah. was like being at, it was like being at like a couple's retreat and watching two people fight and then oprah jumping in like it was so <laughs> right, fucking right, <laughs> It was, I'll tell you, it was pretty magical. It was like one of the better times that I was like, I kept going, don't do this. Don't do this. Like in my head, but 
Sierra. Sierra. I keep saying Sierra. Sierra. You're Sierra combining Tiana. Sierra and Tiana into one. Sierra. Yeah, she's tamer. She should change her name. All right, I'm pretty hammered. We've done. We've done. <laughs> that is the best out. I really am pretty drunk. I'm shocked. <laughs> That's great. I started drinking this morning at uh, nine. Because of flying. Did you sleep? Yeah. Right. No. Didn't oh, sleep. you haven't slept. Had a cigar. Oh, then that's I like had, having a nap. I had a, I had a pizza. <laughs> so I, I got pizza. Oh, no. Those are both like having a nap. Yeah. my Well, I got pizza for me and my daughters, and uh, and I have not eaten unhealthy at all, except last night with buns. Uh, we had uh, prime rib. Uh-huh. But um, I haven't eaten healthy at all, and I definitely haven't had pizza, and I've been looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I've earned it. It's been over a month that I've been on a diet. I have a piece of pizza, and I choked in the kitchen. What? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Why you're such I a fucking pussy? And and my daughters were there. And they no, do you think be, because I'm you nervous were nervous about you guys? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's because we were coming over? Yeah, I think so. It's okay, Bert. You can eat still. Hey, Bert hasn't eaten was... since you guys left. <laughs> he won't eat. But what happened was I choked. I took a bite of pizza, and the the cheese was like super. If you're not, if you haven't done it for a while and you're not used to it, it's fucking gnarly. It really is. Uh, this sounds crazy <laughs> to say, but it's really hard to eat pizza. Like I had a really hard time getting it, and I choked. And my daughter's been there. I'm not even fucking around. I pulled pizza out of my throat, uh, my hand, uh, and and my daughter saw me, and then I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe this just fucking happened. I, and you and you guys are on your way. And I go, uh, I'm going to make myself a really stiff cocktail. So I made a 32-ounce vodka and soda. Yeah. And I That's... and I was like, I freaked out and I haven't eaten because of it because it really scared the shit out of me. Because yeah. you had to rip pulled... pizza out of your esophagus. No, once I you... Pulled, I pulled it yeah. out of my throat. Ah. It was crazy. You Once you start eating healthy, you realize how fucked up everything. When you try to go back... Dude. So I, I, I eat really healthy now, too. And uh, I took my kid down to uh, Santa Monica Pier this weekend. And I was fucking starving. And I was like, God, I should eat him before I got here. This is just all shit. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you want? He goes, I want a hot dog. So I get him a hot dog. And I order two. And I'm like, all right. And I put it in my mouth and I bite it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh. Like, just... I was like, this is the worst... Because I haven't had anything like I've just been eating super fucking healthy for a couple of months. Yeah, and I put the, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is horrendous. It's insane to me because I, part of me goes like I had that problem last night. I started choking last night, and I wonder. I go, wonder if my body is le- like rejecting yes things that it doesn't want. Because you know, all I do this diet that I did was super unhealthy. But all I did was I do a kale juice uh-huh. in uh, for uh, breakfast. I'd maybe do scrambled eggs or uh-huh. like eggs. I, uh, eggs were cool with me, and then lean protein and greens and vodka sodas. Right, but like I have never choked like that before ever. Like it was stuck in my throat. Right, I had to reach down my with my hand, and my daughter saw it. And they were like, my daughter, after the fact, patted me on the back, like, "Are you okay?" Yeah. And I was like, "Stop it, Daddy's not gross anymore." Can uh, I go back to walking in and you and Mom doing it, please? <laughs> You think I'll stop she's gonna to be in, she's gonna be in therapy <laughs> when she's first question. She's gonna be in therapy when she's thirty, and then he pulled the pizza out of his mouth. Dude, it was. I'm not even fucking around. It was a foot long of string. Oh, uh. I had to pull it out of my throat. Fuck. And so I'm and I'm starving right now. But I'm like, I don't know what. I guess I'm. I don't know. I talked to Doctor Drew about it because I was like, I think I have uh, anorexia. 
I was eating under a thousand calories, which is very yeah, little. Yeah, very little. Oh, that's ter- yeah, that's not. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Well, well it was a bet, and so <laughs> was a bet. But, a great uh, bet. His kidney shut was, down. It was a great bet. Yeah. It did a lot for my career. If you want to see my Google trends, I'm spiking. Yeah. <laughs> that's great, though. By the way, I want to get rid of my podcast and just do a podcast with you guys. This Let's has do been it. the most seamless. When you guys go to Australia, can I open for you? Yes. I can help sell some tickets. <laughs> I can help sell some tickets. Like, sure. right? like, I'm sure I got a few fans in Australia. Yeah. Probably exact we're gonna, fans you guys have. <laughs> Yeah. I probably identically. We were here anyone, anyway. Anyone that is a fan of mine is probably already a fan of your guys. Don't touch Bert. He's riddled with disease. Oh. All right. I'm going to let you guys go. This has been. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Honestly, thank blast. you for plugging the podcast. Thank you for having us on. I love what you guys do. I no, think and really likewise, dude. Truly. So. Thanks, I, I really do think it's great. And I'm. I'm and you're going to be our guest and our, uh, the one we're going to do it. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. February, February 6th. Yeah, 5th? February 6th. Yeah, February 6th. I'm going to put it on my calendar. But, uh, um,. God damn it! I am hammered. What was I going to say? Mm, you, we are great. Yeah, you were talking about how we're awesome fantastic. We are. No, this never is the change. Thing I love about all things comedy. Truly, I'm being serious when I say that. Uh, is you know when Alan Bill started this and and asked us to all come aboard and and I didn't understand the the value of it. Yeah, and I and I think we can all still f- say that we c- no one really has a value to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's no technical value to all this comedy. But right. the cool thing is, is this is like is like that we do this, that meeting. This and the things we're about to do, it's going to be fucking cool. I, what I like, what we're going to do. I like where we're going with this. Um, and I just, I think, and I, and I'll say this real quick. Uh, I know I don't, and I'm not sure who everyone's a part of this, but there's an app called Laughable. If you guys don't use it, use it. You you don't know huh. about it. It's so great. Um, what it does is you get the app and then you type in the person you like, and then it shows you all the shows they've ever been on. Oh, wow. And so like, I'm a big Rory Scovel fan. Love Rory. Oh yeah. Like to the point where I say he might be the best comic working right now. He's yeah. fucking with Billy. Like that kind of guy, just different. And everything he does is fucking amazing. And if you type in Rory Scovel on laughable, you find out all the shit he's been on and you go, Holy, like right. how great is that? Right. Like, like I, that's how I found out I did, I did 20 Rogans is I was like, oh shit. Oh wow. Yeah. Really? So check out the Laughable app uh, for you guys. But more importantly, like I would say anything you guys have ever been on independently together, dude, I'll be fucking hardcore going through that this week. <laughs> you uh, thanks, so man. Fucking funny, man. Thank I, Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you for Thanks having for us. Thanks for having us, man. Yes, truly. I love you guys. I love you, Bert. Oh, I'm going to blow you now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Tell Brett. <laughs>